What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Cinema Bros. This is G here. And this is Nicholas. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. What uh, what, what episode number is this? 14, I want to say. 14. I believe this is episode 14. I could be wrong. Let me take a quick check while you let the viewers know what we're doing here, Jack. <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys all know what we're doing because it's probably been highly anticipated given the nature of the movie we're going to discuss today. Yes. Today we are discussing The Godfather, 1972. It's our oldest movie that we've done. Yeah. By the way, this is episode 15. 15. 15, yeah. I'm really glad I checked because we were like, 14, like the entire time. <laughs> but yes, this is episode 15 and we are doing The Godfather, 1972. Um, Francis Ford Coppola. Yep. Yeah. What do you think? This is my first time watching The Godfather. Yes, so <laughs> let me say Nicholas has never seen this movie. I know. She and... cries of shock across the world. Yes. I think they're all just relieved you finally watched it. Yeah, yeah. Now they're like, oh my god. Last yeah. episode when you said that, they were like, oh, what this, the hell? this dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is one of Garrett's, you know, this is one of your top dogs. Top, top, top three. Oh, top three, really? Oh, yeah. like of all time? Yeah. Oh, wow. There yeah. you go. You heard it here first, folks. Well, tell us about your love for The Godfather, then. Bring us in with your, like, why the okay. top three. Like, well, what? all right, so I will say, I will I will go into that, but don't think you escaped my question of what you thought about Oh, did you ask movie. me? Oh. I did. All right, I'll answer that first, and then we'll go back to you. Okay, that's fair. Um, I thought it was good. It, however, there was, like, this thing, because it's been hyped up for yeah. so long. yeah. Of, like, the first, like, I don't know, my entire life, like, Godfather's, like, best movie of all time, greatest movie of all time, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. people talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not an under-the-radar film. No, no, it's not. So, I'm when, pretty I, sure, when I yeah. finally sit down to watch it, I'm expecting something pretty grand. Yeah. And it was, um, it was good. Okay. It was good. I, it's not my favorite mob movie. Okay. Um, it's not my favorite movie. <laughs> Um, but I thought it was good, and it definitely was. I'm let's say this. I'm glad I saw it. I think anybody who's interested in film should see the movie because Absolutely. it is a pinnacle of film. Is that safe to say? Like it's a pretty like in like the pyramid of like films, it's like up there. Yeah, because I mean, you have to keep in mind that this movie now is. I mean, okay, yeah, released in '72, majority filmed in '71, I mm-hmm. believe. It's 2023 now, so that makes the movie like 52 years old. Like yeah. 52 years ago, they were filming this, which is you know, Crazy. yeah. So to think about the the quality of the movie and when it was filmed, um, I think speaks a lot about. Oh no, definitely. Why it's such a great movie, um, and right. how successful it's been over this time. Oh no, definitely, and it, like I said, that's why it's been it's talked about. Yeah, like this movie fifty it, years later, it's uh, it's still relevant. It's a it's a I don't know what the word is. It's like a it's like one of the film classics. Yeah, it's like everybody's seen it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those. It's movies. generational too because you oh, know, yeah. like it's a it's a pop culture thing too. Right, and it's yes, a, it's, it's a, very much so. Most definitely, like a film thing. It's like it's like it's, people who it's like iconic. movies have seen it. Yeah, people who like movies have seen it. And if you tell somebody I haven't seen it, they're gonna like. Like little... I feel like pe- even people who like aren't super into film have seen this movie. Yes, maybe absolutely. not as many, um, but you know, it's. I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. The only thing I can say to that is probably just because it's not directly up my alley. Okay, that's probably why I Fair haven't enough. seen it. Fair enough. But that's what this podcast does. It broadens our alleys. Yeah. 
For sure. Yours too, you know what I mean? Like Right, all the Star Wars movies. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and some superhero movies here and there. Those broaden your horizons too. Yeah. But movies like this broaden mine. Because we're complete, like, different opposites. But that's why this podcast is so cool is because we get to watch movies that we might not normally have seen. Mm-hmm. So... Now, back to you. Okay. Don't escape this. I wasn't. I wasn't. I just, you know. Tell us about your love for The Godfather, where it, like, came into your, like, on your radar, I should say. So, I think, like, on the very first episode, we talked about, like, where your, like, love for movies kind of started. Yes. And I talked about how, like, when I was younger, um, we had this channel called AMC, American Movie Classics, Mm -hmm. and uh, this movie would come on there occasionally. Um, and I just, it just captured me. So I think honestly, this movie, like I, we've also mentioned several times that I'm like super into like crime movies and mafia mob movies, movies, mob movies. Um, and I think this is the movie that kind of piqued that interest in me. So it started it all for you. Pretty much. It started the mob revolution. I would say so. (laughs) I would say so. Well, that's very important then. Kind of introduced me to Al Pacino. uh, Okay, yeah. You know, and uh, just the story in it, the grittiness of it, and that, like, there's just something about the movie that's very like mm-hmm. palpable. Like like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's just like okay, so it's a period piece, right? It takes place in the forties. Forty six, I believe. Is that what they said? Nineteen forty six? I think so. Yep. Um Right it's after the war. Mm-hmm. Actually it's kinda still during the war because there's a scene later where you still see soldiers. When Michael's in Italy. Um, and you also see there's like a poster when Michael walks by like a poster and it's of like like um Soviet Union. Hmm. It's like a Soviet Union like recruitment poster almost, and it's in Italy, which is like what? Well, Interesting. Well, Mussolini. Oh yeah. 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 Duh. Um, but I thought that was like a, a a key. Like, okay, this is the time we're in, mm-hmm. and he walks by like a poster of that, and mm-hmm. I just kind of took a note of that. We'll, we'll get to that scene later, but I'll probably bring it back up. But yeah. But it's just and and it's <laughs> I don't want to call it an educational film, but <laughs> as far as like the criminal underworld of the 40s and 50s in American educational in American organized crime it just it 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 says a lot about it and I I don't know it it just it's a more interesting way of watching a documentary about it you know what I mean like yeah yeah actually 40 like crime but just like it's almost like you could smell the smoke in the air like you know and I told you before we started I could like smell the cigarettes like as they were like like even down to like their um I don't want to say the costume design, but like the clothes that they're wearing, you know, mm-hmm. like it just everything was just so legitimate, and it's just had this power to a lot it, of mustaches, lots of mustaches, a lot of mustaches. Uh, yeah. But it just it it really had this magical quality to it, where it really threw you into the '40s, into this era. I would say that is most definitely true. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I guess maybe. It just had this power to it, yeah, man. And, like, that's yeah. really what was, like, wow, a movie can do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Can take you off of your couch and... It had little Garrett memorized. It Young did. Garrett was like, whoa. It did. This is pretty cool. It did. And it may even be safe to say that, like, not only did this get me into, like, mob movies, but this got me into, like, movies. more interested in movies in, ah, in general. That's you know? what I like to hear. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, super 
glad that we're doing it on the podcast. I am too. If you know, holds that much importance to you. And you know, Star Wars was kind of my like what what this movie was for you is what that was, those were for me. Yeah. And we got to do those, so it's pretty special we get to do this right after we did that. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Back to back. Kinda like a Yeah. Like you yeah, yeah. Like a back to back, like important movies to us. Yeah. Like probably the most important movies to us if it got us into film. Yeah. That's what that's what Star Wars was for me. So if that's what it was for you, it's super, super cool. I wish this movie had like a little bracket on the side that like kept in track which character. I feel like that was my biggest gripe with movies. I couldn't like there were so many characters and all of their names sounded similar. <laughs> and there were so many but for some reason I feel like they didn't say each other's names that much. It was always like a nickname or like like I didn't know like Solosa is that his name? Solato? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know his name until like halfway through the movie. The they Turk? said it like randomly. Yeah, because they always call them nicknames. I would have liked like a checklist of like everybody's name yeah. for a picture of them. There is a I lot like, of who's who is who. Like inferring. Like they I, talk about Salazzo the Turk and then they meet with this guy and so like they don't specifically say like Mr. Salazzo, how are you doing? But you have to like kind of c- connect. I guess that was that. a problem is I was just like, What is happening? <laughs> like half time in my notes I write like someone's name and then a question mark. Like, I think this is who this is. Yeah. Like yeah. um there's just a lot of characters with a lot of names. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to. Well, and it doesn't like, help. I didn't even know that they're like all the four. sisters' name. They're all. She's time. married in this first part. I, of the movie. I don't know the sister's name either. I didn't know her name until they said it specifically. Hmm. What Connie is, it? is Connie? her name. Hmm. But I knew Carlo because they kept talking about him. Yeah. I don't know. That was like the biggest thing of this movie. Where I was like, what? I I don't understand. Maybe I'm like I didn't understand. Maybe I just can't keep up with this like speed of the movie. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But this movie doesn't have speed really. It's quite long. You know, it is... I'll say, like, I've seen three-hour movies. I've even seen four-hour movies. But this one was... I could feel the time going by, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I want to disagree with you. But to me, it's not, like... Grueling? No, because I'm captivated in the story. And so, therefore, like, you know that the movie's long. But you're not like, oh, my gosh. When is this thing going to end? See, like, Batman. The Batman. Three hours long. I'd say it's a slightly shorter than this movie, probably. Okay. By like 10, 20 minutes. It's almost there as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel time less watching that. Mm, that's interesting. But they're almost the exact same runtimes. That's interesting. But this with that movie, movie, I was like... I kept thinking it was about to end, and then it like wouldn't. Not in like a bad way. Not that I'm like, oh my god, this one when's this thing going to end? But I just kept thinking like, alright, this is probably like where they're going to wrap things up here. This is That's what I thought of this movie. Mm. Like Vito's... Well, spoiler. Vito's funeral. I was like, alright, it's over. Nope, it kept going a little oh, bit. Oh, no. I thought it ended, like, eight times. Like, legit. Um, But I did not feel... Like, I felt the time. Okay. I, I was like, all right. Interesting. I was like, it's going to end, right? Like, yeah. it, this movie just lasts, like, the rest of my life. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to sit here all day watching it. I don't know. It was very, very long. But it's weird because I've watched long movies and haven't noticed. I don't mm-hmm. know what that says mm-hmm. about, like, my interest in the movie. It might say something. Yeah. I mean... Well, I feel like it's... I mean, like you said, it, it was good in your words i guess it didn't like a, i guess it didn't like pull me away enough where i was like escaped right like because usually if you watch a movie you're like in that universe and you like have escaped from like the real world right and if that happens you don't notice time right you shouldn't if you're interested enough in a movie you shouldn't notice the time right but i but i did which i guess says something yeah sorry for godfather fans and you but i guess that says something all right like, i mean i noticed the time go by entitled to their own opinion so but like a a movie like should like like you're in right right and you're oh, like, i agree and you're like, you, you're like the movie ends and you should be like oh my god it's 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 like 
So eight o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't know. <clears throat> well, and maybe it's different because I did actually break this movie into two parts. I watched half of it, and then I watched a, another. See, half. I watched it all one sitting. Yeah, but I mean, even in the second half, well, really, because it's like two and a half hours, I think. Two hours forty five minutes. I don't know what is the runtime of this movie. Yeah, two fifty seven. Okay, so I I think I had an hour. Yeah, so I had an hour and a half left. So yeah, I watched half of it, so and that I felt like been that different. hour and a half went by so quickly for me. Man, that's like, good I to was hear. Just like, holy but, crap! How did? Yeah, but I was like, I like there was like eight times where like it cuts to black, and I was like, oh wow, that was it. And then it keeps back on. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> We're back in. Yeah, it, it keeps you on your toes, I guess. It it was. I don't know. I don't know what that says about like my enjoyment of the movie. Mm. Maybe I'll, we'll discover that by the end of the episode. Yeah. But I guess it just says that I didn't escape into it as much as I would have liked. I wanted to. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if it doesn't do it for you, it doesn't do it for you. Right. I mean, I you guess. can't I mean, force those things. But I guess I just didn't like go into that world enough. Like every, like usually, especially in a the movie theater because the lights are off. Maybe yeah. it's just because I was at the movies yesterday and I was like, ah, this is nice. But the lights are off. You know, you're 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 sitting and all your you literally can't look at anything else because it's so freaking dark. Mm-hmm. All you see is that movie. Mm-hmm. That really helps me like escape. And I like had my lights off. I don't know. I don't know. I usually when I watch movies and I'm trying to like do that, I turn my lights off because it kind of mimics the the but, theater. Yeah, maybe it's because I was at the movies yesterday and I was like, this is all I love going to the movies. So I was like, this is great. Yeah. But that's what I was trying to like mimic, and I don't know. It didn't. It didn't happen. Because I like, notice real world stuff, which you shouldn't, I guess. You know what I mean, like, you know, like checking the time or yeah, like I noticed like time going by, oh, and like oh man, it's like twelve o'clock. Cause I know you were coming over at a certain time, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, like. But I will say, this movie had some great, great cast. Oh yeah, great cast. I really enjoyed the cast. I think that was my favorite. Like just. The people who were in, I thought, did great. Like, everyone everyone understood their part, I guess. Like, I think everyone yes. did a great job. Except for the guy... Oh, God. Like I said, I don't know a lot of their names. He was the, the film producer. The film guy. Oh. They put a horse in his bed. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jonas? Yeah, yeah. I just I just referred to him as the, like, the, the, the movie producer. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't love his acting at all. Hmm. Especially when he finds, like, the horse in his bed. Hmm. I was like, alright, this guy, like... I just didn't love his performance. But other than that, that was, like, the only time I wrote my notes. Like, this guy acting weird. <laughs> other than that, everybody does such a great job in this movie. Yeah. All around. Hmm. But that was my little... That was just my little... I don't know. Not rant. It wasn't a rant. But, like, my... Your take? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just the length of this movie is noted. Yeah. That's how I'll wrap it up. Okay. But I do want to say, that's probably the most time I'm going to talk about you talking in this whole podcast. I'm giving Garrett the reins, if as you will, to this episode, because you guys probably noticed I was very, I don't know, into the Star Wars episodes. And yeah. like we said, that's kind of what this movie is for you. Yeah. So it's kind of going to be a thing where Garrett takes the reins. So, without further ado, do you want to get into the movie? Yeah. Unless you got anything else to say. No, no, no. I mean, I'm ready to hop into it if you are. Let's hop in. Go ahead. Um... Well, for, you know, The Godfather, we, we start with the intro, and it's the iconic Godfather, like, music, I guess. I heard the music it. first, and I hadn't seen the movie, but I recognized the music. Yes. So that tells you something automatically. Yes. That I 
this movie is popular in enough that I have I heard the music. I was like, yeah, Godfather. I'll be like cleaning the garage and I'll be like whistling the Godfather music just because <laughs> it is like you know or like cooking. It's not. It's just like a little tune, but it's enough to get you like yeah like humming it or Mm -hmm. whistling it yeah and it's kind of like the vader march or like the star wars music where it comes up in different points throughout the movie but sometimes like the tempo's very fast if there's Mm -hmm. like action going on or if it's like a somber sad moment it'll be slowed down and a little more quiet and i liked that i really liked the the theme they use the theme in a very good way they do it's very so, versatile. I appreciate that. That's definitely and, one of my positives for the movie. Is and the then, theme. like, you know, it, it says Mario Puzo's The Godfather. So I just want to mention that I really loved that. I don't know why, but I just really loved we start... It, it, it's black. And I was like, I didn't yeah. know if I pressed play or not, to yeah. be honest. Because And then the music cuts in. It, like, takes a second. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. And it kind of, like, fades in almost. It does. Yeah. It's, like, black. And I was like, wait, did I press play? Was with the sound working, and then the, <laughs> yeah. that like music like slowly comes in, mm-hmm. and then boom, the title comes up. But I just really loved the Mario Puzo, the Godfather. I just thought that was kind of a cool thing. So the way it was written, the text of it, and that's what I was going to say. How it like popped in, I thought looked really cool. Well, and it's so iconic too. And the music's I playing, feel like, you know, like you could write another word in that text, in that font, in that font, and yeah. you'd recognize that font. Hey, it's like, the Godfather font, Godfather yeah. font. <laughs> right? And even the logo with the uh, marionette, I think that's what it's called. The the which is the thing that controls a puppet, right? It's like the wooden cross with the strings that hang oh, down. yes. Um, Absolutely. That is like above the Godfather. Because, you know, you're quote-unquote pulling the strings. I, I even recognize that. Because that's like on t-shirts and stuff, that like logo. Yes. And people are like, yeah, it's the Godfather. Yes. But I did just want to quickly mention, I knew the music. But I hadn't seen the movie. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Well, and just you know, kind of go back like, to what we were originally saying about how, like... Here we are 50-some years later, and it's still relevant. It's still referenced. Right. Um, yeah. But I just thought it was kind of cool that I recognized the music, having not seen any of the Godfather movies. So, but yes, we get that cool intro. I, I like the intro. I thought it was cool. Apparently that... The title sequence. Yeah. That logo was, like, not, like, the first choice. Oh, really? Yeah, like they almost hmm. scrapped that logo. I'm glad they didn't because I thought it was cool. Yeah. I like I like the thing of putting a name before the title. I don't know. It makes it very like... Well, because I think it was you know based I mean? off of a book. I'm pretty sure Mario Puzo wrote a book called The Godfather and they adapted it into a movie. And so that's what it is. Have you it's read like, said book? No. Oh. No. Sorry, everybody. We don't get book nods. That'd have been great if you had like the book nods. You've been like in the book. It happens this ah, way. Ah, see? Okay. We'll have to do a follow-up episode. <laughs> The Godfather book episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I so, just really liked that. I just like having a name for the title. It just makes it very, like, I don't know, not, like, serious, but, like, they know what they're doing. I don't know. Hmm. It has, like, this, like, way about it. I don't know. I thought the intro was cool. The title sequence I liked. Um, yeah, and, and, and I really just think it kind of, like you said, sets the tone for the movie. It does. And I like how the music plays through the title. Yeah. It's very, very iconic. So after like I'm gonna remember it, you know. Yeah, that's something I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna remember the Godfather title sequence, if nothing else. You know, that's what I'm gonna remember. That's oh, Nicholas's favorite part about the whole movie. It's not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have a I'm scene kidding. that I absolutely adore. I thought it was so good. Okay. Um, and one thing I always remember is Marlon Brando's voice. Holy crap! Did I need to turn my volume up? Okay. Immediately, I was like, and then subtitles. Those are always on for me anyway, so it didn't really uh-huh. matter. But he talks like a. I don't know. Like, he's, like, gasping for air. All right, well, I'll drop my first nugget then since you brought his voice up. Here we go. 
Um, <clears throat> his voice was actually based off of a real-life mobster. Francis Ford Coppola gave him like a bunch of tapes of uh, <clears throat> investigations into organized crime. Mm -hmm. And there was a particular mobster... Um, and that's what he sounded like. And so that's who Marlon Brando, after listening to these tapes, because, you know, Brando's being, has been credited as a method actor. I, yeah, he so, definitely is. Yeah. So he, uh, styled his voice off of this individual that he heard on these investigation tapes. Okay. Okay. That makes it cooler. Yeah. That makes it cooler, but still it was a little hard to understand. It is. It, I, and, and I won't even, yeah, I won't even disagree like, with he's you. Almost, he'd be really good in the Batman. Cause he's like, very much like this. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. And it's, it is like someone just like punched his like trachea or something. Cause yeah. he's like, I don't know. He sounds, he sounds injured, which maybe is like part of it. Cause he's, maybe, well, I think he's he's you know he's older, and if you like watch this movie, everyone's smoking throughout the entire thing. And I, I, granted, yes. like that was part of the time, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I will say this too: like the cigarettes they're smoking are even period accurate because they're all unfiltered. Hmm. Like you know, nowadays a cigarette has a little filter on the end of it. Back then, it was just straight tobacco. I noticed that. Did you do you know if this? Are they smoking like real cigarettes or is it the basil and you being know being that it was nineteen seventy one, seventy two, they're real cigarettes. You think they're real cigarettes? I, I mean I don't know for a fact, but I'd be willing to bet my paycheck on it. Oh, okay. They were, okay. Just because of the time period. Because even then, like even in the seventies, you could smoke in a hospital. You know what I mean? It's true. So like I don't think they were concerned about preserving anyone's health. And actors' well being. Because now in every movie you see pretty much like guaranteed today they're smoking like basil or you know there's like it's like a basil mix which is funny because like so now it smells like how much healthier is that you're still smoking something you know what i mean you're still injecting like and not injecting but and in, inhaling apparently it's fine fumes I don't know. into your lungs apparently it's fine but apparently if it's a movie like where it's smoking they say it always smells like an italian restaurant when you walk in like to a movie set they're like ah it smells like an italian restaurant well, i'm sure that a lot of these <laughs> sets smell like an italian restaurant just given that you know they smell like cigarettes guaranteed well i was talking about like all the italian food there's a lot That's of like true. family dinner scenes in this movie and stuff like there that. is yeah, yeah. And a scene in an Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. One of my that's that's one I was talking about. That's a pretty yeah. oh I like that's that your, one. Okay, <laughs> that one did it for me. I, I was like all right. I, yeah, I made a note about. See, but then I got really interested, and then it like died back down. Uh, I thought that's when we were like starting to like build up. Let's go, and then it like died back down. But hmm. it's all good. Well, where we go next? Yes. So after we have that opening title shot, the movie starts with the man asking for justice for his daughter. Yep. Um, so basically he's, he's kind of like in this office and it, it, if you haven't seen it, it takes you a while to kind of figure out what's going on. So I'm trying to explain it as like, you know, right. Because it's like a, it's like a slow pan away from this guy and you slowly, you start to see the side of Vito's face. Yes. But originally it's like, who's he talking to? Right. And then it slowly pans out, which I thought was quite great. Actually, uh -huh. it pans out and then finally you see like Vito. And then actually as it pans out, you start to see like everybody else in the room. There's, it's yep. not just two people. No, no, no. But there's a lot of people in the room. Um, I also want to say like when he starts crying about like his daughter. Yeah. He like Vito like kind of tells somebody to like do something. And, and they like, bring him like a drink. And I expected it to be like a like a hanky or something, like a handkerchief or something to like. Yeah. But you know he's like, give him a drink. Like yeah. he's crying, give him a drink. Like I don't know. It was like. <laughs> I expected like a tissue or something, but it was a drink. Well, and it's like really cool because in this movie, there's a lot of, and I think that's what I really like about this movie is it's very like honorable and respect. A lot of it's all about like 
respect and honor. And because I feel like sure. nowadays, like anything in the criminal element, like you can't trust anybody. And not that you no. really could in these times, but a lot of no. it was like, you know, people kept their word and people had honor and there was respect. Well, because if you were like in, at this time, if you were like, let's say like the five families, right? Mm -hmm. You were all like mobsters. You were all basically doing like borderline the same thing yeah yeah so there just was in like a respective area there was like a mutual respect for like you do what i do it's not an easy thing like right we're cool like it was that sort of thing yeah but you're right nowadays it's like not really yeah but it was that kind of thing where it was like a mutual respect sort of thing um but in but so in that slow pan i really like how you start to see the whole picture because like yeah. you said you were trying to explain it in a way where yeah because at first you're trying to figure out like who's Who's this guy talking to? Shut oh, up, Siri. My, my watch has something to say. <laughs> we have a guest this episode. I was going to say. <laughs> Surprise. Um, we have a guest. It's Siri. But yeah, and so you're just... He, he's basically explaining to this man who we come to learn is Vito. Um, Don, Don Corleone. Don Corleone. Yeah. Um, and he's basically saying, like, these guys took my daughter... Got her drunk on whiskey and tried to take advantage of her, but she kept her honor, and because she did that, these two guys beat the crap out of her. Hmm. I tried to be a good American and go to the police, hmm. and basically, they didn't do anything about it. See, the minute he said, I went to the police, I was like, okay, so he's talking to, like, the main mobster. I didn't yeah. know at this point, but I was like, the main guy, because the police didn't work, so he's going to ask for, like, a favor. Yep. I knew immediately yep. that it was, like, a favor. Thing. And that's exactly... And that's basically what happens in this office. People come to ask him for favors, well, and he does them or doesn't do them. So, right? Yes, but what's not not, not typically that's not what would happen. Okay, but it's a special day. It is a special day. That's right. Yes. That's why he's doing it. That's because why he's doing it's his it. daughter's wedding day. Correct. And so we later learn to find out that it is Sicilian custom that on your daughter's wedding day you can't deny a favor, and that's so people know this. So they all come to the don. That's interesting. With pitches kind of you know like yeah pr pretty much yeah it's i i was just kind of like does he want to go enjoy his daughter's wedding he kept like looking out the window like can i like go out there you know because people kept coming with favors mm -hmm. and well and and what i think what's really cool too about this whole intro because a lot kind of happens in these first 15 20 30 minutes of yeah. the daughter's wedding um but it shows you that like even though his daughter's out there getting married and everybody outside it keeps cutting to the wedding right they're having a great time they're having a great time man i and actually was like such can a... i like give me a part of this party Dude, the scene you know what i mean like... when they have the old man come up and he's singing the song yeah da, 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 da. yeah yeah and like i love that scene because i actually just... loved it a lot i was like i'm gonna join this like this wedding looks kind of yeah. tight like i wanna this looks fun so everybody out there is having fun but i think it they shows it purpose, you that like, like that right it's such a great time and he's in there you know what i mean but it, like to me it says that like he's a businessman like he's out there like he could be out there right but instead nah he's in here and he's doing business and he's handling business because although he's granting all these people his favor what he says to this first guy is there may uh there will come a time and it may never come where i call on you to mm -hmm. for a service so basically he's like i'll do your favor but now you owe a debt to me well, at first he's like why would i give you a favor like you've never you've never invited me over for coffee he's basically yeah. saying like are we friends though? Do you know right, what I mean? Right. But eventually, yes, he agrees to give him the favor, and but he will owe him a service if it ever comes. But so, he said it might not. You know, he tried to right. like be like, oh, I might not. It might not. It I does. might not ever need you, but if I do, like I expect you to to show up and come through, and honor your part of the deal. Um, I wouldn't want to owe Don anything. Nope. Nope. I would never agree to this because God knows what he's gonna ask you to do later. Yep. 
Because you know it's coming. Never, I mean, because it could be something as simple as, you know... Go get like, me some groceries. Or go <laughs> kill the guy oh. who didn't get my groceries the last time. Yeah, that's true. You just I don't would know. never do this. You never. just don't know. Yeah. But um, He wanted justice. I, I love when he, how he's, he's, he's petting this cat like he's a James Bond. So boy. you know what's super freaking cool? Is that was not in the script. Francis Ford Coppola found a stray cat like right before that scene and gave it to Marlon Brando and they just rolled with it. I actually saw that nugget when I was looking for it. Ah. It's super cool. I, super, I didn't write it down, but I saw okay. it. It was super cool. Yeah. Well, and it's cool too. So you probably saw this, how it shows that like, yes, there's this very dark, intimidating side of Vito Corleone, but then there's also this gentle like family man side of it. I didn't get that at all. That's mm. interesting. Mm. I didn't pick that up at all. I, I thought it was like a way to like, pretend to be like look mm. at me i have this cat but then also he puts it down and is like, like i don't know i didn't pick that up that's mm. interesting it's interesting that you did that's kind of cool um i guess that that it is a way to show that yeah 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 i mean that's probably what it's meant to do clearly like well i, I guess you know it's all just interpreted it's also my first time watching you know maybe on a second maybe on a second watch you'd pick that up because now i know like what kind of guy Vito was because i watched the whole movie yes Going in, I was like, I was expecting something that I guess he wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. But now I know. So that gotcha. could change things. Gotcha. On a second watch. Because um, the first watch is an interesting thing, you know? Yeah. A first watch is like a, that's a, it's a very. You're getting like an understanding for it's it. It's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. You, know, you never know. But yeah, the cat I thought was an, it was a good touch. Yeah. So, um. Also, this room, when they finally do the shot that shows you the entire room. Just his his like leather. office, just so I was yeah. like, "There's a lot of leather in this room." <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it is very like ornate, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very, I mean, it's honestly, it's probably very modern for the '40s. Oh, because yeah. because it is very like mid-century looking. Most definitely. Um, I also thought it was interesting that he says like, "You didn't even come in here and call me Godfather." Like so, he was like offended almost about that. So, and and that's what's cool because I always thought like godfather meant like you're the godfather of the family but what i started to realize throughout this movie which is really interesting considering how many times i've seen this and that's kind of what i really like about the podcast is you no longer are watching a movie for an entertainment perspective you're watching it from an analytical point of view absolutely because if it's like a i don't know if it's a friday night and you're like i'm gonna watch a movie you're right. just watching the movie to be like entertained while you eat your dinner or, you yeah know, whatever yeah. but th- when we watch it for this it's like okay i have a notebook on my lap yeah i'm breaking I have a it pen down. in my hand why is he doing that like that automatically makes it more yeah like you're exact you know what i mean like when you sit down with a, with a pen and notebook yeah. you're like okay i'm i'm like diving in i'm not yeah. just like watching this you know so that's a um, good point but he he is actually the godfather to this gentleman's child mm-hmm. um and so that's what he's referring to. Like, you didn't even call me, like, because, like, he is that the that dude's son's godfather. And he's also the godfather to other people's kids. Because yep. that's ultimately, like, the highest form of, like, endearment is, like, will you be the godfather to my child? You know yeah. what I mean? Because basically what you're saying is, like, if something happens to me, like, I want you to take care of my child. To take care of my kid, right. That's a, um, that's a, that's a high honor. And like yeah. you said, a lot of honor in this in this movie is what you were talking about. It kind yeah. of goes back to that. Mm-hmm. A lot of respect. Yep. Um, which is why I think he was like, you can come in here and call me Godfather. Like, that's a respect thing, is that you call him that as like a, yeah. do you know what I mean? But it kind of has a double meaning as well. Because not only is he the Godfather, he's also the Godfather. Do you know what I mean? Right. He's also this, like, yeah. But... Right. Well, I think that's kind of like, that term has, uh, that's, that double meaning, that second meaning has kind of 
what am I trying to say here? That term has created that. Uh, the movie itself yes. has caused the Godfather to also be interchangeable with... Like a big mob boss. Yes. So now when I see a movie, I'm like, that guy's a Godfather. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because he's like a big like yeah. mob boss. Yeah. So that's um, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. This movie created an entire term that, mm-hmm. we can, that we use in pop culture, you know? So off the bat, I think we meet Vito Corleone. We meet... We see Tom Hagen, but we, we don't see really Tom get an introduction to him. He's kind of just standing in the corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. and same thing with Santino, who goes by Sonny. Mm-hmm. Which, Sonny is Vito's oldest son. Yep. Yep. I didn't realize he was the actor that he was until James I read Con. the Nuggets. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was him. He was like so, he's so young in this movie. Yeah, I, they all are. Everybody is. Because there's... Him a, in particular, I like... like I didn't recognize like most of them I like recognized like mm-hmm. okay that's how Pacino like I knew mm-hmm. but then like him I was like wait 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 mm-hmm. but then I read later that he was in this movie and I was like James oh my god he was Sonny duh yeah like but now that I know I know but yeah because like once like, you once you realize that's him you're like oh I see it now. Oh, of course it's James Conn. yeah but I didn't know at the beginning so yes they're in the room because they're they're listening in on the business you know uh-huh. <laughs> um there's I mean, just, basically why they're there. there's so much there's a lot going on because then we also have like these guys in suits with notepads like outside of and side note, the estate that they like live at, like where this wedding's taking place, is yep. beautiful. Yeah. Um, but like they're it's never said, right? Well, the guy kind of flashes a badge because Sonny comes out. He does. And yes. um I'm kind of jumping around here because they're like I said, there's a lot going on. Um they're taking wedding pictures and Vito says Oh yeah. Uh, not until Michael gets here. I like this. This all. This is the first part of the movie that proves to you. I don't want to say like Don's like Vito's favorite child, but I just want to say like there. This is the first part of the movie where you're like, okay, so he like likes Michael like yeah. a lot. Like because yeah. I won't even he was I won't even take the family picture without Michael. I don't even want a family picture. Like we can take another one later. Right. No, I want it. I wanted to wait. Right. I don't know. It's just your first like clue, but Michael's not even like. He shows up and he's clearly not as mobby as all the other people there that were no. in that room. Like his well, brothers, even he's not even. He's so Michael's a war hero, you know. Yeah. So he was in World War II and he comes home from the war as like a war hero, um, and he's got a, a woman with him, Kate, who's clearly like he's like courting, like dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically his plus one of the wedding, right? Yeah, yeah. There you it's go. Plus one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's a, there's a point when they're talking where. I feel like I'm jumping ahead, but basically, but you're right. He is not a part of the family business, Mm-mm. and no. you can tell is what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, but but even though he's not a part of the family business, Vito's still like, nope, no Mike, no, no Michael, no picture, you know, right. which I thought was a good touch. Yes, uh, but yeah, I have the next one. I have is the the FBI was outside, like just yep. like chilling. Yeah, writing down license plates. Explain the scene to me. Yeah, that's what they were doing, right? Well, just so like, think about it. Like you, you have this the head of a family, one of the five families. His daughter's having a wedding, so out of respect. People from the other families are going to come to this wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to pay respects to the Don, congratulate so back, him. Back to the respect and honor thing. Yep. Because if you don't show up, it kind of is like a... Kind of You just care enough to right. like come. It's an insult. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And so, I mean, it's a smart move on the Fed's part. But they're out yeah. there. They're seeing who's there. There's, you know what I mean? It's just a way for them to gather intelligence. Writing down license plates numbers. Yep. And... And Sonny comes out. It is, and, a, it is a good way to do it. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Sonny comes out and he's like, Yo, basically telling them to get lost and this guy flashes a badge. Mm-hmm. And this is the first scene we have where we really get to an understanding of Sonny's character mm. and how he's hot-headed. Because what does he do? He goes, he takes the camera from one of the wedding photographers, 
throws it on the ground, like smashes it, mm-hmm. roughs the guy up a little bit, and then just takes a little bit of money out of his pocket, throws it on the ground, and like storms off. And walks away. Yeah. Sonny is a very interesting character. Very hot-headed. He very is, quick to anger. He's very arrogant. To a fault. You know? Yeah. And that is ultimately his undoing. It is his downfall. Um, Because he is so hot-headed. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to define him, which is so weird because like... Michael, right? The other side of the coin, very I cool. feel like. Is very, very, like, Calculated. He is. And it's it's also shows, like, a level of Michael's intelligence, though. Yeah. Because Michael's very... Even in moments Stony. where he should be very... I don't know. Like, hot-headed or, like, worried. He's very Emotional. calm. Yeah. He's very calm. Well, and... Yes. Yeah. Again. But Sonny, yeah, he's... Yeah. He has a little altercation with the FBI. Um... So what I kind of wish is that the FBI like kind of came back in a way, like where all, yeah. all, everything they were doing like like comes back to like bite them because they had this wedding, but it doesn't. So it's all good. That is actually it's just something I thought I wrote it down because I was like, okay, so the FBI are gonna like they're gonna show back up and like mm-hmm. use these license plate numbers to like take them down or something. Like mm-hmm. I had a I had a weird it, this movie's more about the like mob bosses like families like against each other. The power. I dynamics, thought it was more yeah. about. Mm. I thought it was the FBI was going to be like bigger. Which is interesting because if you think about it, they're uh, like in the Sopranos, there's rats, uh, like people working for the FBI. Uh, I want to say in Goodfellas, there was a guy that was like working for the feds. Mm-hmm. It's in a, yeah. Um, My favorite no, mob movie, actually. I can now say that. Yeah. Well, there's more we got to get you to watch. All right. Um, Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a scene, though, where the wedding photographer is going around and he, like, takes a picture of this guy at the table. You know, he's just doing his job. This and grumpy, the guy, like, grumpy old man. whispers up to probably one of his henchmen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they go and get the camera and bring bring it over and he pulls the film out of it because he's like, no, no and, evidence like, that tears I was it up, here. Rips it up. Yeah. yeah. Very, like, honestly, I was like, pretty boss thing to do it is I mean? yeah like no evidence i was bring here that photographer to me yeah bring him bring him the camera yeah. you know what i mean bring that camera i thought that guy was gonna come back i made notes of stuff that i thought was gonna come back and it didn't and then sometimes in the movie like i told you before we started mm-hmm. i was like ah that's probably not important and i didn't write stuff down and then boom it comes back and i'm like i didn't write it down so, like, so that's why i'm more relying on your notes <laughs> any of my super godfather fans i'm sure i could look this up right now but i actually wonder i'm i'm actually wondering if that was barzini Oh. oh, 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 the guy that later was like, I don't know, the, 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 spoiler alert, the hit on Sonny was Barzini. Mm-hmm. You're saying that was him? I, I, I think it might have been. Oh. Because it, like, I feel like it could in have this been. movie, it wouldn't have just been some random dude. And like it I said, like. The attention to detail is very. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. I would probably, that's actually a really, like, good, like safe bet that it's Barzini like yeah. I would say it is he looks like Barzini that's what I'm thinking like, like if I'm remembering his face correctly yeah. yeah and if I were to picture like what that guy would look like he would look like him because like I said he was a very like grumpy looking old man yeah but he also and you could scary. definitely tell like he was a somebody just based off that action alone I don't want pictures yeah 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 no pictures um but so if that was that was a Barzini and this is kind of when Sonny clarifies that no Sicilian can refuse a favor on his daughter's wedding day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shortly after this. Um, so. I got, the next thing I got is Michael arrives and 
hugs his adoptive brother, Tom Hagen. Yes. This is like adopted brother, kind of. Yes. Um, but they're kind of sitting, like you said, he's sitting out with his, with his, with his, with his plus one. Mm-hmm. And he kind of comes over and they, they hug him, you know? Yep. And then Fredo comes over. Good to over. see you, brother. Yeah, then Fredo comes we over. We get to meet Fredo. Fredo's an interesting guy. Fredo is very interesting. Fredo is the middle brother. And so Michael, that, yeah. now that we've met Michael, he is the baby. He's the youngest son. The youngest son. <clears throat> yep. Um. So, uh, Tom Hagen is, uh, Michael's played by Al Pacino. Sure. Sonny's played by James Caan. Tom Hagen is played by uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Yeah. Which is crazy because I never recognized that as a young Robert Duvall. And I, I... I did not recognize him at all. I'm sure we could look this up too. I'm pretty sure he's balding at this point because I feel like his hair in the middle, like there's scenes where if you pay close attention to it, I don't think that it was real. I think that it was uh, kind of like how they did Sean Connery in all the James Bond movies. Like he was already balding at that point, but they put hair pieces on. I kind of could see that that was, yeah, I could yeah. I could see that. But shout out to Robert Duvall. He's very, I think he's a great actor that doesn't get a lot of spotlight. No, he's very underrated. And yeah. definitely in this movie, he puts out like a subtle performance that is very like... Yes. It's notable though. Like I yes. I I when the movie was like nearing its conclusion. Yeah. I was like, all right, like whoever played Tom Hagen did a great job. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like I made For a note sure. of that. Um that's probably like my underrated performance in the movie, I'd say. It's probably him. Cuz yeah. like he doesn't Robert Duvall doesn't get enough like no talk. No. But the little bit of talking that he does is always... It's kind of like the whole still waters run deep type thing. Mm. Like, he doesn't say a lot. He doesn't get a lot of action or uh, screen time. But, like, the, the scenes that he does are typically very significant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just wanted to throw that in there about Tom Hagen. Yeah. Robert, shout out to Robert Duvall. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Robert Duvall, if you're listening, we'll have you on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> we would love to have you on the podcast, Mr. Duvall. And, and, um, another important thing I guess we should talk about is that Tom Hagen <coughs> is the family advisor. So he's basically a licensed attorney. Yep. And although Michael says he's not at this point, but he will eventually become the consigliere, which is basically just what that is. Like the, the family attorney. Your counsel kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I say the family attorney, I mean like the... Like the criminal family, not like just family. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I'm in a car accident. Let me call my family attorney. No, no. he's like, yeah, helping them out. I mean, that I guess that is what it is. But when your family is involved in a criminal enterprise, <laughs> that's it, more what it's for. Yeah, yeah. your attorney's handling a little bit of uh, different stuff. You could say absolutely. Um, we briefly see Johnny. We meet Johnny Fontaine, who shows up to the party. Yes. Um, and who is clearly a huge music star, right? He's a, he's, a, he's, would, he's loved. Yeah. yeah. I would say he's kind of like a Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Like the girls are going nuts. Like all the young teenage girls are like freaking out and going, and you would think the Beatles just showed up, yeah. right? Cause, uh, Vita doesn't like, what's that outside? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's going on? Um, he has a good voice though. This, whoever played him. Yeah. Has a pretty good voice. Uh, cause he sings briefly at the wedding. Mm-hmm. After, uh, he's finally convinced yes yeah, yeah. Like, you know at first he's like oh no oh no, no i couldn't I could. oh i could yeah 
And then but he you dies. know he was on the way there and driving like <clears throat> yeah, warming up the bike. Me, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael's date Kate is like, I had no idea you knew Johnny Fontaine, and this is kind of like when Michael starts explaining like what's up. So he basically he does, is yeah. like, um, you know, my father helped him. Or he's well, he's very nonchalantly actually. It's just like, yeah, my father helped him like get get his career started. Mm-hmm. And, and then she's like, "How?" And then you know, yeah. So he he went with Luca, that guy over there, and shot him. But basically, is what he says. Like, so he says that uh, he was a part of this band and he wanted to go solo, but the band manager wouldn't let him out of his contract. So my father went and offered him ten thousand dollars, and he still refused. So the next day, he took Luca Brasi. Uh, and made him an offer he can't refuse. And That's the first time like, we hear that. Yeah. That's a big line in this movie. Made him an offer he can't refuse. And she said, well, what was the offer? And she said, Luca Brasi put a gun to his head. And my father told him either your signature is going on the contract or your brains. Oh, my. Well, that kind of goes hard, not going to lie. Yeah. And also, yeah. it was only $1,000. Yeah. And crazy. so he ended up getting the 1000 So, like, the, the lesson... Is is always take the Don's first offer. Apparently, yeah, because you don't want the couldn't refuse offer. That one's the one you don't want. But, um, so and, and this is kind of well, like real quick in that scene, he's like, "That's my family," basically, like, yeah, yeah. Like, so, uh, in, in case you didn't know, now you do. And then then Fredo comes over. Yeah, yeah. So and, go ahead. Sorry. Well, and no, I was. That's exactly what I was gonna say. So he tells her like, "That's a true," and and it actually made me laugh because after he says that like, uh. You know, my father told him either your signature or your brains are going to be on that paper. Mm-hmm. The choice is up to you. And he's like, that's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he goes on to say, like, that's my family, not me. And yeah. so that's when we, like, know that, okay, Michael's not about this life. He is not wanting to be a part I mean, of this. At this point, he's business. a war hero. So yes. he doesn't want to dip into the mob, you know? Like, yeah. At least right now. But that's, that's him. That's like him telling us, um, that he's not a part of the family business. Now, there was another scene that I wanted to talk about. We mentioned this guy named Luca Brasi. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a scene, you know the scene of him rehearsing his lines? Yeah, I thought that was kind of a funny scene. So, you know that, like, first of all, the guy that played him was a professional wrestler, but he was also, like, involved in organized crime in a way and of itself. <laughs> Like, legitimately? Yeah, so oh. he was like, I wouldn't say that he was necessarily a made man, but he definitely did some, like, enforcing and was some muscle. Interesting. Like, it's true. Um, <laughs> All right, that's kind of interesting. Well, so this whole movie, to just pause on that, mm-hmm. since you think that's interesting, this whole movie, there were individuals involved in organized crime yeah. that stayed on set. Because the mafia did not want this movie to be made. Because it drew a lot of attention to what they were doing. As like, far like seriously? As, yeah. Wow. Uh, you'll notice that mafia is not used once in this whole movie. Like the word? The word mafia yeah, no. or the mob. Or mob, no. No. And that's because they forbade it. But they basically... That's scary. They forbade it. They basically Whoa. had people on set that were, like, monitoring to make sure... And, you know, would report back to the boss. Because, I mean, if you that's really... Crazy, dude, that's so crazy. If you look... Dude, they ran shit back. Even that in the 70s. Ha- that not... Like, these days, that doesn't happen. That's... Yeah. That's Because I think Rico came about in the 80s. And that's really kind of what 
put an end to organized crime in America. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that just doesn't happen anymore. The Rico Act. Like... Well, and, and I mean, think about it now with the advances in technology and surveillance and stuff like that. It'd be too hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to be freaking really like organized. Yeah. It'd be organized, organized crime. But that's what it, I mean, that's really like what it was is if you look at it, there was like a hierarchy, there was a structure to it. It was yeah. very organized and it was almost ran like a business. And so you had these CEO type dudes who were literally like the committee the heads of the five family ultimately everything was done under their say so and so like i said you had these guys on set that were likely reporting back to them that is that is so crazy i like almost don't believe it but i do because it was 70s but yeah like today if you told me that like all right no be serious you can't you can't even get on film sets anymore anyways (laughs) yeah yeah it's probably easier back then yeah i'm sure it's like wander onto a film set but now the lockdown. Well, I mean, like a bank I mean, safe. think about it though. Like, you know, you got a security guard who's like, "Oh, this is uh, restricted. You can't come back here." And I'm like, "Well, here's five thousand dollars." It says I can. He's gonna be like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna look over here real quick." And yeah, next thing you know, you're on the set. Yeah, so, you're not. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's that's very interesting. But that was a that was that's a nugget in itself. That might be nugget of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that one was very good. That that was an in depth nugget, and but, I uh, appreciate it. Um, absolutely. Uh, but well, all that to say is that um, Luca Brasi was actually picked just I think because of like his size and like his demeanor. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a very intimidating fellow. But that scene of him rehearsing his lines before he goes to pay his respects to the Don, because mm-hmm. you know he didn't anticipate being invited to this wedding, so he mm-hmm. wanted again going back to the honor and respect thing. Yep. He wanted to tell him thank you, yeah, um, and not just say thanks, like you know, hey, thanks, bud. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Uh, Don Corleone, it is with great honor to be here on this day. Uh, but him rehearsing those lines was actually like him practicing his lines. Like he was sitting down practicing his lines and they thought it would be cool to like, they filmed him doing it. I don't think he knew it. And then they ended up using that in the movie. Like that was him actually rehearsing. That is so freaking cool. For the scene of him going into the office. That's a pretty cool nugget too. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's a big that was that was a big thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I th- I really thought that scene was pretty cool. I thought it was too. So I love that it's it wasn't even supposed to be there. It makes it better. Yeah, it enhances that scene. Absolutely. So now when I watch it for my second and it just watch, adds, you know, it'll it, add to it. It adds this whole like level to this character, this whole layer, I guess, to him as well. Yeah. That because like the whole thing is like he might not be the smartest dude, but you know he's he's useful in the muscle area. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a guy that'd be muscled. Um, the next note I have is that Johnny Fontaine goes to Don. Goes to the Don. And, and he, he, guess who else has a favor? Yeah, right? Johnny Fontaine. Um, and there's like this brief part where Johnny starts kind of like tearing up because he can't get this movie. <laughs> yeah. And Vito like kind of smacks him around. Yeah. He, he's like, he basically like makes fun of him for crying. Yeah, so. he's like, like, act like a man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he is legitimately mocking him. Like, yeah. why, why are you crying, yo? Yep. Um, but then, as he gets Johnny out, he says, "I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse." So Vito, yes. Vito says it finally. Because yeah. Michael had said it, not Vito had said it. So yeah, this is a line that's gonna stay around. It is, and I think it's so cool that that's how they end that scene where he's like, because he's like, "Well, how are you gonna do that? Like, how are you gonna convince the this guy?" He said, "How?" I was like, "Oh." Here it comes. Yeah, I like knew it. I was like, yeah, yep. Um, 
Yeah, he's like, there's no way I'll get this part. I don't know how you're going to convince this guy. And Vito's like, I'm just make him an offer you can't refuse. Yeah. So with that being said, Vito looks to Tom and he's like, you're going to go to California. Mm-hmm. You're going to Hollywood. And this is where you actually get to meet Tom Hagen. Yeah, we yeah we actually do get a um, get to know Tom a little bit here, and I love this little scene um, with the swanky do 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 that swanky music. It shows the old prop plane landing in California. We get these shots yeah. of old Hollywood. I love the shots of old Hollywood. I was like, I like recognized it as like Hollywood, but at the same time, I was like, they show like the you know what I mean? old Chinese theater too. I thought um, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I do like these shots of like California and yeah. all, and it's all happening with like that, like 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 I said, just like very swanky. Yeah. Like I don't even like martinis, but I feel like I need to be like drinking a martini while that like, music plays, like some New York apartment or something. Yeah, while or like you're like on my you're like a jazz club or something. Yeah, like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought I did I did notice the music for sure, uh, but I did want to say quickly before we go to California, the him, the family picture is finally taken. Yes, before we leave the wedding, and Michael pulls Kate in, which I thought was pretty interesting. You know what is interesting as well? What's that? Kate is her name. Uh huh. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's Kate. Yeah, her K maybe. The the subtitles that I was watching it on, God knows if it was correct, said K. Like it might be K A Y. It could be. It very well could be K. So I didn't know what is correct, and I thought he was saying Kate this whole time. Go ahead and move on to the Cali note. I'm going to look okay. it up. Go ahead and start talking yeah, about Yeah, no, please, please do. You're probably right. Um, but, and we, so, like, we're getting these shots of old Hollywood, and it's kind of like Tom walking through the studios, like, and it shows you, is it K? It is K Adams. K. K Adams. All right. So, good, the, so the subtitles were correct. It's K. Good to know. Um, but yeah, I really love those shots of old Hollywood. I was like, I recognized that at the same time. I was like, oh, cool. Like. In the old, because I feel like too, like like this would have been like kind of in that golden era of film. You know what I mean? Um, At least the like it's just about Starks. I feel like like after World War II is when it really started to get some pickup. You know what I mean? So, but like it's so that music such a good point too to show like California is like you know yeah it's the cool place to be. This is cool. The cool cats hang out here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. It's the cats pajamas. Uh, That's what I feel like they would have said. Yeah, yeah. Like all those like cool dudes in california, california those, those west cool, coast bros those west coast guys yeah um but like tom walks by a guy who's like riding a bike uh because mm-hmm. it just goes to show we go like, from new york which was kind of the music was very stingy to like california you notice that like the music yeah. was like very like and now we go to california the music's like you know what I mean? yeah it's very like i don't know it shows the two places in the country at this time using music which is kind of cool being very different yeah, yeah. which they were absolutely because like we said New York clearly is being run by the friggin' mob at this mm-hmm. point. While versus California is on the rise of like the film, the golden era of film is is like upon us at this time. So the, the mob is there, but it does not have that the... type of control. I feel like that with New York had not yet. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a scene, and this is just very like off topic and side note. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with Pink Floyd's album "Wish You Were Here." The cover of that is like two dudes shaking hands, um, like what looks like the studios of Hollywood, mm-hmm. and one of the dudes is kind of like like on fire or whatever. But Tom Hagen is walking down; it looks kind of like an alleyway in the studios, and it's super long. Oh yeah! And I actually had to pause the movie and Google the album cover because I was like, "Is this that 
where they shot. Where yeah, they took yeah. That is this where they took that picture? And it's not. Oh, okay. But it looks very, very. I thought similar. it was going to be, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. But yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, but it's just something I was like, hold on, <laughs> wait, wait a pause second. the movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, of course I had to check my instant encyclopedia, Google. And you do love you some Google. I love me some Google. There's your Garrett nugget for the episode. There's yeah. always one We've mentioned of each it before, of us. Garrett is a big fan of Google. Like sometimes if he if you're on your phone, just search, like, yeah. like in the corner, I like know what you're doing. Yeah. Like he's on Google just looking up God knows what. <laughs> you just like I, but I feel like you fall into the hole like of just internet searches. Like oh, you search absolutely. one thing and then you click that thing that says like people also search and then you click that and then it takes you this way. Well, and then it's you go almost down, like, like a rabbit hole. My qu- the answer to my initial question just poses more questions. <laughs> so and then you so have to then, find the answers to those questions. Yeah, exactly. And next thing I know, like it's two in the morning and I'm just like, oh god. And then you're you're like, oh, I gotta put, I gotta play, I gotta keep watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. I was looking up stuff about the the Pink Floyd album and yeah, you know. And now I'm reading about like black minerals holes. found on Mars or yeah, something. Yeah, black like, holes. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, so we get all of these like studio shots, and Tom finally goes to meet the uh, producer, and he is very professional, very professional in the sense that he's very polite. Uh, mm-hmm. despite this guy, <laughs> the producer basically <laughs> starts throwing out all these like racial slurs for Italians, and Tom's mm-hmm. like, "I'm actually Irish American." <laughs> yep. Gotcha. And then he still comes up with something. Yeah, and then yeah. he like hits him with an Irish slur. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, you know, here's my card. Think about it and give me a call. He, he was very, prof- Tom was very understated, very professional. Mm-hmm. He didn't like grab him by the, by the you know, collar and said, listen to me. You know what I mean? Like he right. was very. Which to me honestly speaks to the power of the, because he knows he doesn't have to do that. Right. Yeah. It's not He knows he's like, going to get dealt with no matter what he does. Right. Like and it's also, not needed. That's just not the type of guy Tom is either. Right. Well, that speaks to Tom's character as well. Yes. And yes. Um. But this guy tells him no. John. He said John's never. Johnny's not gonna be in the movie. Yeah, because because Tom goes out to Hollywood. I don't think we mentioned it. And if you didn't figure it out, Tom basically went out there to talk to this producer to be like, "Hey, my client wants who is Vito, but he never said that. He just says my client. Yeah, wants Johnny Fontaine to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah." And he's just like, hell no, he ain't ever getting that part. And then, like, the next couple scenes we get is, like, him showing him around his house. And then that first scene he says, you didn't mention your client was, like, Corleone. He's like, well, I don't didn't like to bring up his name unless it's necessary. And clearly it was necessary. But they're now at his house. No, no, like, no. He, he never brought it up. Well, he found out somehow. The right, because when the dude left, he was, like, looking to him. Oh. To one of his people. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. So they look into him. But anyways, he him. finds out anyways. Yes. And they're having dinner at his house. Because he kind of shows him around his household for a while. He's got like all these Dude, pools. his freaking mansion. He's got pools. He's got... He shows him his horses, which is important. $600,000 horse. I don't plan on racing him, though. I'm going to stud him out. That is a ridiculous amount of money. Six hundred, And you got to think this is in the 40s, too. Yeah, so... Like, de-inflate the money, I guess, from like today's... Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, But basically, after this all... This whole dinner conversation... That I thought lasted just a little too long, this whole scene. This, they have dinner. Mm-hmm. And it basically ends with him, again, saying no. And he tells us why. Because he says... He goes on this whole thing about how Johnny Fontaine ruined this big investment by his company. They've had this young girl who they spent five years and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on. Singing lessons, dancing lessons, acting lessons. Yep. 
and he ruined it. But then he really tells the truth, which is that the producer loved this girl and Johnny Fontaine kind of took her from him. She yep. ran away with Johnny and left him and made him look like a fool. Yep, basically. Yeah. So Basically, it's a personal reason that he doesn't want him to be in the movie. 100% personal. Um, even if he knows he's going to be, he'll, he'll do good in the movie. Like maybe he's the he perfect. Because he even says. He even says that. Oh, yeah, you're right. He'll be perfect in the movie. He'll, he the would be perfect is, for this role. And he'd become a movie star. Yeah. Which I don't want. Yeah, because screw this guy. Because screw him, basically. Because yeah, he made me mad. But the movie producer wakes up the next morning. Well, Jesus. So Tom said, okay. And I thought this was really cool because he says, uh, my client likes to hear bad news immediately. And he says, thank you for the evening. It's been a lovely dinner. Again, super respectful, despite this guy yelling in his face. That line's a little, like, scary to me, though. Yeah. You hear bad news immediately. And it, I, that would and leave, I feel if like... If I was a movie producer, that would leave me, like... Oh, oh crap. Yeah, like, mistake. I don't, I don't know about that. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, actually, Hagen. <laughs> actually, like, slow down. Let's, yeah. let's, let's discuss this a little more, you know? Yeah. So tell me about the... The next scene. So the next scene was a little shocking to me personally. Because I feel like this is an iconic scene. This too. scene was very shocking to me. Like, I was not expecting this. I literally, when they showed him in bed, I was like, okay, so somebody's going to walk up with like a silencer on their gun and go, and boom, gone. <laughs> nope. No, that's not what happens. It's more of a message they send to him. 100%. It's not kill him, it's a message. Yeah. And the message, he wakes up covered in blood. So I was like, all right, so he's been like shot maybe, but he wasn't in pain. Right. And he keeps like... Because he's trying to figure out where all this blood's coming he from. He keeps pushing his sheets back and the head of one of his horses is just like sitting in his bed. That horse that he's so proud of. They cut the head off of the horse. Did Tom do that? Who did that? So that's what I've always tried to figure out. So believe it or not, one day there was a... Once upon a time, there was a t- day where I actually enjoyed playing video games. I played a lot of video games. Whoa. Yeah, I know. What happened to that, G? I had a Godfather video game, and one of the missions is you have to go and cut... You don't cut the horse, his head off, but you have to take the horse's head and like sneak it into the dude's house without getting caught. Um, this video game actually sounds pretty cool. <laughs> dude, I, yeah, it was awesome. I bet you played it a lot. All the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It was like... Yeah, it was super cool. It's like me and I play my Star Wars games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it was kind of like you could do the missions, right? But then there was also like like free realm. Free like realm? Free realm. Yeah, like you could roam around the world of the Godfather. Yeah. 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 And so sweet. it was kind of like Grand Theft Auto. Do you know the name of the game through, like, off the top of your head? I think it was called The Godfather. Oh, it was just called Godfather? Yeah. Godfather of the Game? Yeah. There's like a back and future of the game. I feel like if it's a based on the movie, they always put the game after. I don't mm. know. Because it's like they don't want it to be like the movie. Right. So they put like. Back to to specify that it's not the movie. Because like, you gotta think about it. Like, Godfather old, of the game. Like PS2, PS3 what games. Was, what'd you play it on? PS2. Okay. Yeah. Well, if anybody Some else played the there. PS2, uh, <laughs> if anybody else played the PS2, the Godfather game, uh, let us know. Because I, I might look up this game afterwards because I'm a big video game guy. Yeah. So I'm probably going to look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. I feel like there might have been another game just called like like gangster or like mobster or something okay. like that or like mob. But this one was specifically like the mafia godfather. maybe yes but there was specifically a godfather game it was probably godfather of a game um <laughs> that's i'm gonna look it up afterwards because i'm a big i don't know if we sound the podcast i'm a big video game fan so yes. now that you said that i'm gonna do my i'm gonna do a google search about godfather God, of the game. i would actually be really curious to see like just the graphics and everything like just compared to what today's Today, games are yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, but no, the horse but head is in his bed. We never learn if it's Tom or who if, else was in California. It had it been Tom, or if they like just hire some muscle to do it, or I, Tom doesn't seem like the type of guy to do that to get his hands dirty like that. But right? also, nobody else came to California with him, so they either right. they hired somebody or Tom did it. I don't know. Right, and that's the other thing too that this immediately happened. Did this happen that night, or was it later? I have to imagine it's that night. Yeah, to really like I don't know get I the to, message across. Yeah, yeah, 
So he doesn't forget. Like, no, okay, yeah. Well, but this is the scene where that this guy's acting didn't. Didn't do it for you? Uh, it was... <laughs> yeah. He kept, he, kept, he kept doing that. Yeah. And, like, literally that. It was repeated. And yeah. for some reason it felt... You shouldn't be able to tell somebody's acting. Yeah. I could tell he was acting. Okay. Which is, I don't like at all. And I was like, yep, this guy's acting. Like, the director just said action. Like, I, it just kind of revealed everything for me. The walls came down. You know? Yeah. Like I said, like, I, I don't really want to know. Like, want to tell that the first person's acting. But the minute he started doing the whole, like, over and over again, yeah. I was like, all right, there's a director just said action. Like, the walls kind of fell down, and it kind of took me out of the movie, which sucks. Uh, okay. I got back in, but I got back into the movie, but the problem was this was, like, a little bit of a... Because if the acting doesn't sell you, then, like, the whole, everything falls apart. Right. But this is the only scene I will say, because I've said this cast and the acting I think is great. This is the only part of the movie where I was like... Acting not very Meh. good. Acting's not very good. Well, that's probably why this dude had a really small role. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's the last time we see him. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, um, before we move on from this scene, bef- when the producer is basically telling uh, Tom, like, his final no, mm-hmm. he makes a comment and he says, and I'm no band manager either, referring to he knows what Don Corleone did to get Johnny Fontaine like kind career of career started yeah. yeah yeah he says I'm no band leader so that automatically is like oh uh, yeah he gotcha. thinks so he clearly thinks that like he's this hot shot dude that like you can't you know what I mean I say no so it's no and then I think he gets a reality check really quick yeah, yeah. He, think he, he thinks he's the Don <laughs> yeah and the Don messed with him all the way from across the country he's in New York and still mess with him this Power. by the way his blood his I mean his bed is like covered yeah in blood it's pretty disgusting but yeah the horses yeah so that's the end of that scene message received i think i'm gonna go ahead and drop another nugget because we just said don like five times drop a nugget do it uh you want more nuggets than me mario puzo kind of like invented that term the don because tip in, in traditional italian don means uncle um hmm. and so he kind of made it into this term that is used as like the boss like yeah yeah you're, you're like the biggest boss there is of your don right feel like you know right and so now it's just commonly accepted in italian that like that's what it means that's pretty cool so he essentially with this book which ended up becoming a movie invented a term pretty much that's altered pretty cool. the italian language <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah it is yeah, that's pretty cool really cool um so do you he comes back from California and I feel like this whole scene was just to kind of show you what the Don is capable of. Like his his reach, his nice. power, yeah. very nice, very yeah. nice. Um and just again, what his sway, what he's capable of doing. Um definitely. Because after this the movie kind of I won't say it shifts, but the storyline kind of starts here as to like ultimately what the movie's about. What the whole movie's about. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I definitely agree. And that's maybe the other my other problem with the movie, I'd say. I couldn't tell where we were going. Okay. I didn't know if it was about was the whole movie about like Johnny Fontaine or helping mm. the Don. Or mm. like I said earlier, I thought the FBI was gonna be 
busting them at some point or something. Like I expected yeah. they've got to be more involved. So, so this I is... never knew the plot until like the I honestly not gonna lie until like the last like hour. Mm-hmm. I didn't like understand where we were going exactly. And really like until this, this next what... scene where they start talking about like considering going into narcotics yes. and they meet the yes. uh, the. Uh, Salazzo. Thank you. Please help me with the names. Yeah, I got uh, you, brother. Uh, when they meet him, that's when I was starting to kind of understand the plot. But then, Salazzo's gone again, and then like the plot shifts again. Really, the whole thing's about Michael. Really, he, he, it's about yeah. it's about Vito and Michael. Really, and like how that shifts. But I just couldn't understand like what we were going to. I thought maybe yeah. okay. So I was imagining more of a act one, two, three sort of thing. And it was kind of Act Five, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel I like thought, I thought what's what, his name? everything we Salazzo. <laughs> yes, I thought Salazzo was like gonna be like the big like bad guy, like at the end, like that's who we like the final boss, kinda. Um, but he's like gone like halfway through the movie, and then I was like, okay, so I'm now lost what? again. Now what? Yeah. So I guess I well, was a little lost. Well, and that's so. That was my other problem with the movies. I couldn't. I define feel like the this plot. first everything we've talked up to this point could have been done. <sighs> Yes, I think I know you're about to say. I think I think we, the runtime could have been cut down a lot. We didn't need all this. I, I appreciate, the wedding scene is nice though. I do like the wedding stuff. I appreciate all of this, but I feel like this is what what Star Wars was able to do is they did the wall, which basically like because we just spent you said the wall every single it. episode. <laughs> We're not even doing Star Wars anymore, and you still said the wall, <laughs> the crawl. So they They're were able crawl, to yeah. like set everything up and lay a whole foundation of so you come right into the movie and you know what's going on whereas you know and i i respect francis ford coppola's decision to do this yep whereas he lays it all out visually for you yeah um but but it is definitely like i don't know it adds to the runtime of the movie yeah, for sure versus like a crawl which fills you in very quickly automatically very quickly and maybe they learned from that because th- that movie was shortly after this. Like yeah. maybe they learned from The Godfather. Like, all right, maybe we don't we don't want to move. We don't want Star Wars to be three hours long. You know right. what I mean? So right. Well, how can we shorten? George Lucas was involved in this movie. Yeah. Although he was uncredited, I read that. Well, nugget. didn't George Lucas bankroll the first one too, or was that the second one? Because remember, you told me he bankrolled one of them and used all the proceeds. Oh, that was that was the second one. Okay. Yeah, but I read that nugget and I was that was really cool. He, if if you don't know, kind of my first nugget. <laughs> George Lucas um, did the the newspaper clipping part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about when this. when Vito's like cool. coming out of the hospital. They kind of did that newspaper clipping part, which kind of shows like it's like your time jumping, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like all the newspaper clippings, and then there's like there's like uh, real crime footage. Yeah. Um, that he put together. George Lucas did it as a favor, um, because Prince War Coppola helped him out. He helped him out with American Graffiti. Yes. Uh, 1973, I believe. Uh, and that was George Lucas's I feel debut like, film. That was like yeah. his first yeah. major So as a favor, he helped him, but George Lucas um, said, like, you don't have to credit me or anything. So actually, if you, you can look at the credits all you want, George you Lucas is it. not credited. Hmm. However, he did do the newspaper clipping scene. Like that whole thing. And he said that he used real crime footage uh, or like pictures and stuff from the 40s to like mm-hmm. add to that thing. Um, but George Lucas put that all together, so I thought that was, thought that was really cool. That is really cool. Um, so, anyways. Yeah, so they, they come back, and basically Tom is talking to Vito, um, Don Corleone, and he's telling him this guy named Salazzo, the Turk, wants to meet with you. And yeah. he basically says that 
Um, oh boy, this he, is what starts it all. He's involved in <laughs> narcotics, and this is actually a huge thing because it's pretty accurate of the time period because narcotics were starting to become a thing and people realize that you can make a lot of money off of this stuff but uh believe it or not these monsters did have value um you know they saw like prostitution and gambling um and alcohol as really like harmless vices, victimless yeah. crimes, right? Sure. Even though they were killing people over them. Well, not even I don't know. I don't know about America yet, like the narcotic, you know, like rise yet. But like towards the late seventies, like definitely throughout the eighties and beginning of the nineties, that was like the the height of like the Pablo Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Like so, if you look at like other like countries, it was definitely more on the rise. But like. People like Pablo Escobar is the reason it got to America in the first place. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that was, like, a whole different side of it. But then also, with, like, the mob side of it, it originated that way, too. So there was, like, two different ways, I feel like, the narcotic, like, mm-hmm. the drug, like, uprising hit America, like, two different ways. From, dr- from like, Colombian, like, drug smuggling compared to, like, the mob stuff. Like, I feel like it hit right. at the same time, unfortunately. And, like, it just kind of made a big, like, thing. But they all blamed it on one side because the mob's, like, too... They're too, like, low-key. So they all blame, like... You know, the, like, the the other country, like, drug people, you know, because right. they're the ones smuggling it. And the mob's so, like, I don't know. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? They're so, well, they they're hold, so discreet that they don't of, take, you know. Well, a lot of mobsters, just like the Don said, were like, no. Like, we're not going to do this. Yep. And, and so his whole reasoning ultimately was, like, because Salazzo ultimately comes to him and he says, like, I need a million dollars in cash and I need those politicians and judges that you carry in your pocket like so many nickels and dimes. Um, and so Vito's reason for denial is, is like, well, if I'm involved in drugs, like these politicians that I have on my payroll aren't going to be cool with that. And we're going to lose that. Sh- um, we're gonna... That's kind of what starts starts it all. Yeah. Because of that, but... this kind of launches like... Vito, like, in mm-hmm. her, this kind of starts, like, all that is when he says no. But it's really cool that they incorporated this in, because, like I said, this was, like, a big struggle within the crime families at this time, because you had these old-school Dons that were, like, no, like, this goes against the family businesses, like... And we're, it, not gonna, and we're not gonna stoop that low. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, it's kind of that sort well, of thing. It, there's, there's that. There's also, like, okay, now you're dealing in drugs, okay, some of your people start getting hooked on drugs... And at that point, you become unpredictable. Like, this is something we see in The Sopranos with Christopher being addicted to heroin. Is that it's like, am I going to have to worry about you getting arrested for, like, a dime bag of heroin or whatever? And ended up flipping on the whole organization. Oh, yeah, Because you're no longer a stand-up reliable guy. You're a junkie. And also, like, it's a family business. So you don't want to worry about your family members who you work with getting, like, Addicted to that kind of stuff, like you just right. said, you know, like that's like a sort of thing. So yeah, Vito because Don I mean, says nah. He's like, yeah. no, no thanks. There's there's multiple reasons why, but at the end of the day, Tom tells him that all your concerns are valid, but the smart move is to do it. It might not be like pay off now, but in ten years, because basically what he says is like you're gonna say no, but other people are going to say yes, and they're gonna end up gaining all the wealth off of these narcotic sales and in 10 years will no longer be the big dogs. They will all have more resources to basically rub us out. Your notes are so much more in detail than mine. That is literally exactly what he says and it's that's a perfect like summary of it because like we said, he Tom's kind of his counsel. 
Yeah. Or he's going to be. Yeah. So him telling him this is really important, but I feel like Vito doesn't really like listen. I don't feel like. Maybe he does, but I didn't get that. I think he took it into consideration, but I ultimately think his mind's he believed, up. right, he believed the best decision was to say no. His mind's already made up and he already said no at this point. Yes. It'd be weak to be, go back and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I actually said yep. yes. And so the Turk says that basically, like, I had the Tataglia family behind me, which is one of the other five families. Um, yeah, I didn't know if I missed that or something. I'm like, who's that? Like, I didn't, like, know. Yeah. And that's, there, again, that's just I, one of those You weren't supposed things. to know, yeah. Yeah, you just kind of got to, like, you, Go with as it. the movie rolls on, you you get an idea of who they are. Okay. Um. And as as Vito walks out real quick out of the door, Tom shows, or somebody shows up with flowers and says they were sent by Johnny. Uh, they're a thank you for him getting on with the role. He yeah, got, yeah, he got he's the role. like, what are these for? And he's like, I don't know, Johnny got, the like, some role in a new movie or something, and he sends these as a thanks. And we know what it is. So that automatically tells you, that goes back to a couple scenes before, the... The, um, what do you call it? The, the horse in the, the guy's bed. It worked. Yeah. Because he got the role. Yeah. So Johnny is in and he sent him flowers and he's like, eh, take him away. Like, yeah, he's like, eh, yeah, get know. that out of here. But, so, that's kind of the last thing we ever see of Johnny, but, you know. Mm. We see him again later in the movie. Very later. Oh. And, he, and it's kind of like, oh. he doesn't have a huge role. Well, that's kind of why I meant like in like a large... Gotcha, like gotcha. sense because that was kind gotcha. of his story. When we see him later, it's not really yeah. anything involved with him personally. Yeah. But it's very, it's very like blink or mi- blink. I feel like moment. Yeah, and I'm um, I'm super glad you mentioned the bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Um. I and the next note I have is that Luca gets called in to look into. Salazzo. Salazzo. Yeah. Dude, come Well, on. so it's more so... I remember his name. So, so since Salazzo says, like, and I'll have the... I have the Tataglia family backing me, so you'll have their muscle, like, ensuring your investment. Right. Because essentially, Salazzo came to Don for capital. Because he wanted that money to get the drug game started, and also the protection from the politicians. Yeah. Um... And his what he would bring to the deal would be the Tataglia family. Um, and so, as you said, uh, Vito's like, get Luca Brasi and have him basically approach the Tataglia as that, you know, he's not too happy with my decision and he's thinking that maybe he can join them, see what he can find out. Yeah. See what's going on. Yep. And I love this scene where it kind of cuts to it's christmas time right so we are, are giving me a high five no i was just like oh but okay. we can, we can yeah. high five. uh it was we are now in the month of february and it christmas is was is fleeting it was it was long ago now yes but i already miss it and the music cuts cut in yeah like, it was christmas music and it cuts in and automatically i was like i put down my pen i was like Christmas music. I was like so happy. This is like one of my like. I was like this is like the biggest smile I had during the movie. It was like Christmas music. And Do you remember what song it was by any chance? No, but I believe it was Frank, okay. it was Frank Sinatra. I believe. Yeah, it's it one of those classic Christmas. One songs. of the classic Christmas songs that everybody knows. And the rest of the movie, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was Happy Stuff for My Little Christmas. I believe okay. what it was. I believe it's what it was. Okay. And now that I think about it, um, but yeah, Michael's Christmas shopping with Kay. Yeah. And I. The Christmas music started, and I love, like, Christmas in New York. 
that's like a big like vibe i feel like it's yeah. like that christmas in new york with like it's snowing there's always like christmas lights like on the street yeah i love christmas in new york and um it started and i was like christmas and it's in new york this is perfect um so that was a big surprise for me i was like christmas i know it's christmas time um but yeah they're, they're christmas shopping and michael and uh k and k <clears throat> well there's this uh scene with luca and so he's getting ready basically Ooh, this one was like a surprise for and me. like the so like we see them christmas shopping and like you said like there's snow on the streets and it is very like ideal like uh christmassy right it's all the storefronts and then there's people walking by with hat to hats on. and bags and little kids and stuff. And yeah. then it shifts where the Christmas music is still playing, but we see Luca Brasi getting ready to go to the Italians, and he like pulls his box out from under his bed, and he's got a bulletproof vest that he puts on. Yeah, and he's like, but it's weird because the Christmas music is still playing. <laughs> I lo- I love it though. No, it's cool, but I was just kind of surprised. I was like, wait, is it supposed to? St- it's not supposed to stop. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it was just kind of took me by surprise, but I do love it. Yeah, I love how it's overplaying because his revolver out. Well, it kind of yeah. is like, uh, like in the very foreground and out of focus, like because you're busy watching him. Because it's almost like the camera's in this room, and the there's like this little yeah. hallway that opens up into his bedroom, and we see him like way, kind of like far in, away, far away. The camera's completely still, and you know? he starts walking up towards the camera and as it starts to focus you see the revolver right there and yeah he picks it off super cool checks it but it's kind of just like with this christmas music playing again it just kind of shows that like like it's kind of a lifestyle like this is a job you know what i mean like like a banker i think it's more than a job it's like a lifestyle well i mean it, it, it is you i mean like we leave our jobs and we're at home and it's like that's you, true. You try not to think about your job, obviously, but sometimes right. you do. But you, you go home and you're like, all right, I'm clocked out. Like, no, nah, it's not on my mind. These people, they don't clock out. There is no clocking out. You can't. You're, yeah. there, no, there is no clocking out. Clocking out's getting shot. That's I guess, clocking out. You I guess know, what but, I was going to say is, this is normal. So, like, okay, sure. Like, Christmas music's playing, and he's like, oh, I got to go. Got to go to work. <laughs> gotta, yeah, let me put my bulletproof vest on. And my get my revolver ready. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, it, I it's it's like a lifestyle. You yeah. know, like it's it's it is a job, but it's way more than that. You know. Yeah. God, what would have made it so much cooler if while he was getting ready, he was like humming along to the Christmas music. Yeah, he's he's got a candy cane in his yeah, mouth. He's like, like <laughs> eating a candy cane. <laughs> yeah. He's like eating a candy cane. There's fireplace. He's got stocking over the fireplace. Yeah. He doesn't have a Christmas tree up. Luca, no. Luca doesn't seem like a Christmas tree guy. No, he doesn't. No, doesn't. not really. Um, but. He's. I feel like we. There's like. It felt like like five minutes, eight like ten minutes of Luca walking down this hallway, just his shoes like. Yeah, you can hear like the grit, like, and it's so accurate too because like, I've had dress shoes that do this. You go walk around outside and like little pieces of concrete and stuff get stuck to the bottom of your dress shoe. Oh yeah. Uh, because you know typically it's like a flat sole. There's no tread or anything on mm-hmm. there. And then when you go inside, that grit like crunches on the floor, and you could just hear it so yep. like perfectly. And he he was very like Click, slapping clack, his feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, he's like walk, he's like walking down the hallway for a while. It feels like, and then finally he gets to the meeting. Yeah. Um, you know what the scene reminded me of, and it's perfect because it, it reminded me of this before he even gets killed. Is the scene in Goodfellas where he Which walks one? where where um. Joe Pesci walks in to get oh. made. I don't know why. It reminded me of that scene, and it kind of has the same outcome. Yeah. 
I don't know why, but he walked, he just like walked in. So were you anticipating that? I, I wouldn't say I was anticipating it, but it reminded me of it. And then when it happened, I was like, yep. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of that scene because he walks in and gets made obviously and he gets shot. And then he, the, like, I don't know, the minute he sits down and there's like two guys behind him and then there's also two guys in front of him, I was like, I don't like this. Like he's yeah. died. I don't the know. moral of this movie is don't ever let anybody be behind you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That that's the moral. Yeah, yeah. Keep everyone in front of you where you can see them. Yeah, or just don't get involved with the mob. I mean, clearly that's rule number one. <laughs> that's rule number one. But yeah, yeah. It's I I had a feeling because it reminded me of that scene from Goodfellas. But uh, Luca is killed. Yeah, he's dead. They choke yeah. him out. Yeah, because ultimately, like, this, so he this, meets this, Salazzo. This and ignites the war. By he the way. meets Bruno Tataglia. This is the first like person who got killed by them. He is. Don't you know I mean? But I wouldn't quite say this ignites the war. No? Okay. Not yet. Alright. I mean, I, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna argue with the Godfather, man. If I read it wrong, I read it wrong. I know? wouldn't think so. They're... So... But but yes. They they know what he's up to. So they kill him. This is the first time that... I mean, someone's not been killed. So it just kind of is the first... Like, for, in between these two guys, between yeah. the Don and... That's the Taglius? No. Salazzo? Yeah. Yeah, but he's kind of working with the sure. Tatagli family. But I feel like it's like the first victim of yeah. the two, like, battles. Okay, and that's fair. I don't know. But if it didn't, it didn't start the war, so, yeah. Uh, okay, so I think, I wouldn't say that it didn't start the war. No, it's all good. He's the first casualty. That, that's all I was saying. Yeah. That's okay. all I was saying, yeah. really, is that he's the first casualty. Yeah. That's all I was saying. Because I think there's a real turning point later. That where it's like, okay, shit's on now. You know what I mean? Like, now now it's on. Yep. So, my next note starts with WTF, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, because, well, Vito is shot, like, in the street. And for some reason, my Illuminati, the Godfather, my limited knowledge, I, he obviously does later, but I thought he died in this scene. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I thought he was in every single Godfather movie. I was like, yeah, Marlon Brando's like, gotta be in every Godfather movie. He's the Godfather. Like, why would he not right. be in every Godfather movie? So when he dies in this scene, like, dies, like... Quote, unquote. Did, quote, unquote, dies. Right. I was like, I thought he was in every single movie. This is yeah. BS. Yeah, what? But then, but then he's alive. I was like, that makes more sense. And then he dies again. Yeah, he does. And then I was like... And then there was, like, a, actually, like, a funeral. So I was like, okay, so... So he's for so real he, dead So he's not in Godfather Part 2 or Part 3. It's so confusing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My limited knowledge of the universe, I just thought he was the Godfather. Like, mm. for all three movies. Mm. But as when he gets shot and we start to see more of Michael, it starts to make sense. It started to come into my mind what they're doing. Yeah. As Michael started getting more involved, I was like, okay, I know what they're doing. Yeah. And I literally said out loud as I wrote down um, a couple scenes later when even before he comes to visit Vito in the hospital, I know I'm jumping around. But even before he goes to meet him in the hospital, more when he finds the newspaper, I was like, in my, I wrote it down in my out loud literally i said michael's the godfather like i just knew it i'm yeah. like i think michael's gonna be the godfather so i knew it before it happened but that's only be- but i this is when i thought Vito died but then when he didn't die i was like okay so this was the godfather then he dies again you know what i mean so this is, this is another part of my confusion with the movies i was like i don't understand because i know there's three movies right so i figure it was Vito the entire time that's gotcha. not but you kind of told me a little bit about the second one, about yeah. how there's like flashbacks, which is pretty cool. He's kind of in there, it's just not Marlon Brando. Still kind of cool, though. Yeah. That Vito's in it. Yeah. Like, they found a way for him to be involved. Yes. But I like Michael better, anyways. He's, anyways. Um, but it's just kind of an interesting thing. Because this scene, I literally was like, what? 
Don Corleone is shot in the street. Yeah. I was so surprised. And then Fredo, like, cries over his body. Well, because, like, like, Fredo basically is, like... Dude, Fredo drops his gun. He's slipping. Yeah, he gets out of the car, he fumbles his gun and drops it, and then he kind of just stands there. And the guys just run away. Yeah, while they run away, and then he just starts crying, and he's like, Papa, Papa. You know, he immediately turns into a little boy, which... He does. Um... I think we see I thought, this. I thought he died, man. I was carry, like, like, I think he carries that guilt with him that he dropped Fa- the ball big time. He failed his dad, pretty much. The family. Yeah. I mean, not only is like Vito like his dad, but his Vito is like the he's patriot. Also the like, right? He's the head of the family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but this this scene shocked me. Garrett, I'm not yeah. lie. I was like, oh, he's just going to get fruit. But they said Polly was sick. Like, so it's so kind Polly- of a thing. It's kind of a thing where I was starting to piece it together, like maybe this is like starting to be organized you know because the bodyguards like sick like what's that about yep yeah i don't know it's hard to it started to come together to me and yep. like i said my, i started to see michael as tom hagen gets picked up while he's christmas shopping kind of simultaneously like yes. so um, michael that was or so tom does so, that was yeah suspicious. so that's approaches him and he's like calm down tom if i wanted to kill you you'd already be dead like let's get in the car that surprised me too. I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, Tom, what's happening?" So, um, so it's just so shocking to me. I don't think we should move on from it yet. But Don is shot in the street, like, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, so like, there's I, an attempt on his life. A lot, like I don't even know how he didn't die because at this point, basically, lit, he, no, when we're told he's shot five times in the back, it's pretty sure it's all in his back. Yeah, which confuses me that how he doesn't die because usually that or walk how he walks again blows my mind. You know what I mean? Well, I think maybe they missed his point, spine. I don't know. From this point on, like he is very like sickly. I'll and... say this: like it, you can like tell his age, I guess. Yeah. Because now, not only is he old, now he's like it ages him, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It ages him quickly. Yeah. And there's a scene from later the, from on the where he talks movie, about how he's like drinking a lot more wine now. Yeah. And... and from the beginning of this movie, at the wedding scene to to like after he's shot when he's finally out of bed, you can see a big difference. He's like wearing like an old man like sweater. Like he's just not. And that one scene, he's yeah. wearing like a cardigan. You're like, this isn't Vito. What happened? Yeah. Versus like the suit that he's always, you know what I mean? I don't know. You could right. tell something was off that he's like it aged him a lot. But he shot. He was trying to get some fruit, and they blew, he did a fruit market. They yeah. blew him away. When he knew what it was, as soon as those dudes rolled up, I was about to say I really loved in this scene. You could hear the clacking of their feet on the mm-hmm. pave, pavement, and he like started to turn, and that's when he kind of knew. Yeah, he knew exactly. Very what cool it was. detail that he like knew. Yeah game recognizes game i guess but like yeah no that's that's 1000 percent. like once again he heard like the, them running and he yeah. was like up oh, here we go because why else would these two dudes in suits be running towards me that i don't know yeah other than to kill me <laughs> right so don corleone is <clears throat> shot and we kind of cut back to michael and Kay, who are coming out of the theater yeah because they're talking about ingrid bergman and they're kind of talking about like 40s movies mm-hmm. um Ingrid Bergman, who most people probably know from Casablanca. And See, I think that's super cool that you knew that, because I was just like, oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, she's the, the female lead in Casablanca. And... Which came out in the 40s, so that kind of checks out. Um, and... They find a newspaper. Kate kind of tells Michael, like, look at this. Yeah, she's like, because they walk by a newsstand, and she's like, hold, hold up. I think I saw, saw your dad. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but Michael picks up the paper and it basically says that Vito has been shot. And it least... doesn't say if he's dead. Right. That's what Michael kind of says. He says it doesn't say if he's dead or not. Right. So Michael runs over to the phone booth and immediately rings Sonny. Mm-hmm. Sonny's his like, brother. Where you been? His brother, yeah. 
And um, Sonny is told in this scene after he gets off the phone with Michael. He tells Michael to come home. Yes. He's like, Mom's at the hospital. You got to come home. Where have you been? You know? Uh, he's told that Polly is still sick in this scene. Sonny is. Polly knows. Polly immediately is like, oh, okay. That's odd. Yeah. Sonny, yeah. you mean? You said Polly. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Polly's the one that's sick, and yeah. Sonny's like, okay. Sonny's immediately just like, oh, okay. Um, he also gets a call saying that uh, they have Tom Hagen. Which is very eerie. It kind of felt like it was a Scream movie. He got a call and it was like, we have Tom. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he's ta- he's basically talking about the deal. He's like, can we read, you know, the deal? Yeah, because ultimately Tom is taken and Salazzo tells him, like, your boss is dead now. It's going to be up to you to make the peace between me and Sonny so we can make this thing work. Because basically Salazzo's plan was, well, the Don told me no. He's not going to give me his politicians and the money. Yeah. To get this whole thing kicked off, well, um, we'll just kill him and then Sonny. And you know where he got this idea from? In that negotiation scene, Sonny kind of like spoke up when the Don was trying to talk. And yes. that's where, I think that's where Salazzo got the idea to go in on, to do the deal with Sonny. Because Sonny thought it was a good idea compared to Don, who didn't. Yeah, because, exactly. That's where that scene, that's kind of where tells, that idea was sparked. And, and I'm so glad you brought that up, because there was... So I, I caught something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, understand something. No, well. that's a great catch yeah. too because he says because he basically tells Tom like because like Sonny thought it was a good idea. Son, he spoke Sonny, up during the meeting, and yeah. Don was really upset about that too. Yeah, because he was like, "Never ever again tell somebody outside the family what you're thinking," mm. and that's a perfect reason why because it caught because they can use take advantage of you. So if you think about it, and I've never really made this connection before. It's Sonny's fault. It's Sonny's fault. <laughs> I just thought of that too. We thought at the same time. It's yeah, Sonny's, it's Sonny's it, fault. Sonny. We said because it's his, yes, it's his you, impulsive just nature. If would have shut up, yeah. maybe they wouldn't have killed his dad or tried to kill his dad. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, but yeah, so Slatso tells Tom, like, um, yeah, it's up to you to make the peace between me and Sonny now so we can make a deal. Mm-hmm. If not, like, you'll need to watch out, basically. And then he says, all right, you can go. Yeah. And Tom's like, all right. I guess I can go. Yeah. So they, I think Tom was a little surprised. I think he definitely was. I got the the the, the feeling that he was like, "Wait, really? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Like, okay, but like for real." So you're bro? shooting me in the back as I walk <laughs> yeah, away. I'm like, like you're gonna blow yeah. me away. I like, know how this works. Um. Uh, M- Michael returns home, and they're kind of all in the office talking. And in this scene, they say that Vito's gonna pull through, or they think that your dad's gonna pull through. They yeah. reveal in this scene. Because um, they're kind of all talking in this office. And they keep trying Luca on the phone. They're like, keep trying to Michael. And Michael yeah. keeps trying to call him. Yeah. And then... Because at this point... Because even Sonny is like trying to get Michael to go do something. And Tom was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't need to get Michael this involved. And so that's when he's like, all right, well, why don't you just try and call Luca? And like, you can stay here and keep mom comfortable. Yeah. He, so he's like trying to involve him, but like keep him at an arm's length. So as not to like... Yes. Bring him in. Like, but, like he kills somebody or something like something that crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, God, no, no, none that weird. <laughs> um, but in this scene, Paulie does come in and he's like coughing. He's got like a he comes in, and he's coughing, and he's like, "Do you want do you want us to fix you a drink?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah Sonny's be being real nice." To yeah, him. He's like, you want a drink? You yeah. might be able to like sweat it out, you know. And he's like, "Yeah." And then they get a package in the mail. There's yes. like a there's like a guy comes to the door and says he's got a package. He's like, "We'll go get it." Yeah, the package is. Lucas bulletproof vest with fish in it. Yeah. 
And I think it's Tessio that says it's a Sicilian message that says Luca Brasi is sleeping with the fishes. Yep. It's either him or Clemenza. And then right when he says that, Michael just puts the phone down. <laughs> yeah, he is just like, well, I guess I don't need well, to try Luca. I guess I don't need anymore. to try him. He puts the phone back down. But yeah. he puts it down so slowly, like, oh, gotcha. And oh, then he like, kind of like puts it down. You yeah. Because um, that's when they kind of realize, like, like, dang, not only did they try and kill dad, but like they all they also took Luca out because I think at that point too they're like wondering like well did did Luca have any part of this like yeah, you know what I mean definitely like, um but but yeah Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes and and so Sonny is kind of just like like you said like Paulie you want to drink or anything like that and he's like yeah and so he leaves and Sonny's basically tells Clemenza like I want you to take care of him. Like, first thing. First things first, like... So, we're actually driving down the street with Polly, And in the car with... What's his name? Big guy? Clemenza? Yeah. Yeah. They're in the car together. And there's these shots of downtown New York, which, like, I thought were beautiful. Yeah. They were so cool. It's, like, downtown New York, but it's also, like, you can tell it's the 40s. Yeah. Um, They're just kind of driving down, and they kind of pull up to this, like, really desolate area. And he's like, I gotta take a leak and gets out of the car. Yeah. I, this was, I told you about the shot before we started. Yeah. There's a shot of like all these like tall grasses around the car. And then the Statue of Liberty is like far in the distance. But like you can like just see the top, the like, uh, like, so obviously the Statue of Liberty, there's like a, there's like a, like a base. And then she's like standing there. It's like, you can just see like her. Like just the, just her, just mm-hmm. the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. like in the distance above the tall like grass, and I just thought it was a really cool shot because they like take a second because the the car door's open and he's over there like using the bathroom and they just kind of take this long shot and just kind of sits there for a second because it's really good and they knew it because they like, kind of linger on it but I yeah. really liked it one of my favorite ones just I don't know Statue of Liberty in the background with all this tall grass it's just like really cool because like when you told me that like my first thought was and I have no idea if this is what they thought when they were filming this is. All these guys are Italian-American immigrants, right? And Ellis Island, where the Statue of Liberty is, yep. is where either, like, them or their parents, you know what I mean? But basically where they all came through to enter into New York. And there it is, right there in the background. That's a really good point, yeah. Well, and if you think about, too, like... They the, had to have thought of that. The, That's, um, yeah, the American yeah. dream, right? right? Like, you come here, you start from nothing, you make your, like... You pull yourself up, and by this is what they're doing, <laughs> and this is their way of achieving that. But this is like, their way of achieving it, yeah. And, and so, like, it's just—it's just in the background, just so you can see it enough, yeah, to clue you in on that, yeah. And that's a really good point by Alice Island. It's a really cool, like, connection. Yeah, to... I, I feel like there's a lot of different things that that could symbolize. But oh, 100%, I, yeah. I didn't actually pick up on that, but now that you've mentioned it, it is a very cool shot. It is. It's, uh, I think it might be my favorite in the movie. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Um, One of my favorites is coming up. Okay. Um, but Polly is shot. Yeah. They blow Polly away in the car. Yeah. And, they give him like three to the back of the head. Yeah. And uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah. <laughs> take the cannolis. That was a really funny line. So apparently... That one actually gave me a chuckle and I have a nugget about it. Okay. My, one of my only nuggets. Um, is that Richard J. Costello? Castalia? I believe is his name. Probably Costello. Costello ad-libbed the leave the gun. Uh, take the... Ca- ca- uh, the cannoli? The cannolis. Really? That was... He made. He just like came up with that line on the spot. 
which is really cool because that's one of the most iconic lines in the movie, I feel like. And it's, yes, very and iconic. And he ad-libbed it, which is super cool. Well, and it's also, like, I feel like it fits that character very well, Clemenza. Yeah, he's, yeah. Because, like, although, like, yes, he is, like, you know, a hardcore mobster criminal guy, he's also kind of, like, this jovial, like... Yeah like funny guy he's kind of like your like cool uncle like he's kind of give those vibes you know what i mean he is very cool and it's so funny because like his name's clemenza but i keep thinking of him as a Polly, just how he looks he is very i like, think because yeah. he reminds me of Polly from the goodfellas he does yeah. yeah yeah i can see that definitely um but yeah they blow him away they take the cannolis most importantly and they leave the car they roll out yep and i think that's a good spot to go on our first break Let's. Are you cool with that? I'm. I'm fine with that. All right. Let's yeah. go. Let's go on a quick break. We'll be back. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are getting back from our first break. Coming back to you with more Godfather. That's um, right. And if you are a seasoned listener of Cinema Bros, you know what time it is. It's poll time. Uh, <laughs> our poll it can be found on at Cinema Bros Podcast on Instagram. Please go give us a follow. We very, very much appreciate it. Um, we do a poll on our off week when we're not recording. Um, please turn on post notifications, sort notifications, so you always get notification anytime your Cinema Bros post anything, any updates, any stories, any posts, so you don't miss a single thing. We don't want you missing anything. Nah. We don't want you missing polls or posts or new episodes or yeah. updates. Updates for that matter, too. Yeah. I mean, that's it's all located over on at Cinema Bros Podcast. Now, if you're also a season listener, you know I usually do the polls, but this time I'm going to hand it over to my, my partner in crime here, G, and he's going to be doing the poll because <laughs> this is the Godfather. This is G's movie. So I, I'm going to give him the honors this time of doing the poll. Garrett, what was our poll? All right. So our poll for the Godfather <clears throat> was... You also came up with this one, too. Sorry, I just want to say that real quick. <laughs> so that's why I'm also... I did. You get it this time. What was it? It wasn't too creative, but it was, who's your favorite character? Ooh. That's perfect, though. Yeah, because I feel like there's... there's, there's a lot, a, as I said, there's a lot of characters in this movie. There are a lot. Um, <clears throat> and I feel only, like there's a lot of important characters. Or There is. The problem is we can only put four, so that's yes. the only bummer. Did anybody message? No messages this time. Oh. Do want to remind you guys, if you have a character or something on a poll and your your answer, answer thank you, wasn't listed, swipe up, send us a message, say, hey, you should have put... Uh, Clemenza or yeah. you know somebody who wasn't on here wasn't on here you should have put Carlo don't know why but yeah. maybe he's your favorite character <laughs> you know so swipe up and send us a message saying hey it should have been should have been this person um, and we will probably give you a shout out on the podcast just for interacting with us but um, most likely will even if you don't do that just please vote on the polls that's interacting with us enough we love doing them yeah and we love hearing from you guys from yeah. you guys so uh Thank you, and Garrett, take it away. What was our poll? All right, so who is your favorite character? So, mm-hmm. we've got Michael Corleone, obviously. Naturally. Vito Corleone. Yep. Mm-hmm. The man uh, himself. The the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we have Sonny. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of got, like, the whole Corleone. The whole well, Corleone. And, and we also have Tom Hagen, who, even though he is not a Corleone by name... He's still... He's he's in. He, yeah, he's one of the boys. Yeah, the only Corleones we didn't have listed was Mama Corleone, who isn't in the movie that much, mm-hmm. Connie Corleone, and... Fredo. Fredo, thank you, Cor- yeah. Corleone. But, 
What was the uh, what, what, what were our results, G? Starting from lowest to highest. What are we our will start with the lowest. Okay. Uh, who is Sunny? Ooh, Sunny, the hothead at eleven percent. Do you know that doesn't surprise me because not at all. Sunny is kind of a butt. He's just too hot-headed for this business. He is. You can't he be, lets you, his you emotions be, get in the way. This is why Michael's successful. It's because you have to be. You have to be calm. You can't let collected. You yep. can't let your anger like influence your right decisions. Your business because decisions. Ultimately, and I think we hear this line, and actually, I know we hear it several times. I just don't know if we've discussed it yet. <clears throat> But ultimately, it's it's not personal. It's business. It's not, it's, that's another big line from the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's 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 only business. Um. So yes, so Sonny Corleone at eleven percent. So he is our lowest. Uh, I'm actually really curious who voted for him. Just because Sonny, like, yeah, I'm surprised that he, he got, got any. It. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised that he got any. Um, kind of surprising me. But, um, hey. You know, I, I respect that. Yeah, maybe maybe you just like James Conn. Yeah. yeah. You're just a big James Conn fan. Um, He's got heart. <laughs> yeah. You can say that. He's got heart. Yeah. Um, he cares for his family, at least. He does. He does. But but he's, he's also an adulterer, so that's, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Sonny's out the window. <laughs> Um, so coming in at number th- that was four. Coming in at number three is Mr. Thomas Hagen. Mr. Thomas Hagen, how much did he have? Uh twenty two percent. Alright, not bad, Tom. Twice as good as Sonny. Yeah, not bad. Uh I'm gonna ask you at the end, so keep this in mind who you would have voted for. Oh, I knew this was coming. I mean I'm equally curious as to who you voted for. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did vote for somebody. I didn't when the poll first came out because I was like, I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> Once I watched it, I voted, though. Um, I got just in time. I got I got my vote in just in time for the poll ended. Because they're only up for like 24 hours. Okay. So, if you do see the notification, go over on Instagram and make sure to click it. Make sure to click it ASAP. You know? Okay. Make sure to click the notification so it doesn't expire on you. So, that, so you don't miss yeah. the poll. You I don't mean, want to miss yeah, it. Yeah, you want to be a part of that. Um... All right. What and do then, we got next, Jim? And then it's it's pretty pretty cool actually. So what? What's pretty cool? tied for we, first. I don't, have we ever had a tie? I don't know if we've ever had a tie. We've had a tie, but I don't think it's been for first. Okay. Like that's that's that means there's not a clear answer to the poll. Right. Right. <laughs> it's Mike. Who is it? Mike. Go go ahead. <laughs> who is it? <laughs> Michael and Vito are tied oh, for first. Wow. Uh, yeah. At thirty three percent. The two Godfathers. Yeah. I mean, are pretty tied much, for yeah. first. You at got what? the uh, original and the. The former and the current. And what are what are they tied for? First place? No, but what's the percentage? 33. Okay. Yeah, I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Maybe I did it. I, I didn't just, hear you. No, I, I just think thought you, it. I think you did, and I, I was just, just like, it. I was like, what was it? Yeah. What was it? So Michael and Vito are tied for first at 33%. That's crazy. You know what's really crazy? Is they're all in increments of 11. 33% for Michael and Vito. Tom is at 22. Sonny's at 11. Yeah, you're right. Interesting. That is interesting weird that's like our most like organized poll i feel like usually yeah. it's like one person won by like 50 percent or more yeah and then everybody else is kind of like low yeah that was a that's a i don't think we've ever had a tie for first if we have and we're just forgetting because we're now 15 of these in maybe mm-hmm. we're forgetting because <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna keep up we now. don't we don't have great memory but 15 that's crazy isn't it yeah isn't that crazy um but i don't think we've had a tie for first that's very very cool well i'm curious who you voted for after watching this for the first Darn time. It. I was going to ask you first. Ha ha! Darn it. it. Garrett, why don't you tell us who you voted for? 
It doesn't work now. It's too late. You've already asked me. I have. I was a part of the tie, actually. Were you really? Yeah, I was part of the tie. What side did you land on? The Michael or Vito side? I am a big Michael. I like Michael. Yeah. I voted for Michael. I'm yeah. a big Michael fan. I... It, I don't know. It kind of makes me want to watch the second one just to see more Michael. But mm-hmm. the other the other thing I told you is this movie has such a good ending that I'm kind of like, I don't know if I need more. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I do want to watch it, but also at the time I'm like, do I need more? Because the ending was pretty good. Like it ended with a way where I can probably piece together what happens for the rest of the, the yeah story. But I voted Michael 100%. I think Michael's the best. What mm-hmm. about you? Who'd you vote for? Who would you have voted for? Honestly, it's really hard because part of me agrees with you with Michael just because of his... Uh, collectedness. He just makes a great godfather. Yeah. Like, he makes a great boss. He does. To a family. Because of how, like, in tune with his emotions he is, I guess. Like, he doesn't let any... Like, Sonny, he, unlike Sonny, he doesn't let anything get, get in his way. Right. Well, not only that, he's Sonny just, would not have been a good godfather, clearly. He's, uh, like, ambitious, and yeah. he has a clear idea of what he wants to do. He wants it to, you know? Yeah, and he's clearly capable on the other hand, though, there's Tom. And I think I'm really torn between the two because... You did mention earlier you're a big Tom fan. Yeah. Well, just he's very wise. And I think he, just like Michael, is very calm and collected yep. and calculated. Yep. And he is able to think of, okay, even though I don't agree with this mm-hmm. business-wise, this is the smart move to make. Sure. Um... So, I don't know. It's really hard. I would have had a hard time. I might have gone with Tom just because he's kind of like an underdog. Okay. You, you know would have I mean? gone with Tom? Yeah. But if you went with Michael, the Michael would have maybe... Maybe have won? Maybe have won. Yeah, he, he broke might past have. the... But a tie is very interesting. It is. A tie for first, more importantly. So I think it's an appropriate tie with Vito. I think it is. The yeah. two godfathers got the tie. Yeah. Which is very fitting. Yeah. Um. So... There it is, though. That is this. That was the subject of our poll. Thank yeah, you all for appreciate voting. Every, yeah, thanks. I was just going to say, thanks to everybody who yeah. voted and participated. We really love you guys interacting with us through the poll. Definitely. Yeah. Super cool. And uh, like I said, that's over on Instagram, at Cinema Bros Podcast. All, uh-huh. That's our handle. <laughs> I always want to say dot .com for some reason. I don't dot know why. .com. Yeah. Instagram.com. You can... <laughs> you can go to the your internet explorer and look Thanks. it up. Yep, yep, you're welcome yep, for saving me on the world wide web. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> the dial up thing. Like we're getting really um, yes, but yeah. So at Cinema Bros Podcast, please go vote on our next poll for our next movie, which is oh oh. You thought you were going away that easy? Like, oh, I was gonna tell not you yet. The movie. <laughs> not yet. I really was no. like, wait, wait. <laughs> Don't tell them yet. Yeah, you thought you were going to win that easy. That'll be announced at the end of the episode, so please stick around to uh, find out what the next movie is. Please, yeah. stick, please stick with us. So, thank you for the poll. G, I think you did a great job poll time. Well done. Thank you. Learn from the best. <laughs> and uh, I guess we should get back in the movie. Let's we'll do it. jump back in. So, yeah. the last scene we did was Polly. Leave the gun, grab the cannolis. Grab the cannolis, yeah. yeah. So, that was the last scene we had. And kick us back in, Godfather guy. Godfather man. So. You're like the dawn of Godfather knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, have this scene where basically Michael goes into the city um, to see Kate. But he is still clearly dealing with everything that's gone on with the attempt on his father's life. 
Um, and basically in the middle of dinner, he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go check on my dad. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't do this. And, yep. um, she asks like, when am I going to see you again? And he mm-hmm. says that, um, I don't know. Basically, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know when I'm going to see you again. Yep. And he kind of just gives her a little kiss and he rolls. This is the hospital parts. One of my favorite Mike Michael like parts. Like, well, I mean, this he is does when a really he good job. He really kind of steps up. If you think about it, if Michael wasn't here, it would have been a whole different story. A whole different story. And it also that Michael, like, I mean, obviously, but he cares for his dad. You know what yes. I mean? Like, yeah. Nobody else was there. The ho- I just want to say that the only reason I don't like this scene is because it's stupid how empty the ho- hospital is. I get it's like Christmas time, maybe, so everybody's like out enjoying the holiday. But what happened? Oh, it's intentionally empty. It's just so empty that it's, like, like creepy. Right. I don't like it. Well, so, I will say, I think it's weird that, like, if my dad was in the hospital, I would be there. Uh, I know my mom would be there. I know that my dad's, you know, mom would probably be there with some of his, like, cousins. Like, you know what I mean? If a family member was I in the hospital after like nearly dying, right. Yeah. That is, I, I will say that is a weird thing. But as far as the hospital being empty, also, yes. Not only, not only is he, like, has a lot of family members, he's also, like, a mom. Like, you think he'd have somebody there. Well, Other than guards, like, I don't know, Tom would be there or, like, somebody. Right. Like, why? I thought the scene was very weird in the fact that he's just, like, chilling alone. Well. One nurse is, like, there. Michael goes to the hospital, and as you said, uh, it is completely empty. The, there's a record playing that's skipping, right? Like, so we Like, nobody's, like, turned. Right. So know? we know that, like, there's, there's a half-eaten sandwich on a desk. It's unattended. Yeah. It's been left. It, it is essentially is abandoned. Basically. And so at this moment, he knows, like, okay, everybody left, at, like, at once. Like, something's not right here. Somebody was clearly in the middle of eating, and they left. Like, they left the record player on. Um, and now it's skipping. They got out of there in a hurry. Yes. Um, and so he finally like goes to find his dad and this nurse comes in and she's like, Oh, you gotta go. Like you can't be here. Mm -hmm. And what she tells Michael is the police told everybody to leave. There were too many visitors and she told everyone to leave. Cause Michael even asks like, where's the guards? Yeah. Like my father had guards, like where are they at? And and she says, Oh no, the, the cops told him they had to go. So red flag, right? And and, and I and think that's when alarm bells started. Who, who ringing. plays Vito? Uh, Marlon Brando. Speak of Marlon Brando, <laughs> oh, look I, at that setup. I knew folks. he played him. I was look just at that setup, I was folks. just trying to get you to set up my nugget. Oh, uh, <laughs> clearly. Um. So despite lead like billing and front cover and the big man, Marlon Brando's uh, screen time is less than one hour. Really? And it's the three hour movie. And he has less than one hour of screen time. He's on the cover. He's the lead in the billing. Like, he's the lead on the, like, IMDb. Like, he's the lead. That's actually so interesting. Less than one hour of screen time for Marlon Brando. God, hmm. that was the greatest nugget set up in the history of Cinema Bros. You fell right into my. Tr- <laughs> that was awesome. Ha! The tables have turned. I don't know. I was gonna. Oh, I thought this. I was like, what happened? Um, but yeah, so less than one hour. I thought you would find that kind of... I don't know if you knew that or not. I had no idea, and that's actually very surprising, because even now it's hard for me to think, like... I think he had more than an hour, like... Yeah, right, right. You would think, but... Man. 
I guess that's just the weight his acting carries. Is that, but that like, means probably Tom, Tom had more screen time than him. Like, that's cr- so crazy to me. Maybe. Tom, Vito just had such a presence that he's yeah. 33% of our favorite, of our viewers, like, yeah. favorite character, even though he's... He wasn't he had, even in a third of the movie. I know, the, hour's three, the movie's three hours long, and he was only in, like, not even an hour. That's so crazy. Wow. Um, so there we go. Nugget dropped. Well, apparently Back he wasn't even supposed to be, like, the first pick for the Don. Cause I Who think else would have played him? Well, and that's the funny thing, right? <laughs> Is because you can't... I can't imagine anybody else playing him. Don um, Corleone, yeah. Because apparently at this point, like, Marlon Brando was... From what I've heard, was kind of washed up. And hmm. was very hard to work with because he's he's kind of what you think of when you think of like a cliche old actor where it's like really hard to work with because he, they think they know everything and I've been in this business you know right right yeah. no let me tell you how it's like. yeah um and so I, I think that he wasn't their first pick but he ended up like I mean like you said he's like the lead yeah. Build as a lead role. He's on the if, cover. If you have a Godfather poster, yeah, he's on it. He's on it with the cat. It's him and the cat. I mean, I know that. Granted, like his acting career was a lot earlier than the seventies, right? Um, but when I think of Marlon Brando, I think of the Godfather, and then I also think of like Apocalypse Now. But I like uh, the first thing I think of is Don Corleone. Like it's a defining. Role now I just think of Don Corleone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, the role, the weight that role carries. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And clearly, he played it well. Even going, you know, he <laughs> clearly did well enough that everybody was like, "All right." Well, so something else is pretty cool too. Is like, so we talked kind of about how Marlon Brando is like this uh, method actor, right? Sure. So and it like the Don of the family is supposed to be like intimidating, right? This mm. intimidating. So in order to capture that, he wanted to look like a bulldog. So he packed his cheeks with like these wool galls in his audition mm. for the role. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where that comes from. So in the movie, they actually built like this whole like denture set and everything like that, uh, to give him that iconic look. <laughs> You guys couldn't see me, but as Garrett was talking about the the mouthpiece, uh-huh. I scratched out one of my nuggets. One of my nuggets was that he wore mouthpiece for this role. Yeah. To make his cheeks like look like that. Make his face look like I had really... always heard that he had like packed his like cheeks with yeah. like cotton yeah. or whatever. Um and I thought that he did that for the whole movie. I didn't realize it was just for the audition. I didn't realize for the movie they had actually created like a dental. It said a dentist made it for him. Yeah. Um, so Garrett's one of my nuggets. Uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um. Whoops. Uh, yeah, let's, let's you want to go back and... Yeah, wh- so, so we... the hospital's empty. Yeah, yeah, back to the hospital. when um, the nurse tells Michael that the police basically made everybody leave, he, wants he his dad realizes... Moved. Yeah, he's he like, moves dead. do you know who my dad is? People are coming right now to kill him. Um, because he basically is like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah. Yep. So they move rooms, and as they're moving rooms, we hear there's a lot of loud footsteps in this movie. We hear these footsteps come in. And I thought like, it was a little dramatic how loud these footsteps were. They were like literally sounded like the Incredible Hulk in a suit was walking down the street. Like it was so loud. It was very echoey. It was to it was literally to tell people it was like somebody's coming. It was like, hey, Michael, I'm coming. You might as well have been like, yeah. Michael, you up there? I'm coming to kill your dad. By the way. Right, and that's what we think. We're like, shit, that's the assassin. Like, here they come. 
and it's all oh, right, but it's not. It's not. It's so he's actually briefly mentioned in the beginning. Uh, yeah, this was one of the favors that was asked was that uh, Enzo, which is this baker's son, uh, basically marry this girl so that he can become like an American citizen or whatever. Or yep. the baker's daughter. Yes. Yeah. Because he was worried about getting sent back to Italy or yes. something, you know. So. so Enzo has come to pay his respects. Um, and he's got these flowers, you know. And he's come to pay his respects to the Don and visit him in the hospital. And Michael's like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I'm Enzo. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think Michael's him? like... I thought he had, like, a gun in the flowers. Dude, I... Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who Enzo was, so I was like, oh my god, he's got guns, like, in the flowers. And like I said, the footsteps were so loud, it was like, hey, I'm coming. Would be the... Fr- no, it's definitely setting you up to think that, like, they're there. Yeah. And and you're right. Because, I mean, that would be the perfect cover, right? Like, as an assassin, to come kill someone in the hospital as a visitor, right? And bring flowers. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a visitor. And, and you got your, like... I'm not a murderer. You got your gun or, like... I have flowers, not <laughs> a lethal weapon. You got, like, a knife or something, like, in the flowers. Yeah. Or like a or like a, a gun or something, you know, so... Um, but he wants to move his dad, so... Uh, he... You know, I just took a note about how empty the hospital is. It's just kind of eerie. Yeah. And those footsteps, you know. Um, when he finally moves his dad and... He whispers to him, I'll take care of you now. I'm with you. Which is kind of like, this is a big moment. Yes. And I'm I really, really, really like this scene. I'm like, very wow. glad you picked up on that. Um, I really like this scene because this is the moment where Michael makes absolutely. a decision in his head. Michael makes the, con- the conscious decision in his head. Absolutely. And he literally, he says what he means. I'm with you, Dad. Yeah. Like, he's being serious. Like, this is... Michael's no longer just a civilian, as I say earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's in. That this is... is this is the moment, and Vito tears up while he's telling him this. He does, because because ultimately, I think call somebody needs to call somebody in to slap him around, and tell him not to cry, because apparently he's you know <laughs> just saying. But I I wrote that down. This is when he shifts from outside the family business to inside. Absolutely, just this the, the those lines, yeah. And well, because I think he realized like, like somebody's got you know what I mean. Like clearly, no one is going to take care of. It's weird because it's usually him. the oldest son takes over. So it's right. it's really cool in this story that the youngest son takes over a complete like the youngest instead of the oldest. Right. Well, San, Santino's Sonny is probably out cheating on his wife somewhere. You know what I mean. So either that or dead. Not yet. Yeah. No. I'm just saying. Like, oh, okay. He's so hot-headed. He gets himself killed. So. Right. Right. He couldn't have been Godfather at all because he would have done that. Because Michael's very much like his dad. Very much. They're both very calm and collected. Mm-hmm. Although I can hear what Michael's saying, so that's a big difference. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, it messes with me. I like it. I, I it was it kind of messed with me. Um, but with Enzo's help, Michael gets the hitman to leave. Yeah, they basically very tense but very cool scene. Enzo can't even light a cigarette like after he, it's over. Yeah, he's like shaking. Yeah. Yeah, but they basically posture in front of the hospital to make it look like there's Corleone guards there. Yep. Yeah, and so the hitman, and then Michael starts to slowly reach inside his coat, and they were like, nah, we don't want none of that smoke. And they. <laughs> we don't want none of that smoke. Yeah, you yeah. came to the wrong hood. They're about to light, they're about to light <laughs> yeah. him up. Um, uh, we'll just roll on. So, I just like in this scene how much Michael's like protect, protecting his dad. Yeah. Like we said, he's the only one there. Yeah, Michael's not there. One hundred percent. Dad's boarded the assassination attempt on us. The basically what would have been the finisher. 
That would have been it, yeah. Yeah. Also, what if Enzo's in there paying his respect? They would have blown Enzo away probably too. Oh, for sure. No witnesses. So, you know, thank God Michael was there. And also, like I said, with Enzo's help, they get the hitman to leave. Mm-hmm. So, cool scene though. The next and I think, does Michael say something to him too about like your, like, your debts, like, you fulfilled your your debt or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. He basically says like this is like your service or something like that. Like yeah. this is yeah, like you're good. Yeah, yeah, you're off the hook. You don't owe us anything because <laughs> that was pretty big. Um, the next thing I, uh, you tell me if I'm skipping ahead or anything. Um, the next note I have are, are the all, all the boys in the room discussing what to do with the cop. Well, I think in order to make sense of that scene, we should talk about how the cops show up. Go ahead. Like shortly after they yeah, posture and scare like off I, the assassins. Like I said, sometimes I just didn't write stuff down because I didn't know if it was important. Right. I didn't think the cops could be this important, and he was. So well, you go ahead. Because the cops show up, and Michael basically calls the captain out, and he's like, "Like, how much did they pay you to get rid of the guards?" Mm-hmm. You know. So he's basically said, "Like, I I know you set my dad up," and the cop like cold cocks him in the face mm-hmm. and knocks him out, and then. <clears throat> They're going to take him away, but at that point, Tom shows up and he said, these men are private detectives, they're licensed to carry firearms, and they're going to stay here to remove, uh, or to protect the Don. And if you want to remove them, then you need a court order to do so. And, yeah. Basically, and basically the cop and it's the, it's the, and it's the, out. it's the police captain, by the way. Yes. It's not just like a, it's, it's the police captain, like, more yeah. specifically. Um, who, who removed everybody? McC- McCluskey? McCluskey, yeah. McCluskey. I got a name. Yeah, I think so. I just called him the captain in my nose. Okay. But I think that is his name. I think you're right. Okay. Sweet. Um, Sweet. So, yes. They're discussing what to do with him, and that, and they say that he's on Salazzo's payroll. Definitely on Salazzo's payroll, and because of that, it essentially makes Salazzo untouchable. Yeah. Because you got the police captain on your, on your hip, you know? And this is kind of Tom and Sonny talking, and Michael's kind of just, like, What's soaking that? it all in. Yeah. Michael was a good listener. Yeah, he absorbs the information and then uses it. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean ex- exactly. Yep. Great. Yes. Which is why it make, he makes a, a good Godfather. But Michael says he, he'll meet with him, and he literally says, and I quote, "I'll kill them both." And then everybody's so, like, "Whoa, what?" Michael, chill out, bro. Like I, what? Yes, I love this scene because Michael, because basically they say no one's ever killed a cop before. If we do this, then uh, we'll be outcast by all the other families. Like. Like, we're kind of at an impasse. There's nothing we can do. And so Michael starts talking. And the camera, it starts out with, like, you know, he's sitting in this chair. And the camera slowly is zooming in. And as he's laying out his plan on how he would be the perfect guy to to basically take care of this, he gets to the point where he says that iconic line, and I'll kill them both. And at that point... Dude, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, and at that point, the camera is fully zoomed in on his face. And as we talked about in the hospital, we saw that transformation of Dude. him getting into the family business. This is where he's he just cemented it. it. Yep. He has just cemented that that he is This is where now... he says it, and this is where he like means it. Yeah. This is where he means... You find out he means business. Yeah. Basically, he ain't messing around. Michael's not messing around anymore. But, but, it's I, just, but everybody starts laughing because they're like, oh, it's Michael. Like, what's he, like, come on. And he's serious. And I, I just he's love... Completely, he's dead serious. But everybody else is kind of like... On him. The camera pan was nice. And I even made a note of that. Um, and I think the line, I'll kill them both, is... It's pretty cool. Kind of yeah. hard. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, I'll... 
kill them both and everybody kind of laughs and then all of a sudden they all stop laughing and I'm like wait a minute Michael well cause Michael's like think about it like the dirty cop mixed up in the mafia world he got what was coming to him like the papers would have a field day with that like we've got we've got uh, writers on the payroll right and Tom's like yeah it's actually a great yeah, yeah. it's a really good idea this, this is the first scene as well for me personally watching the movie for the first time where I was like Okay, Michael can make a good father. Like, he just had this idea, and it's, it's a pretty good idea. Like as long as he doesn't, like as long as he doesn't get killed, this is a great idea. Yeah. Um, as like, this is something where I was like, all right, Michael's, he can make a good Don. Mm-hmm. You know, a good Godfather. Mm-hmm. So Michael also messes around with the gun in the next scene, where he's kind of showing him that it's taped up and the triggers taped. Yeah, Clemens you know? is like, yeah. yeah, he's kind of showing him where and. Uh, he says, like, it's not going to leave any fingerprints. He's like, the minute you shoot him, like, dr- let it fall out of your hand. Yeah. Just, like, kind of let it fall mm-hmm. um, onto the floor. And I, this is, this. I also made a note that he's, like, I can see him becoming more like his dad as these scenes mm. of him becoming more involved. Because up to now, as we've said, Michael's not been involved with the family at all. No. Now, all of a sudden, he is, after he told his dad, I'm with you. This is like where I'm like, all right, he's starting to be like his dad. Yeah. You know? So. What do you got next? What do I have next? Yeah. Um. So they're, they're kind of making the plan at dinner, and the plan is set for uh, Michael at this restaurant. Luis's, I believe. Luis, yeah. L- Luis, Luis's. Luis, Luis? I don't know. Uh, at the restaurant, and they they say it's going to get, it's going to get taped to one of these, to this, re- this, this restaurant has this like old toilet basically and they're going to tape it to the back. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be there waiting for you. So the, basically the plan is he's going to go in this restaurant. Cause they're like, they're going to frisk you when you come in. Uh, yeah. They're going to check you, make sure you don't got anything. And then they're going to say, you know, that's why they have to hide it. I thought it would be like under the table, like, blah, 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 yeah. you know, um, and they said, we're going to put it in the bathroom. And basically the plan is that he's going to. Asked to go to, like, excuses me, I'm going to use the bathroom. Yeah. And go, come back with the gun, blast him away. That's basically the plan. Pretty straightforward, but... Yeah. It may, I don't know, the, the scene's very tense. It is. Um, when it actually happens. But they all say goodbye to Michael, because they said, if this works, we're not going to see you for a while. Right. Because he's got to leave. Because you got to go, because, like, it's, things are going to be hot. Like, you got to go lay low. And this is kind of where, after the restaurant scene happens, spoiler alert, it works, um, we, Michael, <laughs> Michael kind of, like... Uh, disappears for a while. Yeah, and this is kind of where we get the time jump with the newspaper clippings. Yes. you know this is kind of the time jump in the movie, the big one. Um, also, the most boring part of the movie, personally, the 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 Italy part with Michael. Oh, most boring part of the movie. Yeah, I thought you were saying the most important part. No, most gotcha. boring part of the movie for me personally is Michael in Italy. So yeah, I have like no nights for when he's in Italy. So you're gonna take over for that part. Okay. Because I thought it was like I literally like for, put my pen down, just kind of leaned back in my chair, just kind of watched it. And then finally we get back to like everybody else, what everybody else is doing. Like we, go, I guess we go back to New York, right after Italy, and I'm like, okay, and then I like start writing again. Okay. I don't know. It's just very. I'm not gonna lie, it just didn't strike me like at all. Like I was mm. like, wait, the movie lost me. Up till now, I was like, in. Like especially after the restaurant scene, I was like, oh my god, this is mm-hmm. awesome. Michael's becoming the Godfather, and then boom, he's gone. And then it kind of like I was like, oh. But then it like picks back up right at the end, and it's end. It ends. That's kind of it was kind of roller coaster for me. Mm. Like I feel like from the beginning, wedding scene. I'm talking. We were like, 
And then we got to the top, which is the restaurant scene, and then we fell back down on the roller coaster. Uh, then we slowly built back up, and then that was my opinion. But I think the the like the middle of the second act to the third, the, that middle, yeah, is very doesn't do it for me. The, the whole Italy thing. Gotcha. Doesn't do it for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... No, I mean, uh, if it doesn't do it for you... The movie, like, had you. me, and then it, like, lost me. Yeah. I mean, I can't lie and say it didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it right. loses me, it loses me. Right. Um. But, yeah, it it, it, it kind of... It kind of... I don't... Yeah, I mean, Lost I its really... footing. I don't know. It kind of lost its footing for me. Basically, happens in Italy is Michael gets married. But we're jumping ahead anyways, because there's the restaurant scene still. Right. But, you know, I just wanted to quickly get that out of the way. Um, that part did not entice me very much. But So they're all driving to the restaurant. Yeah, so Michael gets picked up. Um, this is where the tenseness starts. Salazzo and McCluskey. This is where I was on the edge of my seat. I was kind of like, oh boy. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like it. Because he's sitting in front of them. And like you said earlier, you don't want anybody behind you. Right. <laughs> so that's why it stressed me out. Right. Well, and I think they kind of felt safe going into this because at this point, you know, Michael really wasn't a part of the family. And they even said earlier that, what's his name, Salazzo? Yeah. Thought that he was a, he's like, he knows he's a civilian. Right. At this, like, Michael basically a civilian does Salazzo, so we don't have to worry about him. Right. So now it's like, they're like not worried about Michael blowing them away, that's for sure. But McCluskey still they don't know that Michael pats him kinda, down. Yeah. Oh, of course. But he does pat him down in the car and he says he's clean, but... They don't realize that Michael's taking a turn. <laughs> Michael's yeah, like they pissed him off. Mm-hmm. And McCluskey's like, oh, no hard feelings. Ha <laughs> ha, you know. He said that, and I was like, no hard feelings. Bird. Blew my, really, you blew my dad it, away. It's like, really Ooh. odd to me why he's even there. I think he, like, because it really seems to be that the majority of the conversation is between Michael and Salazzo. Yeah, so why is the cop there? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Other than just, like, like... Must, like protection, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I've got sure. a cop with me, so of course you're not gonna do anything. Because you deal. wouldn't, you wouldn't kill a cop, you know right. what I mean? Like they said earlier, right? Um, when the cop pats him down, but they so they finally get to the restaurant. Yeah, and Michael just kind of looks like he's means business. They're they're speaking Italian, but it's not it's not translated for us. No, and Michael's just standing there, and he looks. I mean, he's straight face, no emotion. Like, like it, clearly, Salazzo is like talking to him and telling him like probably something along the lines of like we can make this work still you know what i mean and yeah because it just looks like he has this expression like it's just blank like he means like he doesn't like what he's saying means nothing to him right because well i mean he ultimately knows what he's there to do too you know what i mean he's probably thinking about is that gun in that bathroom that's what i'd be thinking about like yeah. did they actually put it in there well there's a point where he says too like they're speaking italian and italian is very similar to spanish so i did recognize this he says, like, como se dice, or something like that, which is, like, how do you say, and then he's, like, he just switches to English. He does, which I really liked, because yeah. then he's, like, yeah. Because he's, like, you know what, like, no, we're going to talk in English now. How do you say? And he, and, he, and he basically is asking Salazzo, like, if he can um, basically guarantee, like, that there will be, that his father is safe. And instead of just saying, yeah, like, Salazzo dances around the question and he does he's like oh you know you overestimate me and blah 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 and i think that's when michael is just like all right all right you can't even you i'm can't tired even... of fooling around with you yeah i'm gonna I... go i'm gonna go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah it's like i'm gonna go to the bathroom is that okay and mm. so lots of pats him down again 
Yep. So Ooh, we, wreck. This was the tense part for me because I was like, oh my god, the gun's out there. Because it took him a while. It did take him a minute to and, Which is, stressed me out because I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was there, though. He finds it. The yes. revolver is there. So he he retrieves a pistol. Oh god. He comes back to sit down. This is my and favorite I really, scene. My favorite scene. <laughs> Alright, well I'll let you talk about it then. No, no, no. You no, no, go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. Well, you I don't want to understanding about this movie, so you I don't go want to do it an injustice. You go ahead and I'll chime in. Okay. You go ahead. I really like the way this scene is done. Because at this Absolutely. point, Michael comes back. Absolutely. And you got to imagine the adrenaline is pumping. You know, your nerves are on, on edge. And so, Salazzo immediately picks right back up with the Italian. But it's very muffled. And, like, clearly, like, Michael's kind of, like, staring down at the table. And his eyes are kind of moving back and forth. Because you can tell he's, like, basically working up the nerve to do this. Basically working up the courage. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, he knows what he's got to do. He's just, like... Well, you know, to him, he's probably thinking, okay, I'm literally about to blow these two guys away. Like, yeah. I need to, like, come on. Yeah. Like, almost, like, slapping himself in his head, like, come on. Yeah. Do it already. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I wouldn't have sat down. I would have done it the minute you walked out the bathroom. Because you, you have a better vantage standing up. Yes. That, like, and they're also, like, turning, like, this way. Mm-hmm. So, to get up to even, like, try and, like, go after you to, like, grab the gun or anything, they have to, like, get up from under the table. So, yeah. I would have sat back down. The minute I walked out the bathroom, I would have just gone blink, blink, and then roll. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. would you have sat back down? I don't know. I think I'd have walked out the bathroom and done it. Because I feel like you just have a better advantage standing up. And also, like you said, you don't want anybody behind you. Right. But he's behind him right now. So his back is turned. Their backs are like... they. I mean, their backs aren't turned completely, but they kind of just turn their heads. Right. Their backs are technically still turned. Right. So they have no advantage that way. I think that... Yeah, Sitting but I think down he kind of wanted them to to see it. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I want you to like see this coming because I want you to no Michael know me, that it was me that right. I did it. The civilian, right? Right. Me, Michael, the civilian. Well, it's kind of like him getting his revenge. Like you tried to kill my father, his now I'm going to kill yeah. you. Yeah. Well, he ain't shooting him in the back. And like, it's funny because Vito. Michael ultimately away. says, like, it's not personal; it's strictly business. But you could tell there's definitely a personal oh, yeah. touch to that. Oh yeah. Because you know he probably like heard his own head and his like just do it already for your dad. And he's like, all right, fine, you know. And then yeah. like you said, because it's almost like he's like smacking himself, like, come on, just do it. Yeah. I mean, you've all, everybody's had that moment in your life where you're like trying to work up the courage to do something. Yeah, ask and a you're girl just, out, yeah, ask her, like right. a guy to dance with you or whatever. And the you're case just kind of like, just do it already. Frick. Yeah. Like, like, what do you want? You you're almost gonna know it yourself. Yeah. Because you're like, dude, you're like making this a bigger deal than it is. That's I. That's what I pictured for Michael is like something like that, like. Just do it already, dude. Yeah. And, well, he does. <laughs> oh, God. And he does it. And he absolutely blows him all the way. Uh, he shoots Salazzo first. Yep. Which is what I would have done because... I mean, the, the cops didn't put out the hit on your dad. Salazzo did. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, like, hit him first. Yeah. And he did. And Salazzo, like, slouches back. Oh, yeah. He kind of, like, like, right in the forehead. And it kind of just... Throws his head back, and then, yeah, he just kind of lays in the chair, like... Looking up. Yeah. Um, and then he, he shoots the cop in the neck. In the throat. In the throat. And then he, again, shoots him in the head. Yeah. He shoots him twice. Yeah. And uh, he kind of, like, falls forward onto the table. And the whole table The table flip. flips over. The table flip I thought was great. It looked very real. The way... I mean, this is going to sound kind of weird, but the way that the police captain died... Has always like stuck with me. Really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Just because like you know, Salazzo just flew back, but the police captain like 
I, just kind of the way his I body... Think, I think he should have done what he did to the police captain to Slotza because that told him more, Michael's, like, doing this to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, like, Slotza, to... he just kind of blew away. Yeah. Versus, like, the police captain was like, oh, my God, Michael's just blowing me away. Yeah. Well, and also... But, yeah, I get why you say it, stick with you, because it was kind of, like, interesting. I don't yeah. know. Like... Clemenza told him, like, multiple times, like, shoot him, like, twice to make sure, like, in the head. And he didn't shoot Slotza twice, and I was like, he's... No. No, but I think that, like, you know, no, it was yeah, pretty clear. It was but apparent. I thought before he dropped the gun, I would have gone, one more time. Like, mm. he put five bullets in the back of your dad's back. I mean. Right. But, yeah. So, he blows both away. I thought the scene was so cool. And it was so tense. Oh, I, I didn't even mention. When when he's, like, working up the courage, like we said, and the, the Italian's getting, like, muffled. There's, almost, there's, like, a noise of a train. And it's almost like that his head is, like, bouncing around. Yeah. It's kind of like a way to like, you know, in movies when stuff gets muffled, like the character's about to do something, like usually it's about to shoot someone. There's always like high pitch. Usually do like a high pitch, like, like a ringing, yeah, noise, and then boom, it happens. Yeah, that, the train noise was kind of like what that was. What that was. Um, everybody knows what I'm talking about. There's always like a high pitch noise before yeah. a character does something. Um, before they like snap. Yeah, and that's basically what that was for Michael. I just love that noise. I thought it was really good. I thought it was well done. Um, so. Michael blows him away. He gets up. He drops the gun. Yeah. And he walks out. Speed walks. Car. He speed walks out of there. Well, they told him don't run. But but get out of there. Yeah. Um. And then we get the montage of newspaper headlines. That's the next thing I have. What about you? Yeah, that's what I have. Which uh, George Lucas, as we said earlier, he created. Yep. And this shows the resulting. So this kind this of, is what yeah. i thought started the war and it ultimately shows the result the war that resulted off of this the ba- the headlines because okay. there's all these headlines about all this mob violence that's going on a lot of crime stuff yes. a lot of shootouts and stuff mm-hmm. and also and, while this is having Vito's returning home yes they're taking them out of the hospital to go home and so that's kind of like where the montage ends is with Vito coming home but i love like in between the crime headshots and photographs and everything it's like it shows them eating Italian food. And, like, I, I just really love the way this, like, montage is done. Yeah. Um, and, like, like they're in a war. So, like, you know, they're sleeping on mattresses on the floor and basically, like, safe houses and stuff and hideouts. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because before this, Clemenza talks about, like, these things happen every 10 years or so. Like, you yeah. need them to, to, to clear the bad blood The out. bad blood. It's like yeah. every five or 10 years, you know. Yeah, we're overdue. Um, it's about time for one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> it's so casual. It um, is though. It really is. And when he's when when they carry Vito upstairs and he's in his bed, all the grandchildren are kind of saying hi to their grandpa. You know, they're, they're, yeah, he's getting this big welcome back home. Some, they all have like pictures for him and uh-huh. say get well soon, grandpa. You know, yeah. and then they then they tell everybody to leave. Everybody get out of here. And what's the first thing that he does is once everybody leaves. Oh yeah, the first thing he does. Where's Michael? Yeah. That's the first thing he says. Where's Michael? Where's Michael? Yeah. This again, just like the family photo scene shows, he's Michael and Vito's uh, you know, relationship. Yep. They kind of have. Is where's Michael? Mm-hmm. And Tom tells Vito that Michael is the one who killed Salazzo, and they're gonna bring him back soon. Yeah. He's like he's 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 we're on the he's on the he's on like the back end of his like trip. He'll mm-hmm. be home soon, but he's not here right now. And you could tell that it, like, crushes Vito. Yeah. Because, like, a little tear drops his eye almost, and he kind of tells everybody to leave him. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. just wants to be alone at that point. Because that's ultimately the but one you know, thing you know, that he also, didn't want. You know, also, there's got to be a little... He didn't want what? He didn't want his son to be involved in 
in the family business. And so I think that like now, like not only is he involved, but he just like killed two people. Yeah. Well, he also, you know, he has to know that like he did it for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, he didn't want him in, but he has to know that he right. some part of him did it for him. Yeah, but then, uh, but then, like, that also begs the question of, like, now does he feel guilt? Does he feel responsible? Like, he didn't want his son to become involved in this, and now he himself is the reason that his son did. Dang. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, This is the, the Italy part. Michael's away in Italy. Um, And this is where I said kind of the movie lost me. Right, so this we basically find out me. that Michael's in Italy. And Why don't like, you summarize? He's the Italy. he's basically. I mean, he's hiding out is the the short version yes. of it. But there, I mean, I did write a, a, a couple of notes. So we find out that like Dom Tomasino, who's like one of the Don's, one of the like the top dudes in Italy, um, is doing this as a favor to Vito. Um, but we find out right away that Don Tomasino kind of is hinting to Michael that like your enemies know that you're here, um, right. so you need to be careful, and. Michael's out, like, walking around with his two bodyguards, and while he's doing so, he, like, basically lays eyes on this girl. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote Michael meets a new lady friend. That's the last thing I wrote. Yeah, Michael gains a love interest. <laughs> and then we kind of get a, a montage of him courting her and her family. But it's really cool because he's hiding out in Corleone. And that was a big thing, is that uh, you took the village that you're from as your last name. Really? Yeah, and so that's where, like, Vito Corleone, like, because he's from Corleone. That's kind of cool. Italy, yeah. I didn't know that. So that's where he's at, and that's ultimately where he meets this girl, is, like, basically where his ancestors are from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we get this montage of him courting her and her family. And while that's going on, we actually cut back to New York... And Sonny's sister has been beaten on. Basically, he goes to visit his sister. She opens the door, and she's got, like, a black eye and a busted lip. And... So what do you think Sonny, the hothead, is going to do about that? Immediately goes off and goes and kicks his brother-in-law's ass. Like, oh, my God. It's like... It's like it's springtime now. Clearly showing a time jump. Because kids are in the street, like, playing in fire hydrant. Maybe uh-huh. it's summer. Yeah. Um, and Carlo yeah. is chilling. He's got oh. this all flashy orange leisure suit looking type thing on. Oh my god, on. dude. Sonny lights him up. When you can tell that Carlo thinks that he is... Top top dog. Yeah, like pretty cool. I think, you know, he's married into this family, so he thinks he can automatically be this important guy. And he can do whatever he wants. Because they're talking like numbers. Like like betting, like gambling stuff. They're talking numbers and stuff like that. But as soon as Sonny rolls up, he knows what time it is, and he tries to run away. <laughs> he knows the time it. Yeah. Sonny like throws a stick at him. Then yeah. he punches. These punches look real too. Just boom, 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 yeah, boom. Then he gets a trash can, throws it on. Then gets a trash can lid, starts beating him with it. Yeah, it's freaking crazy. Yeah. I have a nugget. Okay, about this scene. Really? Yep. So, um, the Sonny beats up Carlo. Seems like a simple scene enough. It took four days to shoot. Hmm. That just shows, like, the time this movie was made. That it took four days to shoot that scene. Really? There were 700 extras in this scene. Are you serious? It looked like 10 to me. I don't understand. <laughs> That's cr- Well, I wonder if it's like they had different extras each day that they filmed in the, the four days that it Maybe. took to make it. 700 extras. A ton of extras, dude. And James Caan improvised the, the trash can. Huh. Like throwing it and grabbing the lid. 
He was just supposed to punch him repeatedly, but he was like, trash can, lid, and he kept yeah. hitting him. Basically, Carlo gets his freaking crap lit up. Yeah. I mean, he don't... He ain't messing around. But he, I mean, Sonny. As we said, Sonny's a hothead, so... Yeah. And then he, he ends the scene by saying, don't touch my sister. Yeah, he and says, if you touch her again, I'll kill you. Which is crazy, because we saw... This is the happy wedding. We saw in the beginning of this movie. Right. And now this is where it's like lead. Right. Disappointing. Right. It was such a good wedding. Everybody's having a great time. Carlo was a turd. Carlo's a turd. Yeah, a turd in the punch bowl. Um, um, so we cut back to Italy and yeah. Michael is getting married. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you like, we're going back to Italy. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It didn't yeah. do it for me. Uh, yeah. He's getting married, which what? All right. Yep. Sweet. We're just jumping along. All right. So Michael's getting married. Um, while he's in Italy, Kate comes looking for him. So Kay. she actually, Kay, she actually shows up <laughs> at the compound and, and she's trying to get a, a letter to Michael. She meets with Tom. And Tom's basically like, if I take that, then that implies I know where he's at. <laughs> so I can't take Tom's that. pretty smart. In I a mean, court of law, they could prove that I know where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't take the letter, and he's basically just like, yeah, we don't know where he is, but we hear he's doing well, um, and he'll be home soon. Yeah. And the next scene I got... Um, we, we, we get another scene of Carlo and Connie, if that's okay. If I'm not skipping along. No, They're fighting, much... and he's hitting her with his belt while she's running around, like, throwing all the dishes on the ground to break. Yeah, because so basically, she has cooked a dinner for Carlo, and the phone rings, and she answers it, and there's a girl on the other end. And yes. she basically says, like, tell Carlo I can't make it tonight. And then he's in the right. room Come getting on. all dressed up. Oh, and... He's, like, about to go out. Carlo's a turd. Yeah. So she starts breaking all this stuff, and he keeps hitting her over and over again. They're, like, running around the house. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of, like, ends with them, like, in the bathroom. Um, and we cut to um, Sonny, who gets a call from her. Yeah. And he starts slamming, and he's getting mad. He storms out of the house. Yeah. So, I mean, think you got to keep in mind, they're in the middle of a war right now, and Sonny just leaves the compound. He doesn't take any guys with him, no protection or nothing. This is the stupidest thing that a character does in the movie. So dumb. Yeah. And also, I get it's his sister, and it, and it is annoying. But, like, maybe you could, like, stop for a second, breathe, and be like, all right, let's get Carlo to come here. Right. Knock him. Yeah. And do it here from the safety of like, that's out, you know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Or do what you did with Polly and drive him out, get him to come to you, then drive him out and kill him. Yeah. Leaving at this time during this war is so not smart. Nope. But he does it anyway. Sonny leaves and doesn't even say goodbye to his mom because his mom's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he bolts out of the house because the mom's one that picks up the phone. Mama yeah, yeah, and, and she's phone. like, she's like, I the baby's be... crying, I can't hear you, can't hear and she you. gives it to Sonny. There's so many babies crying in this movie, oh my god. Oh my gosh, and they cry loud. So many babies crying, and, yeah, and Sonny rolls up, what does he roll up to? Where Where is he at? There's a toll booth. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know if it's like the Jersey Turnpike or what, but it's like <laughs> yeah. a, a toll booth. It might be the Jersey Turnpike. Um... I don't know why when I think of Turnpike, I think of you and that Sabaro. 
<laughs> that's gonna be really random to the viewers but do you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 uh is like that going one? to going to ohio that's the turnpike and west virginia is that a turnpike pretty much yeah dude Garrett I, I don't know if it's like a like a yeah a name for it i don't really know what it, the definition of a turnpike is but yes i'm pretty sure that's what it is i don't I can't think of the name of it though sazer no it's not sazerac is it i don't think so be, I, just, I just think I've always called it the Virginia Turnpike. Because <laughs> it's like... Oh, oh, I'm just thinking of that little compound. I think it's like... No, the no, 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 no. I'm talking about like the... the. Anyways, this means nothing to you guys, but Garrett's like obsessed with the Sabaro on this on this turnpike, like All on right. the way to West Virginia. So we live in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, okay. And they always had Sabaro's Pizza at every food court in the mall. And they have slamming Strombolis. I love their pepperoni Strombolis. Garrett's a big pizza fan, but he's also uh, like just... like. A stromboli is just like a rolled up pizza. Stromboli fan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, same thing. But anyways, he's obsessed, you're obsessed with the Sabaro. Well, Why? it's the only one. Yeah. Like, like over time, all the Sabaros have disappeared out of every mall in America, at least in North Carolina. I was saying, North Carolina, we don't have any Sabaros anymore. No. Go on. And so, the first time I went up to Ohio with your sister, we stopped at this place and there was a Sabaro there. And I was just like, they exist. The like, I was convinced that Sabaros no longer existed. And you... You got something there. I found one. Yeah, I yeah. got a Stromboli. So now every time we go, I like, I like want to stop there and get. It's a like you're driving by. Yeah, it's like it's like I gotta use the bathroom. Wait till we're at the wait till we're at the yeah. Sabaro. Yeah. You go then. <laughs> yes, that's our one stop on the way to. It really know? is the one. stop. That's our one stop is the Sabaro. Yes. Um, I don't know. That's just every time I think of a turnpike, I think of you in that. I just see you in a Sabaro, just going ham on a freaking <laughs> Stromboli. <laughs> Stromboli on the turnpike. That's what I see. <sighs> It's just you. They put the sesame seeds on top. It's so good. <laughs> Nothing compares. I didn't mean to put you on a spot and explain your love for the Sabaro, but I just thought it was funny. It's okay. That's just if someone says the word turnpike, I just see through a Sabaro glass, like a window. You just like just going ham on us. Me a and my happy place on a Stromboli. That's what I see. So yes, but he rolls up to a to a toll booth. Yeah, which. The guy, like, takes his money and then kind of closes the door and just, like, gets down. And he also, he drops the change. Like, pretending to, like, oh, well, I gotta pick up the change. Did you notice that? Oh, I took it as him. He's just like, alright, I'm gonna get down now so no, I don't get caught in the crossfire. that's what he did, but he didn't want Sonny to think it was weird, so he, like, pretend he drops Sonny's change. Hmm. So he's like, oh, I gotta pick up your change. Like, but while he's down there, he stays down. And then, boom. And That's then what happened, I the believe. The car in front of him kind of, like, backs up. And into, Sonny knows. Um, he knows. And then, then a car comes in behind him and boxes him in. And Sonny knows. He's like, all right. Yeah, he's like, this isn't right. He tries to get out of the car, but immediately they blow through the windows of the toll booth. The people in the car blow. It's like, a, yeah. dude, they brought like 10, 11 guys to bring down like one. And they've all got Tommy guns. I literally wrote down Tommy, Tommy guns. Because the noise. They they, as they say, fill him with lead. He gets yeah. lit up. Yeah. Actually, they didn't, they I think it's a little ridiculous that he got out of the car because it's like... It is a little ridiculous. Huh? Yeah, because it's like you would have been dead. Yeah. It is a little ridiculous he got out of the car. Yeah. Because he's, he, he's already been getting lit, lit up for 30 seconds and then he gets out of the car. Yeah. They, would, they just wanted to show you like... And then he's laying there, clearly dead, and they, and one of the guys is like... Boop, they just, boop, boop, they just yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. Spray him again and I guess, kick him in the face. Because I guess last time... When they hit veto, they didn't. They, they used pistols and didn't think that was enough. So this time they're using Tommy guns to just clarify, hey, we're going to kill him this time. Well, and something we failed to mention was after the whole hospital scene, um, I think it's Tom says, yes, 
four o'clock, four a.m. We hit Bruno Tatalia, basically saying that like Sonny flew off the handle and yes, and and hit Bruno Tatalia, which like was not the smart thing to do. But mm-hmm. of course, it's Sonny. It's Sonny, so we did it. So I think this is also partly, um, you know, getting back for that. Because Bruno Tatalia was basically Sonny of the Tatalia family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was uh, like Mr. Tatalia's like, son. Yeah. Um, and I, I literally wrote this in my notes. Sonny has gunned down a lot. In all a caps. lot. And it's on all caps. Yeah. Um, but with the, yeah, with the Tommy guns, that's kind of a, that's a big scene as well. It is. But they just keep lighting him up. And then, yeah, they kick him in the head and that scene ends. Um, in this, like, Really, like, pretty good scene, honestly. Vito comes in, and Tom's sitting alone drinking. And he's like, my wife's crying upstairs. There's cars. There's a lot of cars downstairs. He's like, what? Like, come on, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, something's going on. He knows something's going on. And he's on. like, and you're, you you wanted to come talk to me, but you had to have a drink before you're doing so. He literally just, like, inferred, but somehow, like, nailed it. Like, yeah. everything that was happening. But Smart man. It's very intuitive. Yeah. And he's like, but you had to have a drink first. And Tom's like, yep. I did need a drink. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's like, well, you've had your drink now. Yep. So tell me what's up. And he tells him that his son's dead. Sonny's dead. And this is another time Vito gets emotional. And and he says, this war stops now. Yeah. He says, this war stops now. And And surprisingly, he says, there'll be no acts of vengeance. Very surprising to me. I thought they were going to actually line those streets with blood and lead. But... This is the scene I was talking about in the beginning of the movie where you can see the turn of Vito. In this scene, he's wearing like an old, like, like an old man, like, sweater. Yeah. And he just, I don't know, like the way he walks, like the way he moves. Well, he's, he's also- just old. His hair's all like, it used to be like combed back. Like, yeah. now it's just crazy. I don't know. He's, you can just tell the turn that he's old. Like, the, his. He never hit, fully bounced back. His hit aged him when yeah. he was, the attempt on his life aged him like a lot. Yes. Um, this Absolutely. is the scene where I truly noticed it. Because it's the first time he's like out of bed, I feel like. Yeah, no, yeah. and that's the impression that I get too. Absolutely, it's hard for him to move, move around. Um, Vito calls on the guy from the beginning, the first scene in the movie. He calls on him. Yeah, I'm glad you recognize that's who that was. He calls on him, and in the beginning of the movie, he said, "If so, the service ever comes, spoiler alert. Hey, I need it's, you <laughs> now. Now it's time. Um, because apparently that guy was like a mortician. Yes, because he wanted him to basically." Make Sonny look as good as he could. Because he said, I, want, I don't, I don't want he his said, mother. What do you say? I want you to use all your magical powers. Yeah, he said, I don't want his mother, mother to see him like this. Yeah. And he says, look how they massacred my boy. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, um, but that's a meme on the internet. Really? People like put like a pic, like if there's like a picture, like I forget where I saw it for the first time, but so when he said it, I was like, the meme. Wow. <laughs> I shouldn't have, but that's where he, when he said, look how they massacred my boy, I was like, the meme. There was like, I forget what it was. It was something like, there was, like, I don't remember what it was. It was, like, some sort of news. I feel like it had something to do with... I feel like it had something to do with, like, Batman. It was, like, a picture of, like... It was a picture of Batman in this, like, new TV show that that CW is doing. Okay. And he looks, like, horrible. And someone put, like, a gif. And it was... Look how they massacred my boy. That's, like, where I saw it. Hmm. And it's like, it's Marlon Brando as the Godfather, like, in yeah. the meme? Yeah, and he's saying, like, look how they massacred my boy. Okay. Interesting. Like, do you, do you, do you get it? Because they didn't like the picture of, like, 
they made Batman look stupid in this like new TV show. Gotcha. And they're saying, look how they massacred my boy. So it's like a meme. And ever since then, though, I've seen it. Like, wow. in, like it's always in like the comment section of a Twitter at some point. Like if you click on a tweet and there's like, it's like controversial. That meme's in there somewhere. It's look how they massacred my boy. Interesting. So when he said that, I was like, oh my God, the meme. I I never met I never I've connected never that it was Marlon Brando. I've never heard or it. any like that's really surprising. To me. That, that's that, that's a meme. Yeah. Look how they masquerade my boy. Yeah. Anyway, so I had to write that down because it's like the meme. <laughs> the meme. Um, the meme. I never connected that with him, either. Um, but the 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 next scene I have and I might be skipping on because I didn't write a lot down. But the families meet. So quickly they right have before their that quick meeting. Quickly right before that we cut yeah. back to Italy. Um, oh, that's Don Tomasino is basically telling Michael, like, it's not safe here anymore. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we got to move you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, like, Michael's inside packing his bags so that him and his wife can leave. Um, and when he comes out, she's in the car and she's like, I'm going to drive to meet you. Because there's scenes before where he's teaching her how to drive a car. Yeah. Um, and like I said, honestly, a large section of the movie, and I think it eats a lot of the runtime, is Italy. Yeah. Is is his time in Italy, and for some reason, we're in there for so long. I think this is where I noticed the time for the first time. So I'm not going to lie. Up until now, gee, the movie had me, like, and I was escaped, like I talked about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I wasn't noticing time. The minute we, like, start these Italy scenes and this whole, like, middle section, the second act, if you want to call it, mm-hmm. leading into the third, I was like... All right, like, come on, movie. You yeah. had me. Let's like go. And I don't think yeah. it never had me again, unfortunately. Mm. I think it lost me. I think the first act was so so freaking good, and then it lost me. Like mm. after the restaurant scene, I don't think it ever like recovered. There was a scene. There's there's two scenes at the end that I was gonna say. I feel like it picks back up. There's two scenes at the end that really pull me in, and it's a scene with Michael and Carlo, and then it's the ending. Those are the two scenes that I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Other than that, I don't think the movie ever had me again. So not even during the baptism. That was a good scene, but I wouldn't say it had me. Like, I was mm. I was still like, all right. The mm. Italy part dragged for me. Like, I think this is why the movie's so freaking long. Because we spend so much time in Italy. Interesting. Maybe they should have done a mid-movie crawl. <laughs> Michael's in Italy. A wall? Uh, yeah, a wall. They should have done a <laughs> mid-movie crawl, and it just says, Michael's in Italy. He gets married. Yeah. He, Briefly. He goes to leave. Briefly. Because as, basically as his right, new yes. wife. So... Michael kind of puts it together real quick. She's in the car, and his bodyguard is, like, leaving. And when he's like, yo, where are you going? He kind of looks at uh, Michael's wife, and then he, like, runs. And then he re- he's like, no, no, no. And she starts the car, and it blows up. It was Yeah, basically a car bomb. It was meant for him, but unfortunately, she decided she wanted to surprise him by driving the car. And she dies. Uh, I mean, at least it was... If it was Michael, the family would have been... I think Corleone's, that was the end of the Corleone's. Michael dies there. Absolutely. So, I don't know. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks, though, because she was nice. And now his wife, I mean, that's his wife. I mean, he fell in love in Italy. I mean, and then she is now dead. Yeah. That was a big shocker. Yeah, didn't didn't see that coming. No. No, did not see that coming. So, yes, and at this point, Vito, so now we Vito does Michael's set up home. Yeah. a meeting with the heads of the five families. And basically, the goal for Vito is to make peace. Yes. That's the whole goal. Yes, because Sonny has died. Um, yes. Speaking well, and of Sonny. I guess... Oh, go ahead. Well, no. So, I was just going to say, like, Sonny dies. 
there's an attempt on Michael's life. So Ooh. I feel like this is one more shot at trying to, like, get rid of the Corleone family. Because, yeah. like, like we tried to kill Vito. That didn't work. But, like, clearly he's kind of, like, semi-retired now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So I, I have know. a quick nugget. Let's hear it. My last nugget. Oh, no. Because we're nearing the... I guess we're on the third act? Yeah, I think we're, like, about to start it. Yeah. Because um, I'm on my last page of notes, which is usually where I'm like, all right. Like, this is all I got left. Okay. So I was like, all right, so going to drop my last one. Um, Al Pacino, James Caan, and Diane Keaton were paid $35,000 for their work on this film. Are you serious? Now, that, now I mean, that that is, uh, I mean, that's that's money, but for an actor, oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. No, it's, it's low crazy, as hell. Like, considering <laughs> actors nowadays get millions of dollars Millions of dollars per movie. Yeah. And especially for the late, like Al Pacino today, if he did this movie with as much like time as he had in like pretty much the main character, yeah, m- million if not more. I like, wonder if they get like royalties off of the movie though. I don't think so. I don't think sole actors can. The like Francis does. Francis Ford Coppola does. Interesting. But I don't think they do. That would surprise me if they do. I don't know. I just thought that was so weird. Yeah. Thirty-five thousand dollars. God, that's crazy. James Caan, Al Pacino, and Diane Keaton. Thirty-five thousand dollars. Wow. Crazy to me. Now, granted, like, that still would have been a lot of money. I'll take $35 right now, but, like, right. but... In the for... 70s, that probably would have been closer to maybe, like, $100,000. I was going to say that today, yeah. Maybe? But still, $100,000 is still... Compared to the millions they make today? Compared to every single movie an actor probably gets. As long as you're, like, a lead, a million bucks. Yeah. Easy. Without a question. Yeah. Or a million or more. Yeah. Some people get like twelve million per. I mean, right, right. I want to say like Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man was like ten million a movie or something. It was something ridiculous. Like, yeah, it was something crazy like that. Like for RDJ for, Iron, for Iron Man, thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my last nugget. <sighs> wow, that is actually crazy. Yeah, I thought it was pretty crazy. Oh my goodness, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. Holy crap. Hmm. So back into the movie, yes. the last nugget or the next nugget, not last, the la- that was my last nugget. But the next note I have is that the Corleone family is relocating to Nevada. Well, before that, I'm sorry. Th- you know what's really funny? This what? is what every episode of Cinderella's before this one. This is what happens: is you to say like, "Oh, I got this next," and I'm like, "Whoa, hold on!" Like you know that happens. Hold like, on. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Gert, like slow your roll. <laughs> I have like. Eight more notes before you get to that. Yeah, let me see. Uh, but, no, I'm sorry. You go ahead, sir. Yeah. You go uh, ahead. So I'm jumping ahead. Vito sets up a meeting with the heads of the five families. And basically, it's like you said, to make a peace. But while we're there, we meet Barzini. who is. So we know Tataglia is a family. The Barzinis are another family. And he ultimately... Um, says that, you know, he, he basically does the same thing that the Tatalias were saying. That's like, Corleone, you have the politicians in New York and like, we need those. And ultimately it's decided that narcotics are permitted, but it will be controlled. Um, yeah. Vito's to give protection in the East. Uh, and then him and Tatalia make sense or, uh, make, make peace. And Vito's basically says... Michael's coming home. Uh, I swear on my grandchildren, I won't be the first one to break the peace, but I'm very superstitious. 
And if something was to happen to Michael when he would come home, I'm going to take it as one of the men in this room caused it to happen. Oof. Um, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. But the meeting is huge because when they leave, Vito has figured out that it was Barzini all along pushing for the narcotics. And he was using Tataglia and the Salazzos as basically a cover. Um, yeah. Right. And so, like, that that's a big kind of plot twist because we realize this whole thing with the Tataglias was basically Barzini pulling the strings, and that's what he wanted. Because pulling takes... the strings? Yeah. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's what we talked about it earlier in the intro of the movie. Yes. The... With the... Yeah, the, puppet the, the marionette things. thing. Yeah, so... Um, kind of cool. So, we find out that the Barzinis are basically, like, the big players in this and that's kind of who's behind all of this whole war that's been going on um they've manipulated this war right um michael visits kate and she's at school she's a teacher and he kind of just shows up and she asks him like well how long have you been home and he says you know for about a year um now, was he lying or is he being serious? I think he's being serious. Okay. I think this is so we, jump we in jumped time. in time, but we just don't realize. It was a very discreet, like, the newspaper clippings told me we were jumping in time, I guess. Yeah. This didn't, and I right. didn't know if he was, like, lying to her or is he being serious. You know what I mean? But if it was a time jump, it was a time jump. I just didn't I, catch that, I guess. I, you know, so I really don't know, but I'm assuming it was a time jump because they're walking and talking, and he's telling her that he's joined the family business. Um, yes. That... You know, and she said, basically, he's like, but your father's a bad man. And he's like, yeah, basically, yeah. Yes. He And he's telling her that in five years, though, the business will be completely legit. Um, yeah. And ultimately tells her that, you know, he loves her and he wants to marry her and he wants them to have a family. And she kind of just like all right and yeah, but i mean basically yeah get in the car and they like leave and that's that and she's like his wife now it's very it's it very is sudden really sudden i didn't really i weird. didn't it, i almost didn't like process what happened and then like there's like a, a random little boy like in a couple scenes later and it's yeah. like what is no, happening very quickly like, like all of a sudden they have a son there's together. like random time jumps that i guess they just don't acknowledge you just have to kind of go with it well so part of me was wondering like is he doing this because he sees, like, as, like, uh, a man in his position, like, he needs to have a family, like, for appearances type thing? Maybe. Is it, like, true love? Like, I don't understand. You know what I mean? I was kind of kind of trying to figure that out. Sure. Because, um, like, your other wife just got blew up about a year ago. Like, you know, I think it would take a little longer to get over that. You you would think. Yeah. One would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Clemenza, so basically at this point, Michael is now acting boss. Um, I I, I kind of wrote it, it, if this is the scene that I talked when I that I think that I that I wrote down that I tried to break up is that they're relocating to Nevada. Yes. And Michael sitting in that chair. You mentioned it before we started. Yes. I wrote Michael is the Godfather. Yes. Because in this scene, he just kind of I just feel like he's channeling his dad. I don't know, you know. Well, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so he... they're going to Nevada, Las Vegas, more specifically. Mm-hmm. Clem- um, Clemenza and Tessio kind of a basically want to start their own family to stand up against Barzini because basically they're saying like we need to get some guys together and gather some muscle and start a family so that we can stand up to Barzini or else he's gonna like basically rub us all out 
Oh, um, no, yeah. And Michael... Which, they're not wrong. No, they're not. And and Michael basically, as you said, basically, he says, okay, that's cool, but you gotta wait until after we move to Nevada. Yes. And so, Dude, I think... If you don't mind, do you wanna go on a quick break? Sure. Let's go on a quick break. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. We'll pick right back up. All right. So, all right. So, we're back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Yep, yep. Quick break. Uh, sorry for that. I know it was instant, but we are back. And what we were talking about was basically, this is kind of the scene where it is very apparent Michael is now the acting boss. Um, yeah. The acting, <clears throat> the acting Don, as it were. Yeah. So... Like I was saying, Clemenza and Tessio are asking to start their own family. Michael basically says, yes, but you need to wait. And they don't want to wait. Because in their mind, in six months from now, like it's going to be too late. So yep. they ask Vito. And Vito basically says, like, if you respect me, like, you know. He basically says, like, it, it's not my decision. Like, yeah. Like, if this is what Michael thinks is the right thing to do, then, like, that's what the right thing to do is. And in this scene, Michael tells Tommy's out. Yes, yeah, he does. And he says, and who's a better, like, counsel than my dad? Yeah. So basically that means Vito's going to be... Consigliere. Yeah, he's going to be like the, what did you call it in the beginning? The consigliere? Yeah, that's where you call it, like, a different word. But yeah, okay. Basically that is, like, he's going to be, like, his, instead of Tom... The family attorney. I instead mean... of Tom to Vito, it's going to be Michael to Vito. Do you know what I mean? Like, that sort of thing. Or Vito, Vito to Michael. Michael, yeah. As the, like... Almost like your hand, like your right-hand man, kind of yeah. like that sort of thing. Um, your advisor. Yeah, and Tom, he tells Tom he's out. Yeah, and he says, and it's no reflection of you, Tom. You know, it's not because, like, you suck or anything. It's just that, like, <laughs> yeah. I think my dad would, would serve better in this role. Sure. Which, honestly, I think was a wise move. It is wise. I mean, who wouldn't want to pass Godfather being your advisor, though? He probably's right. got the best advice. He's lived it and done it. And done it. So why wouldn't you want him? And he's your dad as well. Right, right. <laughs> you know, just to sweeten the deal. Just to sweeten the deal. Yeah. So uh, the next nugget, the note, I keep saying nugget. Next note I have is that Michael and Tom arrive in Las Vegas. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. To, welcome to Las Vegas. No, Hunter, that, that's, that is my next note as well. Yeah. Yep. We've been to Vegas, haven't we, Gene? A couple times. <laughs> I've only been once, yeah. but. Yeah. So we arrive, they arrive in Vegas and they meet Fredo there. Yes. Their brother. Fredo receives them. Fredo's... He looks like he lives in Vegas. <laughs> he, yeah. He's dressed like he is in yeah, Vegas. He's got like a weird like handkerchief thing he's tied around these, his like, neck. He's got these sunglasses that kind of just look like Elvis kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Um, They meet Mo Green. Well, yes. Right? I, I just wanted to point out... No, they do meet Mo Green. Okay. I want to point out that... So, Fredo tries to receive them into Vegas. And they go into their suite at the resort... And he's, like, kind of got this big, like, party planned. He's got a band. He's got all these girls. And he's got these drinks. And Michael's basically just, like, tell them all to leave. Basically. Yeah, like, I'm here for one night. Like, I'm here to do business. I'm not here to part, to, like, to mess around and Dude, take yeah. off. I wrote down in this scene, Michael means business. <laughs> yeah. He ain't messing around. No, he and he's 100% there. And he, and he basically tells... Um, Mo, Fredo. He, well, he tells Fredo that yeah, like I'm here to make Mo an offer, and he's like, whoa, like Mo never said anything to me about uh, wanting to sell the casino. Like, well, are you sure? Like, blah blah blah. And he's basically just like, yeah. And then he turns to guess who it is, Johnny Fontaine. Um, yep. 
And he's basically like, you know, uh, uh, we think a huge part of the entertainment industry um, will... will, will, That's what he says. He says, we think the entertainment industry will be huge for getting people to come to the casino and gamble. Before he's even made a deal with Mo Green, he tells Johnny Fontaine... We want you to sign a contract to make five appearances a year. What kind of what kind of name is Mo Green? <laughs> so I actually really thought funny. about it's really it. It's really kind of fun to say though. Mo Green, like say it really fast. Mo Green, but it's like <laughs> like like Mo Money. You know what I mean? Mo like, Money, Mo Problems. Yeah. That's kind of what I was like. Is that what they were going for? Like Mo Mo Green. He's like, do and, you know who I am? Yeah, I'm Mo. And the the thing is, is like Green's like money, so it's like Mo Green. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, I wonder if that was intentional. <laughs> Uh, right over oh my, my head. Right over my head. I missed completely what you were saying. It's like a giant antenna. Oh, my God. For any of our antenna. seasoned listeners. Season listeners. Go back to the, If you don't know what we're talking about, go to the Ghostbusters episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, You'll quickly learn. It was quite a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of my favorite in the podcast, though. It's, it's, it's great. so good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's funny. Um, but but yes. Mo yells at Michael, just like you said. Like, Mo agree, like he yells at him and says, like, do you know who I am? Right. So, after and the contract, how Michael with, sits there just... Cool, calm, and collected. Cool, calm, and collected. If it was sunny, Sonny would get up and slap him across the face or something crazy, you know, yeah. or kill him. So, so Mo comes in, and Michael immediately is just like, "Yeah, the Corleone family wants to buy you out." And he's like, "Uh, I should be buying you out. You don't like buy that. me out. I buy you out." Uh, he's like, "You think you can come in here?" And he basically tells him like, "I can make a deal with the Bar- Barzinis and keep my hotel and keep my hotel, yeah, or casino, hotel or casino, whatever it is, yeah." yeah. Um, and so Michael, like like you said, Mo gets all mad and yells at him, and Michael he gets like, all in his face. Yeah, and Michael's like, "All right, well, think about a price." And then he storms out of there. Yeah, and and shortly after that, Michael kind of has a telling two to Fredo in this scene to don't ever like betray the family. Take sides again. with anyone. Yeah, he's like, "I love you, my brother, family. but also you're my older brother." It's almost yeah. kind of a threat. A uh, threat. Yeah, because he's just like you are my brother, but however, the don't family comes first. Do that again. <laughs> yeah. Um. um oh. <laughs> um. Uh, Michael K and their boys. The next thing I had, they go to the they go to the house. Um, to see Vito. That's the next thing I. That's the next nugget I have. Note or do something for that. So what? They go. What they now? go to the house to see Vito, and Vito and the son are playing in the yard. Or do you have something before that? Yes. Okay. They, uh, so like, like I said, if I got something, go ahead. Playing in the yard. Michael and Vito were kind of talking, and okay, Vito's yeah. telling them, you know. Uh, I'm getting older, you know, I'm drinking more wine, blah, blah, blah. But he's basically giving him, him the keys to the castle. like. Well, yeah, and he's telling him advice, too, because he's basically using his experience to say, Barzini's going to move against you, and the way he's going to do it is he's going to get somebody you trust to set up a meeting, and they're going to guarantee your safety, and at that meeting, you'll be killed. You'll be killed. And so they talk some more again, and then right before Vito leaves, he says, whoever approaches you to meet with Barzini is going to be the rat. Um, and then, yes, we cut to the scene where Vito's kind of playing with his grandson in the garden. They're playing with the... Yes, and because Michael Kay and, and him go to see him, and they're playing in the yard, and this was so surprising for me, this scene. Really? And I, I thought if Vito was going to go, it was going to be... Like, the beginning scene. He gets absolutely just... Yeah. Like, like what happened to Sonny? Like, just okay. lit up. Blown away. Uh, but as he's playing with his grandson, he, he's, like, coughing while it's happening. And then all of a sudden, he... Did he have a heart attack? That's what I inferred. Is okay. That he has I assumed it was. But Vito collapses right then and there in the yard. And yeah. the son... The grandson's just kind of, like... Uh-oh. And he just kind of runs and goes yeah. into the house. And 
That was that was very. I wrote Vito dies question mark. So I was like, because again, he's a hard man to kill. Yeah. But this time, I think it was his heart. Um, and so this one, this one, this one was a little shocker because he just you... kind of he just kind of like went and then just you know yeah yeah that's why I thought it was a hard deck because he kind of grabbed him like his self his chest yeah and, and kind of like fell out yeah I was he, curious but, but watching like you this. said that I'm glad you brought the scene with him and Michael talking is because he said I'm getting old you know I'm drinking a lot more you know like that's yeah. a good scene to have before he dies but yeah well and to give him that like final piece of advice Vice. because if not you know it could have gone a lot differently for Michael yeah um. How do you think they filmed that? Do you think that, like, they told that little kid that was going to happen? Yeah. Just, really? The kid's an actor, yeah. Dude, the little kid's like three. Yeah, but, like, he still knows what he's doing there. You think so? Yeah, I, I, No, dude. I genuinely felt like in order to get the reaction they got for him, I don't know this, but that, like... They made it, like, improv almost? Yeah. And, because cause at first he goes up and he, like... He tries to squirt him, like, with the... Because, you know, he's got the watering can that's, like, a weird, like oil gun watering can thing maybe he kisses really and, he, and then he like old. like Vito doesn't move and he's like uh oh and yeah. he kind of like drops it and runs away and I don't it just seemed too real for a three I just don't maybe think a three year old really freaking good actor and you just don't know freaking child prodigy yeah yeah no I thought I regardless I thought it was a well good way to do the scene like yeah, from no. that kid's perspective of like grandpa like hello grandpa you know yeah. what I mean? like that's what well, it's just kind of cool too like I, I feel like there's probably some that would say like that a gangster doesn't want to die that kind of death but i do think like you know he like died playing with his grandson it like, wasn't nice is... it's better than what how sunny died for yeah sure yeah that's for sure i would say i agree with you like it's not a gang it's not a mobster's death right but it's a it's the death of like an old man yeah so does that make it better maybe yeah because it's just like it's just like normal <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um for an old man, I guess. But, yeah. So, so right I before f- he... What's up? Ooh, you got a nugget? No, 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 no. I'm out of nuggets. You go ahead. So, there's a theory in The Godfather that oranges represent death. And this is the only scene that came to mind when I read this. Um, because before Vito... Because basically what he does is he puts, like, this orange peel in his mouth. Kind of like teeth. Yeah. You know, like, we've all bit on the orange wedge and, like... Argh. Yeah. Um, And he's, like, wants to, like to like play like he's monster or whatever with the grandkid and like he's like chase me but there's a theory that like anytime there's an orange that like a significant death is going to happen really and so i can't i can't think of any other ones but this is the one that came to mind but Hmm. apparently the guy that did the prop design said that because the scenes are always kind of like dark and gloomy that the oranges were supposed to add like pops of color Hmm. it is a very gloomy movie we talked about that before we started yeah um yeah, it is very gloomy, but I really did like the scene, this scene where he, like, dies, because yeah. it's just, like, a grandpa playing with his grandson. Like, yeah. it's not anything crazy, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a nicer way to go than Sonny, like we said. Mm-hmm. Or how he almost died in the beginning of the movie. Getting shot in the back. Yeah. Down, you know what yeah. I mean? So, so, what you got next? Because I think I'm going to skip ahead again. <laughs> so you just go ahead well I just said uh, so we kind of go to the funeral okay I have the funeral next alright so the talk funeral, to me about the funeral the funeral for Vito yes I thought it was like honestly kind of depressing like you're in this giant cemetery but then like there's like an overpass in the background right so like yeah you're just I, I don't know I just thought there was something really it's, sad it's interesting I- imagery yeah really sad about this like 
big cemetery in the middle of this giant metropolis. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just was like... No, it is sad. I, yeah. It is. Yeah, and I don't know if it was meant to be that way or if it's I, my own personal, like, values I, of... Or, I think I think it's supposed to. I think... Because it, it hit me. This, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I was just like... I think that's, it's, that's weird. Maybe we're just... I don't know. Maybe we just thought the same thing or yeah. they meant it. I don't know. But it's an interesting imagery. Do you know what I mean? To see both of them, like... Like, here's this cemetery and then boom, there's that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because my first thought was, like, who would want to be buried there? I don't know. But I guess when Vito you live... Corleone, when you, right. Well, well, I guess when you live and, like, your whole life in the city like that, like, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just weird. proves you're a country, country, I, country, <laughs> country, country, country guy. Good old North Kakalaki. Yeah. Um, and I thought also... Right after this, the baby, <laughs> the the baby is is baptized, christened. Yes. However, we're well, gonna. I did it again. You you did, did it, it again. again. Um. At the funeral. Um, okay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like everybody's kind of paying their respects and putting like roses on um, Vito Corleone's coffin, right? And Barzini comes up, he puts his rose on, and he kind of looks at Michael and gives him like a nod. But then he walks away and he's almost celebrating because in his mind, like. The Vito dawn is, is finally dead. gone, right? Yeah. And he's not outright celebrating, but just the look on his face. Like, he's smiling, he's shaking hands it's with almost, people. It's almost like, I won. He's, you know, like... He's networking, right? Like, the Corleones are done. I've won. Now I can consolidate power. Um, it's over it's, for them. And it's at the funeral that Tessio um, comes up and he says, Mike, can I talk to you for a minute? And he basically says that Barzini wants to meet with you, uh... I can provide protection. We can set it up on my ground, and I'll have guys to guarantee your safety. Which At is... the funeral of Vito, who just told him, who just told him, it's like part. It's perfect storytelling, honestly. Yeah. And uh, Thomas sitting beside Michael, and he basically says, like, uh, he always thought it would be Clemenza, and Michael's like, no, it's the smart move to make. Tessio was always the smart one. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, I can see it. Like, looking back in the movie that it was him. Hmm. I can see it. Hmm. Like, it doesn't surprise he, me too much. He reminds me... I don't know who he reminds me of. But you know the he actor that played... Who? I, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of, like, a younger version of, like... Like, Alfred. But, like, specifically... Alfred the butler? Yeah, but, like... Tessio? Yeah, but specifically, like, Michael Keaton's Alfred. I don't know why, but he <laughs> reminds why. me of, uh... I, if the he's weird who I'm thinking uncle of. from, uh, yeah, he he either he, he it's like a kind of like a combination between Lurch from the Adams family, okay, and then Uncle Ed or Uncle Ed or whatever it is, the oh. weird bald white guy with the dark circles around his eyes. Like if you combine Lurch and him, you get Tessio. Tessio, yeah. yeah. I said te- I almost said Tessio. Tessio, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know hmm. what it is about that, but he that's what he does. Interesting. Um. So yes. Next nut, what you got next? Um well, so um I'm trying to think of I got to read my notes here because as I always don't excuse the over. page flipping on Simmer Bros. <laughs> okay, yes. So we had the baptism. Yes, that's what I got I just next. Just want to make sure we didn't skip something. Baby is 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 being baptized, right? And because 
Connie and Carlo asked Michael to be godfather to their son. Yes. Godfather. Interesting. <laughs> weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Godfather? Isn't that weird? Huh. You might as well say, hey, can you be the Don? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, right. So he's asked to be the Godfather. And while this is happening, there basically there's hits coming together. Yeah. Hits are being carried out. So, cause, cause, so at, Michael tells Tom, he's like, after the whole discussion about meeting with Barzini, he mm. tells Tom, well, after the baptism, I'm going to meet the heads of all five families. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, there's like this procession of hits being carried out. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Looks like we might have a visitor at the studio. So basically... What's going on is in this procession of of hits, we have the baptism occurring. Very sorry, everybody. Connie and Carl's son, child. Yes. And yes. the heads of all five families are getting whacked. Yeah. Yes. They're yeah. I mean, we have like all the family heads at once, and they're all killed in different ways. One opens a door, boom, shotgun, gone. Yeah. One's like in one of those spinning doors. Yeah, like a rotating doors and you know, uh-huh. it's they're all in like a different way. One shot going up the stairs by a cop, a guy dressed as a cop. Oh yeah, well yeah yeah yeah. Um, and one guy's laying in bed with his woman and gets one guy's laying in bed and he gets blown away. Oh, and Mo Green and uh, Mo is killed. Yeah, shot through the glasses. That scene always kind of stuck with me. That scene stuck with me. He like put his glasses on to see who was there. Was, who's Koosh? Like yeah, and it goes like like. He was getting a massage? Yeah. Yeah. It made me... And, like, I, I don't know. It's kind of, like, graphic, right? But, like, the glasses he put on would have had to have had some sort of, like, thing rigged to them. Because after the lens breaks, like, all this blood starts coming out of his eye. The and blood looked so freaking fake. Really? It looked like Kool-Aid to me. Dude, it looks so bad. That's the only thing I did not like about the whole hits and, like, bat, bat, baptized scene. I was like, dude, the blood. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It was clearly, it was clearly like time to. It was like, all right, go, and it like squirted it out, and it looked like like red Kool Aid or like Seven Up or like something. What like- I will say too, he gets like shot, in the, like he like lifts his head up because right, he's laying on his stomach on a massage table, and he lifts yeah. his head up, puts his glasses on, he gets shot, all his blood starts coming out, and then he just like lays his head back down. It's it, like it, it's it, not like it just like it should dies. like slump, yeah. But instead, he's like. Back to sleep. Like, yeah, no, it's really it weird. Back to sleep. <laughs> so I didn't, love the, I didn't love the Mo Green thing. Didn't love it. Because okay. it, it was very weird. That's fair. Because like you said, the head thing was weird and the glasses thing was Well, I thought like, the glasses cool. thing was kind of no, cool. No, it was cool. Okay. But the blood was horrible. Well, it is 1972. Uh, come on. That, I mean, but the blood. <laughs> oh my God. That, that. <laughs> Nicholas literally <laughs> almost fell out of his chair. <laughs> Like if we had a camera, that'd be one of the best podcast episodes or <laughs> podcast moments, other than the antenna, was me. Just dude, if I would have fell, but that would have been fun because it would have been. Yeah, there would have been a loud thud. Yeah, I was on my try. I got really annoyed about the blood. Anyway, the blood didn't look real to me. It looked so freaking fake, and that just did it for me. I'm like, nah, don't love the blood. Stupid. But yes, Mo was killed. So many hits at once. And I, I just, just like wrote, that. I just wrote, Michael... down, I just wrote down 
Mike wants a new has a has, is doing business. Yeah, <laughs> Michael's is taking care of business. When I feel like all like, the family hits at once, wow! I can't really put my finger on it too, but something about all of that being done during the baptism. You know, at first I'm like, well, this gives him an alibi. Like he's clearly at the baptism, he can't do this. But part of me is like, like this is a pretty big deal. Like he kills the heads of all five families at once, but then it's like he's being baptized at the same time to like absolve him of that yeah sin of that like, crime. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting symbolism, isn't it? Yeah, it's because as these people are all being so like it's a very like I would say orthodox like Italian Catholicism. You know, it's not like. They just sprinkle some water on this baby's head. Like there's it's a very intricate. Speaking in Italian, going through all of these rituals and right. over the hits is the like priest kind of speaking is the Italian. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Um, I don't know. I think it's really cool, kind of how it's done. It's interesting symbolism. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Michael. Other than the Mo Green scene, I thought it was consolidates perfect power. Um. Yes. Oh, yeah. I said, like I said, Michael's got a new way to do business, and he's taking all the family heads at once. Yeah. Was it all at once, or was that just how it was clipped together in the movie, or did it all no, happen? No, you have to do it all at once. That's it, true because they'd find out about yeah, right, you're right to kill a boss like that is huge. You're right. Um, and so you'd have to do it all at once, or else it would not work. Because once one <sighs> boss gets killed, especially a second boss, the other bosses are ghosts, dude. They're they are disappearing. Yeah. And, so as not to meet the same fate. Um, so, right. After all that, all of the family heads are gone. Michael just absolutely, I don't know. Dad's so, on the haters. I don't, <laughs> he just like claimed his spot as like the godfather. Like, that's like the scene for me where I was like, all right, so he yeah. ain't messing around, you know? So this is the, this is the one part that is weird to me, right? Because he kills all the heads of the families but then Tessio shows up to take him to meet with Barzini. But, like, shouldn't Tessio know that Barzini and all the other heads of the families have been killed? I don't know. Unless he, like, got up that morning and knew what he was going to do, like, to go get him. And, like, thought, like, yeah, he's, I guess we're, he's going to get him no matter what. Like, he doesn't, he hasn't talked to Barzini this morning yet. Yeah, you know? I guess not. So he just, like, drives over, like, all right, I'm going to drive and, to Barzini. And maybe it's, like, simultaneous. Like, it's happening. Like, Michael's supposed to be there, but instead he's at the baptism. Right. Because he, we don't actually see Michael in this scene. He shows up. Yeah, and Tom, right. uh, one of the guys actually whacks one of the bosses comes up. And, like, I don't, I've never seen this guy until this part in the movie, This the later part. Um, basically says, like, uh, you're going to go with these guys and we're going to follow you in a second car. Mm-hmm. And Tessio's like, well, that messes up all my plans. Like, yeah, I bet it does. Yeah, right. Um, and then Tom's like, I'm actually not going to come either. And then these guys kind of all circle around. And that's when he realizes that, like, they figured him out. Because mm-hmm. he looks at Tom and he tells Tom, he's like, tell Mike it was only business. Right. Yeah. I thought I thought that was a kind of a like a cool line. Like mm-hmm. just at that moment, it was just kind of perfect. Yeah, because because basically before that, he asked Tom, he's like, "Can you get me off the hook for old time's sake?" And Tom's yep. like, "Can't do it. Can't do it this time. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. You know, like that's kind of that sort of thing." Yeah. Yep. And that's when he's like, "Tell Mike it was only business. I always liked him." Yeah. But well, you betrayed the family. Don't know what to tell you, dude. Yeah. Um. My next note, and I might be skipping ahead again, so just no, let me know, think, is Mike pays a visit to Carlo. 
Well, so he tells Carlo. Sweet Carlo. Yeah, he said, uh, we got to go to to Nevada. Like, I need you to come with me. Yep. And basically, I, like, knew that something was going on. Like, I thought that it was, like, too convenient. Like, how would they have known Sonny was there? But we basically find out through Michael that Carlo was the reason Sonny died. Doesn't surprise me at all. Like, as we said, like, eight times in this podcast episode, Carlo was a turd. So, doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yes. Um, but, yeah, we find out it was him. And Michael wants him to admit it, though. Like, he's like, tell me. Yeah. And he does. He says... It was Barzini. Says, and he said, which... Who was it? Yeah. And he said it was Barzini. So, which I feel like Michael knew that. He just wanted that Oh, no, absolutely. I think he knew. He just wanted... He just wanted Carlo to tell him. Yeah. And, ca- and in case you forgot, because there's a lot of characters. I know I did. Carlo is Connie's husband. Yeah. So, Michael's brother-in-law. Yes. He, yes. And... Sorry, brother-in-law. He goes out to the... What's well, really funny because he... I'm talking to Carlo. <laughs> he gives Carlo these tickets and he said, you're going to go out to Nevada. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm not going to make my sister a widow, you know. You're good, man. Yeah. Like, I just don't insult my intelligence because it really... Yeah. So... But he doesn't. Yep. He basically gets killed the same way that... What's his name? In the beginning? Polly? Paul... No. First Luca? one who was ever killed. Yes. Luca? He's got to kill all he was. With the garrote? I think that's how you say it. Yeah, just like a little tight, like, string. Mm-hmm. They choke. He gets in the car and they choke him out. And yeah. Michael just stands there like the Godfather, unbothered about what that his brother in laws you know, because he was a turd. Mm-hmm. Clemens <laughs> is in the back seat and he's like, "Hello, Carlo." Yeah, literally. Yeah, and then he's dead. And uh, dude, he like kicks out the windshield in his struggle of being. I thought strangled. that was really good, actually. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. Right, because I feel like at that moment you're gonna try and fight as hard as you can. To not die. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just your instinct. Your human instinct. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I, I word again, Michael is the godfather. Just like him standing there like, yep, this is happening. And it's cool. You know, like that's yeah. just godfather to me. Yeah. Um, and Connie comes in to yell at Michael in the next note I have. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's like him. screaming at him. Yeah, she knows it's him. Why, why is she upset? I know it was her husband, but dude. What? Well, did, what he's, a he's also like the, the father of her child and... She makes a yeah, point to say, that. like, you are, you are like, the godfather to our son, and you killed Carlo. Yeah. Michael, again, is emotionless in this scene. Oh, dude. I'm convinced he does not have a heart. He may be a sociopath. Maybe. Maybe you have to be the godfather. I mean, honestly, you probably do. Hey, I, right? think, I think I his dad like he... was kind of heartless. Yeah. Except for that cat, I think. <laughs> the, like, you know what I mean? the cat and Michael were clearly the only things he ever cared He about. never talked about his mama, Carly, ever. No. You barely see her in the movie. The wedding scene's the most you see her. Yeah. You never see mama, Carly. There's that. She briefly makes an appearance at the baptism. And she briefly makes an appearance when Connie calls him. Yeah. Carlo, like, beat yeah. her up. That's, like, the only time you see mom, mama, Carly, Carly, Um... And... Basically, he's, he, like, escort, like, gets one of the guys to, like, take Connie out of there. Take Connie out of there. she's going crazy. And then Kay asks him to tell him about his affairs. And he's like, I told you never to ask me about my business. And she's, like, kind of keeps bugging him. And he's like, just this once. And yeah. And, and she's he's like, like, is it true? And Michael's stone face, like, lies. No. No. <laughs> I mean, in a way, he didn't kill Carlo. Clemenza did. But... 
come on. Right? I, I, don't, like, I don't accept that. And she's like, oh, good. Like, oh, oh thank God. God. But I feel like in his mind, that's how he's justifying it. Oh, sure. Definitely. And like you said, if he's a sociopath, then sure. Right. He, like, justifies his... Behavior. Well, I was just baptized. He's able to (laughs) rationalize everything. Right. Um, And and he tells her it's not true. And... She, like, she's so relieved. They hug. I did not expect this to be the end of the movie. I thought the movie was going to end at, like, eight different times, but this is not where I thought it was going to end. It ended in the credits roll, and I was like, oh. Oh, that was it. Because this ending is sweet. I'm just going to say that right now. This ending is so freaking cool. Yeah. So, she goes into another room, like across the hall. And the camera is still, so you can see into the room where Michael is, but you can also see her. Yeah. She's in front of the camera, but he's like far as her. What's that? It's like that office from the beginning of the movie that Vito's in, granting all the favors. The Don office. Like, yeah. You know, and... But it's empty, right? Because they're moving to Nevada. There's no more furniture or anything hardly in there. It is empty, but it's that room. Michael kind of has a meeting. Two people come in, and as she's like making the, there we go again. Dead. Sorry, everybody. Got dogs. They 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 gun <laughs> they gun the bar. Yeah. Um, but guys, this is the important ending. Please. Stop. Jeez, come on. <laughs> um, she's like making drinks, and in the background, <clears throat> in the background, <laughs> this scene is awesome. His in the background. There's a guy come in and he kisses Michael's hand. It's Clemenza. Oh, is it? Yeah. I literally didn't even pick that up. But anyway, yeah. He kisses his hand and says Don Corleone. Yeah. And the movie ends. Oh, well, so it says Don Corleone, and then it kind of pans to Kay, and you can see on her face at that moment she knew. Like, and I interpreted it as no, absolutely. She sees that he is now like this Godfather man, and she knew she sees that he's his dad, basically. Like, in that moment that he's, like, mm. just like his dad. Yeah. Because they just called him... That's, what, that's what they called the dad... They called Vito Don Corleone literally the entire movie. Nobody ever called him Vito. Right. So when they say Don Corleone to Michael, I think on her, for her, she's like, wow. And I think that she also was like, he did kill Carlo. Like, oh, she... Absolutely. Like, she's choosing to believe what he said, but deep down she knows that, like, he is, uh, like, a monster. Dude, I thought that was such a good ending. And then, boom, the credits roll. Right after we're on Kay's face, boom, the credits roll. Yeah. But, no, I, I agree with I you. I literally And got, it's kind of, like, panning got, out as the guy was, like, kissing his hand. I got and chills. Because when you kiss somebody's hand, that automatically means you're, like, yeah. important. And then he says, like, Don Corleone. The minute he said that, I was like, <sighs> I got, like, goosebumps. For the first time in this movie, I got goosebumps. So, like, that's Ooh. so good. Ooh. And then it ended. And I was like, oh. But I was excited because it's just so cool that they called him what his dad was yeah. always called. Yeah. And also that moment with Kay where she's like, he's his dad now. And like, yeah. that's, I mean, Don Corleone, when I think of Don Corleone that name, I just see Vito. You know what I mean? So it's so yeah. cool that they called Michael that right at the end and then boom, it ends. Don Corleone. Yeah. Boom. Ends. That's it's so a, good. I, I mean, so as, good. as far as like endings go, it's I think. It's pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. Like, which is it why wraps like, it up, puts just, a bow on which it. Which is why I was just, like, I don't know if I need to see the second one because that's such a good ending. Like, yeah. I, I just like him being called his dad, and then, like, what his dad was called. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, that echelon of a mob boss, and then that's the ending. I mm-hmm. think that was very well done. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Godfather. That is the Godfather, folks. <laughs> yeah. Garrett, how do you feel? We finally did the Godfather on we Cinema, finally on Cinema did Bros. It. it feels good. It does feel good. Throat hurts a little bit. I feel like I did a lot of talking this you know episode, what's funny? which is... What? All the Star Wars episodes, my throat was like yeah. killing me. And I think I told you that after we wrap. Yeah. And it's funny that yours is. Yeah. Mine hurts like a little bit, but not as bad as it usually does. 
I just tell that I've been talking well, because for like you've got more, two, two and a half hours. You got more of the... Yeah. As I said, you're taking the lead this episode. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad your throat's telling you you took the lead. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, after Star Wars episodes, I was like... Yeah. You know, so... Me, me, me. I, yeah, I, fe- like I a, felt like Vito. Like a lossy? I felt like Vito, yeah. By the end of the episode. By the end of the episode, I'm yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Um, I do think we need like a permanent stash of like lozenges by like our setup. I agree. I agree. So during the episode, you hear like, you're like that's us. Yeah. <laughs> With our like halls. Like, or like <laughs> clicking on our teeth or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's the us. Jolly Rancher. Yeah. <laughs> the Jolly Rancher. All right. Let's do our our, our our dirty laundry at the end of the movie, right? Okay. Uh, our what? Our, our dirty laundry. Okay. We gotta take care of the dirty laundry. Okay, okay. That's a mob term. What's up? So, favorite performance. Let's do that. Okay. <sighs> oh, and then we have to do overall thoughts, favorite performance, and then score. Dude, the favorite performance is actually really yeah. hard because yeah. I'd say out of Robert Duvall, Marlon Brando, and Al Pacino, like it is really hard. All right, but you gotta pick one. Sorry, you have to pick one. Come on. I don't know if it's... Gosh, okay. As much as I like Robert Duvall's performance, I will say that it was either Al Pacino as Michael... Ah, gosh, I don't know. Because even, you know, Marlon Brando as as Vito. Like, I felt like, again, the fact that he was only in this movie for an hour, which is very limited screen time. Very crazy. uh, Yet... Like he still commanded such a like a presence. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Speaks a lot to his role. So is it is it Marlon Brando? It's so hard to not say the Godfather's your favorite in the Godfather, but Right. Like, but I mean Michael's also the Godfather. You know, Vito starts out, Michael ends. So they're both respectively the Godfather, but And as you explained to me, the Godfather Part two really showed you that they they were both the Godfather. Yes. Yes. <sighs> What's your answer? Come on. Uh, it's I'll go Marlon Brando. All right. Yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Let me for the I'm rest- glad that you picked him because, like... The restaurant scene alone. That, that proves our poll, too. 33-33, right? Yeah. We split. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think Marlon Brando did good, but just because of his voice, I cannot give him okay. the best performance. That's fair. But I love that he method acted it, but I just cannot. But I think Al Pacino, who plays Michael Corleone, did the best for me, personally, and he was my favorite character in the movie, so that kind of checks out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Al Pacino. Okay. You want to do score or uh, like just final thoughts? What do you want to do first? To finish it off. Um, let's finish it off with the. Well, let's do score, and then we can kind of finish it off with the thoughts. Score. Yeah. You go first this time. Okay. Well, because okay, so on the Star Wars episodes, you had me go first because my score is gonna be higher than yours, and I was gonna weigh it. Sure. So we'll do opposite, and we'll see where we land. Okay, I'm actually really curious to see what you have. Well, this is your top three favorite movie of all time, so I think this is gonna be your highest score on Zero Bros. You think it is? Yeah. Okay. Nine point two is probably what I'll say. Nine point two. Yeah. So eight points away from a perfect movie. Point eight. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Eight point. Yeah. Eight points away from a perfect movie. Nine point two. Actually, I thought it'd be higher. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I said, like I'm never gonna give um, maybe a nine point five. We'll go with that. But I'm never gonna give a movie a ten. What about nine point nine? (laughs) Maybe. If it's like that good. Yeah. All right. Maybe next week. No, I don't don't know. (laughs) Next episode. Um. What's your final score? I'll give it a nine five. Nine point five. That shout out to you, young Garrett. There you go. Yeah, that's really. uh, You just talked about that movie. On a podcast. Yeah. About movies. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? 
My score is going to be a little lower. I'm sure. I'm prepared. <laughs> but I'm as bracing. I, as I've said during this episode, I think I've said multiple times that I've liked stuff and stuff's been good. Like, don't think I've hated on this movie the entire time. Like, you've heard me say I've liked this scene. The ending was sweet. Yeah. I thought the cinematography was, for the 70s, very good. Yeah. Like I said, that's such a liberty shot. by my favorite shot. What, what was yours? You never told me. You said it was coming up, but you never told me. Oh, no, no, no. The shot where basically Michael is talking about how he's going to kill McCluskey and Salazzo. Oh, um, yes. And the camera is, like, in. slowly zooming in. And then, like, by the time, like, he says, like, and I'll kill them both. Like, you don't even realize it. But all of a sudden, the camera is, like, right on his face. That um, is a good one. And it kind of just hones in and just, like, I don't know. I feel like that's when we are, like, really seeing the turn. It's, like, right in the transition of his. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, right in the transition of, like, his, like, character arc, essentially. Mm-hmm. I thought the acting was good. Yeah. I thought the cinematography was great. Yeah. For the seven, I mean, for the time, obviously. Um, <clears throat> I thought the only, but the problem was, after all of those things that I really thought I, that I liked, I thought there was too many characters to, to keep track of in my head. Okay. Too many names, you know? Yeah. Um, as I said, this is the big one. This is the big thing for me. The, the the entire second act has no ground to stand on, I don't think. Doesn't have a ground to stand on? In my in my opinion, the entire second act has no ground to stand on. Interesting. The, which, that's an entire large part of the movie. I'm saying the entire second act has... N- there's nothing, like, there that I'm like, wow, that's, like... You know what I mean? The second act has, like, nothing... And I want to say the second act starts, like, after the restaurant scene, Right. After Michael drops those two. Okay. I think it starts from there, and it... I don't even know when the third act picks up. When would you say the third act picks up? But... And there's probably some stuff in the second act that I did, did like. I'm just saying, like, compared to one and three, it just... As I said, it took me out of the movie. Mm. The first act, like, after the... Till, till the, like, the restaurant scene, I was so freaking in that I was like, all right, Garrett, like... Yeah. On to something. And that's my favorite part of the movie, the first act. Mm. Third is, like, is pretty good. Yeah. I'd say the first act, if the whole movie was the first act, sure, 9.5. How about that? That's what I'll say. However, okay. the first movie, the whole movie is not the first act. I think it was too long. I think they wasted a lot of screen time okay. in Italy and just kind of like, let's just like make the movie really long. I don't know. I just didn't see a reason for it. Gotcha. And the second act, I think, was just really weak. Mm. And it was just way, way, way too long. And like I said, too many, just too many characters to keep track of for me personally. But that's just me. But that's what my score is, you know. It's me, like my, and I don't like right. being—I don't like being taken out of the movie. It's like when you're watching in the movie theater and the person beside you is playing solitaire and their phone's lighting up. Mm. That's what it felt like to me. Okay. Like, hey, look over here, away from the movie, because you're not interested anymore. Right. It felt like someone's phone rang in the theater. Like the the after the restaurant scene, I was just taken out completely. Okay. Which I don't like, and it ruins the experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I, but I wish I could have kept it in because I wanted to like. Yeah, but you can't for you know what I mean. If it if it didn't right. work for you, it didn't work for you. So I think my score is a six point five. Wow, six point five. I was thinking like a seven something. I I it's six point five seven. I would say okay, a six point five seven. Wow. Um, but then again, yeah, I think it's a six point five or a seven. Okay. Um, I would say closer to a seven, but like, there's just some stuff I just can't get behind. Vito Corleone's voice. Can't get behind that. Okay. Um, it's an icon. Yeah. It is an iconic voice, though. Like, I guarantee you, like, if, like, 
if you like heard that or if somebody just randomly was doing an impression though you'd immediately know who. oh it no was. i would yeah but it's hard to understand for a movie sure um i, I feel bad getting a 6.5 you know i think seven is probably more fair well, I mean, you should rate it based off what your opinion is, not what you... You know what I mean? So, like, You're right. Yeah, so if that's really... If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Just because I super enjoy it doesn't mean that you have to... You know what I mean? It just... It just... It, the second... It's really the second act. That's where I draw, like, that line. Gotcha. And some other things added to it, I think, drop my score. Because, hmm. like, after... Well, I'll say up to the restaurant scene, I was like, all right, like, 8.99. Like, easy. Yeah. Up to the restaurant scene, then it felt it just started to fall apart. But I think that's the problem with having a really long movie is it can fall apart like that yeah. if you're not careful. That's fair. But clearly, I'm only, like a lot. Of, I'm not. You know, I think I'm in the minority of people who don't like The Godfather. Probably. But I do like it. I told you it was good. Right. You just don't love it. I just don't love it. Like it, don't love it. Good, not great. Good, not great. Yeah. I would say that's a perfect way to say it. Good, that's not fair. great. I would say six point five seven range. That's cool. Like I tried to watch it with your sister, and she made it halfway through, and she didn't. Okay. I was just like, I okay. couldn't believe that she didn't like it, but, you know, I guess it's not for everybody. I mean, I did the whole thing, at least. <laughs> yeah, at least you did. I mean, you kind of had an obligation to make it Well, that's thing. true, but I, I'm, i of course, I told you, I'd be happy to watch the second one, although I don't think it was needed. I'm happy to watch it. Yeah. If you do it on the podcast at some point. Apparently, it's like three and a half hours long, though. Ooh. Holy freaking A. Uh, yeah. The third one I hear is not great, um, but I'd love to watch this whole trilogy. You might as well. Um I think they're very interesting movies. I think they're directed well. Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, come yeah. on. Come yeah. on. You can't even, like, touch that. Yeah. He's a master class of a director. Yeah. So, just my little nitpicky problems along with the, the second act for me, I think. Six, five? Or seven? What do you feel? What does Nicholas feel in his <laughs> I don't know. I think I could go with either. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go six point seven. Okay. How about that? A okay. six point, a six point eight. A six, six point eight. eight. Okay. Those extra four points are just respect out of for the movie because I think this like ignited a thing where people were like, okay, so like movies are like you know what I mean like really cool you know what I mean like yeah it's and it's still around today like fifty two years later like wow you know what I mean yeah so out of respect like yeah six point eight okay so six point eight let me do the math. Point two would be seven. So two point. Let me bust out my calculator. Bust out the calculator. Do it. Yeah, um, math is hard. Math is hard. So two point seven. Difference. Yeah. Yeah. So eight point one five. We'll just say eight. You want to round it up? Eight point one, or round it. Do you want to do 8.1, be that specific? <laughs> or do you want to just call it 8? We just call it 8. Call it 8? All right. Because yeah. your original, yeah. original score was 6.5, so we'll just call it 8. 8. That is your... An 8. Cinema Bros. 8 out of 10 is your Cinema Bros score. Score. Um, for The Godfather, 1972. A master class in directing, I believe. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, I think the other downfall for it, for me, as well, is that it was hyped. Like so much. No, I'm sure. If I watched it earlier in my life before it was hyped beyond the point of reason, like at this point when I went in watching it, it was like this. I don't know, like god of movies, where it was like, does it even exist? Like, you know what I mean? So watching it was kind of like I was expecting something that it wasn't. Yeah. And I think that, and that's unfortunate because maybe if I didn't have that, I would have liked it more. 
and that's I feel like that is what it that, is. You that know is I mean? a thing. You know, you set all these expectations. Expectations are a head. huge thing going into movies. Yeah. If you have low expectations, it's better when you're when you have low and you're like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 100%. if you have high, like, and you watch it and you're like, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I've never gone into a movie theater. I'll say this with higher expectations than I went to see the Batman like last year. Mm. Never. I was expecting like one of the greatest superhero movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Luckily, it was. But I was like <laughs> expecting that. So if it wasn't that, I'd have been disappointed. So I'm glad that I loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think the problem with this movie is that I was, you know. Um, really like, expecting a like really expecting a lot yeah so those were my gripes for the movie but as I said my positives are thought it was you know super freaking cool yeah um, I thought it was just I thought it was a but I can't say it's like a nice watch because it it's like all day <laughs> it's like it, a, it was like an all morning affair for me like when yeah. I watched it so you know I ate breakfast when it started and ate lunch when it ended you know what I mean so it's, yes that's fair it's it, it is a, it's a it's a watch that you have to be prepared for I guess yeah like if you're watching The oh, Godfather no, you need to dedicate like yeah. you can't just be like yeah I'm gonna watch it you know yeah um, you gotta make sure it fits on the calendar <laughs> yeah yes um, had a great time talking with it with you oh yeah who is as I said the don of Godfather knowledge <laughs> and I'm glad you could talk about all your love for it and we have this podcast where you can do that because that's how I felt with Star Wars and I hope you felt that like yeah way you know what I mean because I yeah. think it's pretty cool Oh, you guys heard how much Garrett loved it. I definitely did. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, it was uh, really fun. I enjoyed talking about it. I enjoyed talking about it, too. It's, it's, I will say, I'm happy to check it off my... I have a watch list on Letterboxd. A lot of you film people will probably use it. Okay. To keep track of movie watch lists and what you've watched and stuff. So they'll be like, hey, have you seen this? You can look it up. Yeah, I have, mm-hmm. actually. Because there's a lot of movies out there. So you got you need a, a, uh, I need a vice to keep track. Yes. Um, so I can finally cross off the watches because it's been on there for, I mean, obviously it's been on there for a long time. Just hadn't watched it, hadn't gotten around to it until for the podcast. But I'm that's glad, what this podcast uh, does. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'm glad <clears throat> you got to finally watch it. So. Yeah, I am too. And I will say that I thought it was a good, a good movie. Okay. And I, 6.5. It was good though. But I, <laughs> right, 6.5 is, is pretty good. What do we give Prey? A six? A five? I think it was, yeah, it was pretty low. Yeah. I'm saying it was good. You don't uh, like my, you don't appreciate my score. I mean, no, it's your score. It's your score. It's just, I'm just, I'm, the, but I'm, but the reason it's that low is that the entire middle of the movie was uninteresting I, to me. Like, yeah. And I, if an entire like act of a movie falls apart, you're gone. Which is weird. It's the second because usually it's like the third. Usually they have it like all the way through, and then boom, the third act like fumbles, and you're like, "Oh, that sucks." Like because it would have been a really good movie if the third act didn't. Like, I know, like in a lot of like superhero films, the third act like is always fumbled because mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, we built it up. Here's the big fight. How do we finish?" And then it, it and then it's like, "Oh man, the, you botched it." Like yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but I'm uh, the third act. I thought was was fine. I just the second act just did not do it for me at all. The whole middle of the movie was when I was, like, noticing time, like, yeah. what is life, like, my butt hurt sitting in this chair, you know what I mean, it's like, all that yeah. stuff, Yeah, it's why my score is so low. Yeah. But, overall, good acting, good cinematography, good cinematography. Yeah, definitely a classic, definitely it is a, a movie classic film. everybody should watch. Everybody should watch it, like, it's a, it's a, it's on the list of, like, movies to watch before you die. Like, yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, those kind of lists. And I, I, when the credits roll, because that ending was so good, uh, instantly I was like, "All right, I can see why Garrett like likes this movie." Yeah. So at least I can say that. Like I understand okay. 
why you just like you understand why I love Star Wars. Like there's a there's an understanding. Like yes, you know what yeah. I mean. Like there might not be up our alley, but we can understand. Like man, those are, like I said, mops up is not my alley. Right, and that might be part of it too. That it might be why my score is low. Yeah, you know, in everything, our personal thoughts and feelings influence that. Right, right. Unfortunately. Well, no, I mean that's the that's whole how the point. score works, yeah, you know. That's but how like. It works. It might just be because mob stuff isn't up my alley. Yeah. Probably got something to do with it. Maybe. Yeah. What do you want to tell them uh, what our next movie is? Sure, unless you have any more final thoughts about The Godfather. You know, top three movies of all time. From the, <laughs> from the G, so. No, I mean, I feel like it kind of told everything in the beginning, you know. Yeah, no. Just... We, we, got a lot of we got most of our thoughts on it in the beginning. Yeah. 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 It's just like, like I said, I mean, it's a movie that I like really, I, I love the story to it. And I think it's really I think it's really cool. I just, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, just like I said in the beginning, like, I just, for me, it has this ability to kind of just, like, unlike you, it really pulled me in. Uh, I know the first part, right? I get that. I'm just saying that, like, to me, it was very captivating. I really... See, that. See, if it did that for me, I'd probably feel the same way, but it just, like, it right. didn't, it didn't, hook line, hook line and sinker. It didn't right. happen. Like, if you're watching a movie, that's what you want. You want the hook, line, and sinker, and I guess it just didn't for yeah. me. But I'm really happy it does it for you. You know what I mean? Because like you said, it's you don't notice the time goes by when you're watching. You said it flew by when you watched it. Yeah. So that's like the difference. There. Like I know it's a long movie, but I'm not like wow. Like you know what I mean? I'm not like well, wow, this is dragging on. Yeah. Yeah. See, so that's like a big difference there. So, yeah. but I'm really glad you love it. I mean. I love when people love movies and they can and they like talk about it and they're like, man, I love this movie. It's like, oh, cool. Like, tell me why. You know what I mean? Like, that's what yeah. I love. So yeah. Even if even if like it's not your thing, you can be like, wow, I'm glad you love this movie. You know what I mean? Like, right. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's this reminds me of like I forget what movie it was. We did I didn't Logan. I don't remember what we did some superhero movie and you were not feeling it, but you could tell. You said something at the end of this that you could tell that I was like. That I loved it. And that's like kind of how this was. Like I just feel like gotcha. it, was, it was mirrored of that. Gotcha. Because you might know if you listen to the podcast, you're a seasoned listener. Garrett's not a big fan of superhero movies. So it's like yeah. a big thing like that. Like I'm not a fan of mob movies. Not a fan of... But yeah. we can show each other the movies that we think are good and see how they... My goal is to find one that Garrett like absolutely is in love with. And I'm still going to keep trying until it happens. Because <laughs> I think there... I still have so many that I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show him and he's going to be like, all right. Fine, you sob you win. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I want. You I really need, showed me. I need something that like just gets Garrett hook, line, and sinker. I think he got me with Goodfellas. Okay, because I didn't like mob movies at all until I watched that, and I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, I think you won there because you told me to watch it like before the podcast even happened. Yeah, you told me to watch it, and I watched it. And I was yeah. like, all right, fair enough. Gee, I texted you. I was like, all right, yeah. this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I like Goodfellas. That's probably my favorite like mob movie if I have to pick one. Oh yeah, that's a great one. The structure of it is like perfect. That's what I mean. The one, two, three, like the the yeah. whole movie. Just I'm in. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard that episode, that is episode, episode one. one. That's our Cinema first Bros. episode. Yeah. yeah. So go back and listen. to we that. We might sound a little rusty, not yeah, podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> we're New, not. There's no fresh. Pull, there's no poll. We were very yeah. young podcasters, but if you haven't heard that one, it's a great episode. Please go check it out. Yeah, that's what kicked us all. Yeah. Um. So that was the Godfather. Yep. Thank you. All for listening. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was going to say, wait <laughs> a second. <laughs> I'm dropping the gun. You want me to announce it or you got it? Yeah, go ahead. You want me to do it? Yeah. All right. So the next film we are doing, episode 16, 16. of Cinema Bros, 
is Prisoners, 2013, going newer, starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, I believe. Wolverine's in this movie? Or two stars. Yes, sir, he is. Uh, I think it's one of his best roles, actually. Really? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So Garrett hasn't seen Prisoners, 2013. He hasn't seen it. I watched it fairly recently. Fairly recently, like I... 2022. Okay. I say I watched it last year. For the first time, I was like, whoa, hold on a second. (laughs) We got some here. Yeah. Uh, so much that I think it was around the time we started the podcast and I actually wrote it down to my notes. I have a list, as you know. They might not, they don't know, they know this, but I have a list and it's like movies to do on Cinema Bros. Yeah. And when it happened, that's why I made the list. The first one is Prisoners. Okay. So I was like, that's where the list was created was that night I watched it and I'm like, all right, this is good stuff. Um, if you guys are fans of Prisoners, please let us know if you're excited for us to talk about it. Yeah. I'm excited. The poll will be up on, on the off week where the episode doesn't come out and we're not recording. Um, the poll will be up for Prisoners. I'm excited for Garrett to see it. Hopefully, he loves it. I'm excited to see it too. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. So you have good. Yeah. So good. We'll, we'll see what it's all about. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and I think it'll be a switch up. We've done a lot of older movies um, in a since the new year started. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think this is supposed to be more of like a thriller too, like a psychological thriller. I would say it's psychological crime, a little bit of thriller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of detectivey. Okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I think it's a cool movie. So it'll be a kind of a switch up for us and uh, maybe something fresh for you guys. Definitely. So. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Watch it so you can follow <laughs> along with us. Watch it so you're not confused. Yeah. Uh, when the next episode comes out so you're not like, what's Prisoners? Yeah. yeah. What is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, it's got some great actors in it. We've already done a Hugh Jackman movies. This might be, this is number two. <laughs> yeah. So go check it out. Go watch it. Um, I believe it's on Netflix right now. Okay. You know, it always moves around. When I watched it, it was on... Hulu. Hulu, I think, actually. Yeah. It was Hulu. Peacock. Now or... it's on Netflix, so... Amazon, HBO. No, they're Max, always moving yeah. around, yeah. Fire up your Netflix and go watch Prisoners and let us know what you think. Because we'll be coming at you. Episode 16 of Prisoners. All right. All right, everybody. Well, we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you all for listening. Later.